captured Master Callista, we have been betrayed. The War Master has turned from the light of the Emperor. No, it cannot be. Why would Horus do this? He has fallen to darkness. He must flee the system. Take these four remembrances to Terra and carry word of this heresy. The navigators tell me the Warp is in turmoil. We will be ripped apart. We cannot do this. You must have faith in your ship, my old friend. Your service will be remembered. We will carry word and ensure the galaxy knows of the War Master's treachery. And when we can, we will send the Legion to reclaim your sarcophagus. Only in death will duty end. Episode 13 of Year 5 of Edge of Empire, the finest vintage Horus Heresy podcast in the known galaxy. And tonight, as always, I am joined by my colleagues who are all for one and one for all. None other than Mr. Michael Aramis Botterell. You just know Greg's going to say something about being the best heresy well, podcast, don't you? Not only do we have a, a young and good looking, we also have uh, Mr. Rob Ng, the Athos of the very group. Oh, I was I was expecting to be called the Porthos then. The no, Baron. because that is my uh, That's the Baron of Brassier, which is uh, three miles yeah. from where my mum's house is in France. There you go. Um, and finally, the man who is no Dumas, <laughs> but very much oh. part of the group, our very own spent... Dog Tanyon, Chris Dog Mills, Tanyan. Oh. Esquire, and his That's wonderful right. theme tune. He is the hero of the piece. <laughs> so annoying. Whoa, whoa, stop that. We'll get copyright. Copyright. Also, oh. isn't, isn't that Michael's alarm? <laughs> It is actually my alarm. Yes, I know it's your alarm. So maybe subconsciously, that's where I got this. uh, What other group of four people can I possibly use? When you're in bed next to Michael and the phone goes off. That's well. I think it's usually on Company of Legends, but we'll leave it. Yeah, yeah. Let's leave our. uh, Let's leave the personal stuff. uh, Yeah, firmly in the personal. And on that. Remember, we're willing to take that fan fiction. On that note, let us see what we're going to be regaling you with this evening. Michael, your Tanyan, he was awesome. Anyway, carry on. Okay. Yes, that's true. He did play in in the film, but I was more going for the dog Tanyan, which is annoying, frankly, theme tune known to man. Uh, And this is just getting back at you calling me a horn last time. Uh, Let's take a look at this month's new release. You're a boring. You drowned out. We'll also be doing an update on what we've all been up to this month, some interesting bits and bobs. Um, we'll be doing a run through of what's uh, making waves in this month's news. Uh, Michael and Chris will be taking a look uh, at the Titan Legion Crucius uh, in this month's engine kill. And finally, uh, we'll be trotting down the garden, uh, opening the door to reveal uh, Rob's paint shack and talking about all things paint so uh i think before we go any further 
if you are a budding podcaster and you're wondering about whether people listen to your show, a piece of solid advice that I can give you is get your list challenge wrong because there is no surer way to uh, reach out and engage with your public than to get the lists as badly wrong as we did last time. So Hang on, don't you could, you could whoa, slag, whoa, whoa, whoa. slag off Iron Hands for three hours. That tends to get all three of their fans so, quite irate. Let's not say we all got our lists wrong. Thank you. Don't don't draw me and Mr. B into this. We read all the rules one, properly. One for all, mate. There's no oh, yeah. team. So uh, we're collectively responsible for this. Uh, so, all right, Brish, all right, Brish Lou. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brish Lou yeah. uh, so last time we were talking about lists that were engaging in, in what we would refer to as ungentlemanly warfare. So these were kind of lists that were using things like infiltrate or outflank or scout, all of that kind of sneaky malarkey. So, uh, there were two lists that people called out that were so wrong uh, they weren't e- they weren't even right. Mine uh, only had one thing wrong with it. But wasn't it quite an important and fundamental? Thing? <laughs> All right, it might have been the HQ choice on the Allied deta- the mandatory Allied detachment, but that's just by the by. I think it's somewhat not by the by because also didn't that also have some knock on effect on your provenance? Uh, no, because I could have just replaced him with the same points costs for a junior officer, and it would have made no bleeding difference. Well, yes, the, the only reason I took him was because he was psychic and I thought that would be more chaosy. But you couldn't do that with what you were doing. So there you go. Well, so, it's all about it's all about telling a story rather than adhering strictly to the rules. If you read Rogue Trader, it says they're just a guideline and a start starting. They're point. more what you might call guidelines. <laughs> exactly. Um, Rick Priestley is Captain Barbosa, So there you go. Uh, so utter nonsense. But anyway, uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I, I too... I, I made a boo-boo again. Sorry. I, too, uh, fell foul of my enthusiasm for the Alpha Legion. So, as many people have pointed out, first error of my, of, the, of my ways was that, actually, if you are going to run a recon company, and I did know this because I have a recon company, what's the minimum number of compulsory troop choices that need to be made up by recon squads? Three. I'll give you a hint. It's not two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to have three. And what's the other thing that you can't take in recon squads? Quite, un- uh, quite understandably. Fortifications? Terminators. terminators. You can take terminators. all the fortifications you like, mate. Can't take terminators. So <coughs> a bit yeah, of nothing a... Nothing's a sneaking like building a four-storey car park, but you can't take a big suit of armour. Exactly right. So that needs a little bit of refinement, let's say. Um, so, yes, so we'd just like to apologise, but also to thank all the myriad of people who, who got in contact with us to, to point this out. It was lovely to hear from you. See if you can spot the deliberate errors in this month's list challenge. It really was Just, an exercise in you get stuff, you get <laughs> stuff right and everyone's silent. You get some wrong and everybody lets you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah that's good. They, de- least, they definitely do. At least but it's fine. get in contact. So that's the main thing. So anyway, I think that is us. We don't often have to apologize for lists. We have had a few episodes where we've had to do this. This was one where I think, uh, People were quite uh, quite vociferous in pointing out. You know what you mean? I'm about to apologise for about a quarter of mine. <coughs> Yours kind of comes with the territory, uh, Rob. But yeah. um, you know, there's always a little bit of wiggle room in in in, in your in your lists. Like you say, more like guidelines than actual rules. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we are. Anyway, we, we, we haven't had to get the um, court for arbitration for list building in, involved just yet. But yeah. I mean, admittedly, you know, when I started working at GW, my store manager e- emails are being drafted. So. Uh, 
my my store manager at GW once paid five points for a land raider because that's what he had left over in his list and it was the model that was in his case. So yeah, they, that's, I like that. That's a good that's a good good thing. Basically, the price of a Meltabon, I'll have a land raider instead because they are just guy types. Because I've got um, that in my case and I don't have to go home and collect something else. Makes sense. Fair so. Meanwhile, in Persaravo's clarifying room of the Iron Blood in Orbit of the Seas of Terror, on Thursday, it's been raining. We shall divide our forces, and Fulgrim, you shall sort the walls here. Magnus, your thousand sons... It's so dark in here, Persaravo. Even with my demonic gifts, I can't see what you're pointing at. It's just how I like it, Fulgrim. And it's my ship. Come now, brothers. We must be united in this endeavour, or our father will never fall. Uh, excuse me, gentlemen, uh, and eight-eyed, twelve-tentacled creatures of the warp, this might be of some use. It's a loomy lamp from the Daylight Company. It just clamps on the edge of the table, like so. It's really good for helping to see the smaller details. Sorcery beyond even my knowledge. Right. Yes, that's much better. Interesting. I had noticed the saturn wall. And they call Fulgrim the Illuminator. What did you say? The Daylight Company, bringing illumination to a galaxy near you. Let's move swiftly on to the new releases. So, Mr. B, this is your territory. Um, What have you been stalking for us? Uh, Well, we've had a few new releases, some that I'm sure we'll get a a couple of comments from Chris in particular. Um, But we'll we'll go through them. Uh, We have our first one, which is Kill Team Octarius. Now, uh, not specifically a heresy release, but obviously Krieg can be used for heresy as militia and terrain. Well, you know, if you want to do a um, what's that planet with the orc, the orc planet? I've forgotten it now. Oh, no, no, the one, the one where they have the big, um, no, the one oh, where they have the big, um, big celebration. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do an all in all later uh, becomes Necromunda? Armageddon. Armageddon. Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive spoiler there for people, by the way. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I mean, it's yeah, only but the been mechanic of the 30 years. The ma- well, it was only, it was only sort of, um, confirmed in the Beast Arises series. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, the Emperor and Horus both have a fight at some point as well. That's just yeah, to put spoiler that... alert. Spoiler yeah. alert. Horus loses. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yes. So true. yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, Kill Team Octaris is still available. It's 125 pounds or 106 pounds 25 from our friends at Element Games. You get your 10 um, Krieg soldiers, some random orcs. I'm sure you can get rid of them, no problem. Um, and you've got a bunch of uh, terrain, orky terrain. So if you want to do that all and all table. You know, you've got a start to it there. Michael, Michael, it is terrain fetish. Hey, Look, terrain, no, you need it to play I'm the game. I know, exactly. I know. I'm not sure that I would. Whether I, I remember would. once, this isn't exactly right. I remember once when I was at college, there was somebody who subscribed to Vogue magazine when they were doing fashion at art college, and they 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 looked through their sort of stuff that the magazine said you had to buy every month and you couldn't do without it, and they worked out at the end of a year, and then this was like 1990. Eight. By the end of the year, it was like six and a half grand that you just, you were just no one if you hadn't spent. But Michael's thing with terrain is a little bit like the same. It's, I think Michael's love of terrain is a little bit the same. It's like but these stacks are coming out. You know, you might have enough terrain to actually build a life-size model of Drax power station, but you can still get three more Alchemite stacks for twenty quid. Uh, so 
just just to, to be honest, have you seen the lovely construction work that Mr. Reese has been undergoing with his yes. um, spaceport? Yes, uh-huh. that I mean is that is a, that is a prime example of wonderful terrain. So I, is, I, I, I'm entirely nice. there with Mr. B and his his, his love of terrain. I haven't seen that. I don't love it the same way, but it, it it's bigger than oh. Pete. Okay, there you go. I mean, I mean, I guess what you're saying for me, it's, it's, for me, it's you, all about I, ha- I have to get terrain for the bloody events. So you know, I need. I, 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 I've got one more table to build, and I'm on it right now. So the thing is, Michael, it's it's the same as this with heroin. One more fix, and I'll <laughs> be, no, and I'll we're be not free of it. We're not going above 15 tables because we're limiting ourselves to 30 players after the next event. Yes, that's right. So, so anyway, so you, you heard it here first, quid. folks. If after yeah. this table's finished, Michael is buying more terrain, if you see him out yeah, in the back, you can that's slap problem. him. So but it's, not Michael... gonna, it's not going to be for heresy. If yeah. I do build any more terrain, it would be for something like... Um, actually, I don't know if there's anything else. Star Wars. Star Wars. He's, he's creating loopholes already. He's thinking, he's, he's thinking <laughs> like that's tennis. it. I've got I've got some Legion stuff, so I've got I'm fifteen tables in Durham, but the the five hundred and fifty tables I've got in the Cayman Islands they don't count. They don't do that. <laughs> they're, they're just All in right. stories that they're, they're just resting in my account. In would you spend one hundred twenty five quid on this? I mean, I would get ten ten Krieg, but I wouldn't spend one hundred twenty five quid on it. I probably it is like say Michael, you could use it as some some sort of orc based pre or sort of crusade era terrain for sure. Yeah. I'm not. I, sure. I mean, the the the, the thing is. All that stuff's coming out separately. At least the, the the models are the Krieg models. They're coming out separately at some point soon. Okay, cool. So Very you don't good. need to buy it just to buy those. But if you wanted to, and you wanted to make an, an all in all or something themed table, you've got the option there. If you, if you um, want to make a Talon Talon table, and you can green stuff all those orc heads out of the way, that would work. You know, scavengery <laughs> thing. Um, if, you, if you want to make yeah, a Talon okay. table, go down to B and Q and buy a twenty-five kilo bag of sand or a five. Well, that's true. There's not a lot of line, a lot of line of sight <laughs> blocking there, is there? <laughs> okay, cool. so moving on to the uh, next one is the Imperial Fists Praetor, twenty-two so pounds for the power armored one. Oh, these models are so nice. It's a great they pose, that, isn't it? Very nice. It, it's oh. a really nice pose. Very, a lot of action going on there. Yeah, I like that. It's, they are. Uh, yeah. I don't I, normally I, like I don't normally like the yellow boys, but they look the sex. They really do. Yeah. And I tell you what, though, it, 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 it's not just a heresy. I've seen these done up for Black Templars as well. People have done them up for the Black Templars in 40k. It's yeah, it, I mean, that, it's a very good model. The Terminator one would fit perfectly as a Black Templar. Mm. Um, just Marshall, but yeah, they are so just yeah, exactly. I mean, they are the the, temp, the Terminator one. I have tried a number of numerous occasions to. Uh, purchase and it has been out of stock every time i've looked at it so people That's are great. clearly clearly loving it but yeah yeah it's... so speaking about the terminator one he's 26 quid uh, he but yeah cheaper. i've not he's cheap he's cheaper than some of the others and you get more resin with him mm, i've not excellent. seen i've not seen um him in stock at all the mm. dark angel one's 28 and you don't get that bleeding great shield with him you get a volkite charger I think that's an awesome looking model. That's a slightly Australian twang I hear in your voice, Rob. No, 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 no. Don't worry, I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> that is a that's a great model. So both of those really good releases, I think. Yeah. Uh, Ultramarines. More prices. We've got the yeah. Ultramarines Praetor. So they're two quid more expensive than the uh, Imperial Fist equivalent. So obviously the Imperial Fists are just the cheap bargain basement. Uh, it's beard uh, tax. Sure, whatever. It's beard. Yeah, it's, so, beard it's beard tax, and the Terminator guy's barn isn't going to put itself up, is it? Yeah. So you know, I like I like I like the um 
I like these. I'm not as, looking the at those and looking at the Imperial Fist ones. I think the Imperial uh, Fist ones are. To much be fair, better. the Imperial Fist ones are much better. I, I can't deny that. I'd like to see the Terminator one with a very different paint job and a helmed head. And I think it He's got a helm head. He's got a helm head. I'm not a massive fan of the Amish beard, I must admit. Yeah, he's got he's got a helmeted head with him. Oh yeah. My problem is it looks like my uh, looks like my father. Um, he often wears with, with augmetics. He does. Yes. He's infamous. It's the thing that's keeping him ticking around. Striding um, around in Terminator. Papa, Papa Mills in his Terminator armor. Pretty much. I, I, I I'm gonna say something here. Controversial. I flipping hate models with nonsense sticking out the back of their backpacks, unless it's a antenna for a radio. Oh, the bullet <laughs> magnet on the back going here. I'm in charge. Shoot me. <sighs> I mean, I know it's a, Halo, whatever. No, they don't I know have halos. I know it's a fantasy kind of thing, but the Legion Praetor. I'll be honest with you, if I was going to get him, the one in Artisfram, I would. I know he's going to. People are going to. What? I would literally cut that thing off. No, I would. I would on the Terminator one as well. I'd be like, right, don't need that. That's going in the bits box. It would be Fair okay enough. as a kind of like a banner, but not like on the back of somebody's backpack. It just, I don't know. It just we seems. Don't, we don't I know all that, have to like the same things. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, you see pictures of sort of Japanese warriors with these, um, the, the kind of, well, the those kind of flags sort of coming out the back, you know, of their, yeah. but, you know, I think anybody who was anybody would know that, if you were in a scrap with this guy, when did you do his batter the hell out of that um, big slang on the back of his head to knock balance? So, yes, I know it's a fantasy. I know that, you know, we're talking about power armored individuals, so it's kind of nonsensical to argue about it. But it just just breaks the immersion a little bit for me. So, again, just just my point of view. Yeah, like a, a, a dirty and tired, knackered sort of like I've been on Calth for six months and haven't moved mm. and my arm is all scorched on that on that guy with the bullet magnet shaved off the top and i reckon it, it would look an incredible model but yeah. um it's a bit too shiny and sort of parade ground fresh i think yeah agreed fair enough okay. so moving on we, we have uh, a mark ii marine uh oh an argoltal okay <laughs> argoltal is a lovely looking he's chuffing massive he is yeah he is a big boy it's a great model it's stunning. So he was the, he's the first first of the sort of... Um, he's the first of the Galvor pack. Galvor pack. Yeah. He's got some pretty useful rules as well. He's no slouch, mm-hmm. as you'd expect. 185 uh, points. Yeah. Toughness 5, 4 wounds. With a power mm-hmm. fist. With, well, no, they're the demonic well, claws. Yeah, demonic claws rather, sorry. Strength. Plus one strength, AP3. Strength 5, AP3 rending, shred two-handed. So Strength Strength 6. Yeah, because I guess they three attacks, four attacks, aren't they? But yeah, five attacks. No, because they're two-handed, so you can only get one attack from them. Yeah, but he's a he's an interesting interesting mm-hmm. character. Definitely, I mean, very it's, it's interesting. A, character. It's a word bearer's character model that you you don't have to feel guilty about buying and feel that you should stamp on because <laughs> it's not it's not Erebus and it's not Corferon because you know screw those guys. I don't think Corferon's right. Erebus, I'm 100% with you. I mean, yes. No, no, Corferon's. Read uh, the uh, Lorgar Primarch book. You'll hate um, Corferon. Okay, more than, you hate, uh, more than you hate Erebus. Really? That's, uh, that's oh, going well, to... I, I, I shan't draw comparisons to uh, Corferon for the sake of the ratings value of the show. 
<laughs> oh, but seriously, trust me, you'll hate Corfair on more than you hate Erebus. I think it's a very good model. I like the half torn up marine. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, not bad at all. Forty-seven large. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a really nice, uh, really nice model. Uh, okay. Definitely, definitely on my list to buy at some point soon. Um, so that's uh, that's definitely on the list. But uh, yeah, lovely, nice rules as well. I think there's a lot of complaints that he doesn't have his um, doesn't have the uh, guardian uh, spear. Guardian spear. Yes, yeah, so I think uh, a lot of people were, were, were pretty upset about that, yeah. weren't they? I mean, yeah, if people yeah. if people are worried about accuracy as far as the book timeline goes, they don't want to push it too far, do they? No, you're right. Sorry, Chris, you are right. Five attacks. I don't know where I've got three attacks from. Apologies, mate. Yeah, sorry. Don't worry. I must have misread that. Just yeah, looking at the thing right in front of him. You can have you can have him with you can have him without a guardian spear, or you can have him in the shadow of great wings. Take your pick. <laughs> Indeed. So, okay. You know, like... So moving on to something which is necromundary, but I definitely think is a, a, a very good uh, militia uh, commander. Yeah, uh, is the uh, House Grem military attaché for uh, Necromunda, and you really want it for the guy on the uh, the, fir- the the old guy on the uh, left? Yeah, that, for, uh, that's 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 it. That's what I'm going to look like in about ten years' time. Actually, there's a bizarre that does look a bit like you. You've got the tash and the beard and the bald head. I mean, yeah. All you need is a monocle kind like, of thing, and you're there. Like and I could co- I could cosplay that. You could cosplay the bejesus out of that. It's a, lovely, it's a lovely model, like beautifully painted as well. Where um, mm. I really like that. That's nice. Yeah, but de- definitely, in my opinion, that's definitely a um, a, 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 a militia commander there. Yeah, or even an NPC isn't an objective marker. Like yes, you, yeah, like just as an excuse one. to own that model because it is stunning. Yeah, I, I agree. You can do a um, it's an inquisitorial warband in a 40k just to you know jump forward yeah. the timeline. It's perfect for an inquisitor. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Very nice, really nice figures. Yeah. And unsurprisingly, look, Necromunda figures are gone, Michael. Great, great for militia uh, Necromunda models, but Necromunda models in general knock it out of the park. Ne- mm. Yeah, it's like it's oh, so nice. I might have to get more than that. Might have to yeah. compare there just to paint it. His his coat confuses me. Yeah, that that's that's something. I he's got two coats on there with two leaves, or he's, he's got like a one. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, he, oh, he's, okay. So he's got an over jacket over his shoulders, but that's about it. So he's got a he's got a dress he's got a dress jacket on, hasn't he? He's got a dress dress yeah. tunic on, and, and he's, he's got a breastplate breastplate over, over that, and then he's got um some kind of dead thing on his back, like you know, because he's creeping to the Valdor school of um. Oh, hang on, no, <laughs> hang on, shoulder I, there. I've just spun him round. So yeah, he's got a coat on with a with a breastplate over that. And then a sash over that yes, for like for like maximum Prussian, and then yeah. he's got another coat. Yeah, over his shoulders. Over his yeah, shoulders. It's, it's right, a cloak, yeah, isn't it? It's a cloak he's got. On the well, back. no, it's got sleeves. No, he's got sleeves. He's got two sleeves. Uh, he's, got big, he's, got, he's got big brocade, brocade like admiral's cuffs on it. Yeah. So it has. You're quite right. How very uh, odd. Perhaps it's. Um, a little nod to uh, a dearly departed famous painter with we've got a, a military attache with two thin coats on. Very thin coats, yes. <laughs> yes, that was... Okay, well, anyway. 
the uh, intricacies of external, external wear of uh, characters in the toy <laughs> game Lego universe. Very okay. cool. Next up, we have Warhawk. Yay! The next Not read book it in yet, the series. No, have I. No, have I. I haven't even touched it yet. I've got a I've ton of board in front of me. I haven't even bought the damn thing yet. I'm stuck Listen. on Sicily 43 at the moment. Halfway through my second listen through. Oh, and it, 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 it's, it's yeah, it's 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 yeah. it's pretty damn good. I, I've got a zombie side book by Josh Reynolds to finish first, and then I'm going to go on to that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so limited edition sold out right away. And interestingly, they released both the limited edition, the standard edition, and audiobook all at the same time. Which is so, good. yeah, which is I think is good. But I think a few people were annoyed they didn't get the chance to because of the uh, uh, massive queues uh, get the limited edition. But I think no that's going to be the problem. No matter what they do, some edition. people aren't going to get the limited edition. Yeah. For people who are repeatedly complaining, that's kind of the point of it being a limited edition. If everyone can get one, it ain't limited. Unfortunately, you win some, you lose some deal with it i i have i have been told on the grapevine that they have made more uh in the last three books but whether that is you know translates to it working however, on the ground however many they make they will sell because people will still buy them i reckon to to scalp with them but yeah i, I wonder, if, they, I wonder when, if they'll do it as like a warhammer exclusive sort of thing because i know they've done that with limited some different editions in the past haven't they yeah well yeah these are limited to the games workshop website no, no, but in physically in Warhammer World. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Well, they've done um, the first book, Horus Rising. That's a limited yeah. edition in this style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. That's a good okay, so Warhawk, it, well, the limited edition was 20 quid. Uh, the hardback, 20 pounds or 17 pounds from our friends at Element Games. Uh, mm-hmm. The EPUB was 7 uh, or the MP3 was 29.99 or one audible credit. So yeah, that's that's, uh, that's I I've bought both the audiobook and the the EPUB because I like to I like to read the book and then listen to it uh, later on and it's quite a nice to listen to. So. Can you just get an audio reader? No, but I see where you come from. Anyway, this next shoe in, Mister B. <laughs> they're in, the, they're in the heresy. They're in the heresy. Okay. Mass, yeah. so, massive shoe in. I also am slightly suspicious about whether this particular model has. How can I put this? Does it have lady parts? What? No, it what doesn't. Would it, what, why would you even ask that? Because it's, at... it's got a really unfortunate oh. scene. Just say it. No, now you've seen it, you can't scene. unsee it. Well, I've, can't got, unsee I've, got one, it. I've got one stood behind me, and I'm not going to get no. it and check, because that's just wrong. If you know, no, look, so... look, at the, look at the picture on the website. Although, yeah, weirdly, no, if, you, if you unfocus your eyes, it looks a little bit like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. You and I have taken into account the top seams as well. (laughs) What the hell? Anyway, it is a Nurgling plush. It's a teddy bear. It's a Nurgling teddy bear for the grown-ups out there. Yeah, I got one. um, In some some of the books, there is like, you know, slight hints of product placement. I suspect Warhawk was designed to be product placement for this um uh, given some of the yeah i take it there's nerglings in it then yeah <laughs> yeah i mean the front cover would give that away but yeah i, I suspect it. there's a um yeah product placement sort of t- team up between uh warhawk and this this little plush chappy well i i like it i i got a, a 10 pound voucher from games workshop so i uh, use that to get this because temporary out of stock so it's clearly popular and it that's was the very popular, apparently. <laughs> very popular, apparently. 
But yes, I, no, they're in the heresy. If you want a heresy teddy bear, that's the best you're going to get. To be fair, I, I might mean, get one. Annie, Annie's birthday is coming up soon. So maybe I'll, if it comes back into sort of now and then, I might buy it for Annie and uh, I might film the reaction. Yeah, um, do that. Yeah, do that. Uh, it'll, it'll be the last photo awesome. you get the, together. <laughs> it'll, it'll be nice uh, video evidence for the trial when she attempted <laughs> exactly. to murder me. Exactly. Yes, yeah, indeed. Indeed. I thought you were. Anyway, moving on. The next one is a bit of a shoo-in, but this is good-ish, I reckon, for terrain for Adeptus Titanicus, if you want it. It's the Adeptus Astartes ground assets. They're for Aeronautica Imperialis, but Mm -hmm. they're basically the same scale as Titanicus, so might make for interesting scatter terrain. 22 quid. That's about it. Can't really argue with that. a strong point from StarCraft 2. That looks isn't, like it, yeah. <laughs> There's a bastion, a sky spear missile, and an auto cannon thing. Yeah, they look pretty cool. So, Sorry, a hydro emplacement. Yeah, yeah. Well, larger scale. I'm not sure what it's called oh, exactly, yeah. but they also do um astro militarum ones as well. But I was just looking so, at those at the bottom. Astro militarum, yeah. really cool. If you ever want some, you know, like scatter terrain for your expensive yeah. ones for thought expensive scatter terrain, but then again, you know, you're not in this hobby if you're uh, if you're not willing to spend stupid amounts of money, are you? True that. True that. True that. Okay, and then finally, Mortis got its paperback release for twelve ninety nine. A paperback's twelve ninety nine now. The cost of paper has shot up. I mean, I'm, I'm I wish I was kidding here, but there's a, a and there's an and weirdly there's a shortage of paper and cardboard. I mean, um, the a company I sometimes do some consultation for um, were meant to be having a um, meant to be doing a RPG book to this Christmas, which was like a big money spinner for them. But they're like, yeah, we can't get it out this Christmas because we literally there is not enough paper in the country to do it. It's mad. So, yeah. I mean, I've got reams and reams of A4 in the cupboard, yeah. so I mean, yeah, but it's got to be that. that it's got to be. It's got to be that specific, you know, paper. No, are, 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 are we paying the price for everybody buying three hundred thousand rolls of toilet paper last year? That must be it. No, is there's a, a, in general, there's a in general, there's a, a logistics blockade. Basically, I'll, blockade, uh, but, I'll, you know, I'll, there's I'll a, look forward to uh, hearing your mate Boris's explanation about that on the news. Well, I look forward to hearing any ruddy explanation about why this is. It's like, it's, uh, a lot of it is pandemic related. Some of it is Brexit related. And it's just, you know, it's affecting every country. I mean, Germany's biggest Spruce, board game producer. It, yeah, I mean, it's like, all those woodland fires as well, they wouldn't have helped because a lot of the spruces would have been mm-hmm. uh, lost and stuff like that. So, you know, Possibly, I'm not, I'm not sure, but. It's happening. It's like it's like last. It's like my brother works in removals, and he's like, yeah, for the past eighteen months, we've been really struggling to get boxes suitable for you know moving stuff. So look at that. Come for the heresy. Can't hear heresy, about listen the, to the geopolitical, socio economic state of the world. Yeah, it's 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 just one of those. It's one of those magic. Apparently, GW are now printing stuff like card and cards and stuff for like Underworld in the UK because it's cheaper now than printing it in China. Yeah, you've got to ship it because shipping costs are through the roof, aren't they? Yeah, and yeah. it might get so stuck in the Suez Canal for six weeks. Well, it might do. Yeah, well, we, did a, we, did a, we did a quote for uh, a shipping container um, a few weeks ago, and it was $15,000. 
And just before the pandemic, we did a similar one, and it was two thousand. There are cheaper ways to go on holiday, Michael. Yeah, so you can, you can uh, buy an actual container for about four thousand and just keep it and, and live in it forever. <laughs> exactly. We'll just throw sand at it every so often, a bit of water. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Right. All right. So, shall we move on to what we've been up to? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So it's that time of month again where we uh, put the kettle on and get a big long book ready for Michael to tell us what he's been up to. And uh, the rest of us might have been up to something as well. To be fair, it has been busy this month. Well, you know. Uh, so we'll start, I believe, with Chris. Oh, okay, okay. So I have done absolutely diddly squat. Um, which will go very, very little surprise now i've been trying to get squats going trying to bring them back um his name's diddly and you know we're, we're working on our relationship did you not see uh, the thing in white dwarf every time somebody mentions it the codex get put back a month i know exactly but i don't care i don't play that game uh so yeah i haven't done anything i just cannot get the motivation to pick anything up and paint it or do anything um i've tried, tried paint, to like, painted some bases yeah, I did some bases because I had to do some bases, but that was necessary. Didn't you do some funky stuff on Legio Disco? Was that last month? Yeah, that was last month. But yeah, I just can't. I just can't. Um, can't the stuff's there. The yeah, the demons are all out Ooh. there to be done. I know what I want to do with them, but I just cannot get that sitting there for any longer than 20 minutes before I think of something else to do. And it's. Just, fair know, enough. I, I just cannot. I don't know why. Um, so I tried to write some lists for some like future projects just to sort of get the get the mojo back in a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. I, I do want to get some stuff done because I just you know I feel like I should because I have to talk about it once a month. <laughs> Sorry, um, don't, don't don't push it, man. Just just no 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 so, no no. It's not, yes, it, I know it, 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 it'll you know probably just click in at some point. Like yeah, said, just, relax. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's just been sort of. I've done some tidying up and sort of, because Graham was down, had to really sort out that hobby room, um, turning it from what was at one point downtown Beirut into a habitable space for him for. That's really comfortable. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good with the the desk still covered in all the paints that you can. I, I felt right that. at home to be honest with you. Oh, good. I, I think it's, it's, I mean I I would find it very hard to get the motivation to paint if I wasn't playing regularly. To be honest with you, so I'm amazed. I mean I know Rob. You don't play as often, but you're, you know, you get derive a great deal of enjoyment from your painting. Mm-hmm. I don't think I derive that amount of enjoyment from painting yeah. in terms of a hobby thing. I get the enjoyment from playing, but to play, I have to paint them. And it's I think, slowly changing around, thanks to your tutelage, of course. But I'd, I'd probably find it very difficult. I think for me, it's I can't with an idea of something cool that I want to do, like the bases for the big demons. Really wanted to do that because it was going to be a, it's a cool idea to do. Uh-huh. But then once that's done, it's back to the, the humdrum of forty odd bloodthirsters that need all their horns painted yeah. and all the bits of bone. It's like I just don't want to sit there for two hours, three hours painting um, you know, bone, highlighting it, washing it to give it a bit of a texture. Just cannot, you know, just, my brain cannot find the gear to go just 
I'll switch off and do, do it kind of thing. So I know exactly what you mean. I'm, mm. I think it's when you've got something that's laborious and there's lots of it that it can really drain your enthusiasm. Yeah, I, and I think the only way you're going to get around it is just to almost set yourself a target. Say, well, I'm just going to do five. Because I think if you try and do 40, you're never going to do 40. Oh, yeah, yeah. The task's too big. But I think what I've had to do is go... I'm not going to be able to do all of those, all of the trim on those models. It's going to drive me nuts. I can't face doing it in, you know, just the thought of doing it. I can't bring myself. So I've had to sort of go, okay, tonight I'm just going to do five. And then tomorrow night I'm going to do another five because trying to do them all like in bulk, just driving me nuts. But I think, totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. And I've got, I mean, mean, there's a lot of infantry in the demons. There's a a lot of infantry in the Tanith that are the army after this. Of course, yeah. So it's so it's that's why I was looking at coming up with that defenders of terror list because I thought actually there's not a lot of models in that you know there's and I've already got half of them painted so it wouldn't be a slog to to achieve that three thousand points. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I did wonder whether it's the the enthusiasm for the army dictates how quickly I paint it. So yeah. I've taken forever to do these ultramarines. Literally, it's the longest. I've ever painted an army, but it's not the best painted army I've ever done. So it's not as if the time is an indicator of quality. It's just been the the kind of to drag myself to actually get them painted. So yeah. Whereas other armies, you know, that I've actually just belted through really quickly because I'm really keen to get them and play them. So yeah, I think that might have a factor as well. Well, certainly for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, not 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 a lot has happened down and in the uh, in the painting room. Okay, well, I'm sure that will change. You need an event to go to. In fact, we need an event. The three of the four of us need four an event us, to go yeah. to next. Yeah. It isn't one that we run, frankly. Um, so I think we need to have a think about that. Now yeah. that we're getting yeah. them back on the calendar, I think we need to start to make some plans to play some games. Yeah, let's have another boys' weekend away or something, just so we can. Yeah, and dice at each other. Right, so I think that would that would be help with the motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it, would, it probably wouldn't hurt. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'll sit down at some point and it will just you know maybe a little up. trip to Warhammer Worlds after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how we go. See how we go. That'd be good. Yeah, because it'd be difficult for Chris to get the time off at the minute. So oh, I'm all spent for holiday. That's all. Yeah, I'm all spent for holiday this year as well. Yeah. And I work every Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so 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 maybe sometime in the uh, in the cool. new year we can hop up to Warhammer Worlds and have a uh, yeah that'd be cool. Or Derby. Just, Derby was nice. Yeah, but yeah. Derby. Anyway, but yeah, we'll, we'll arrange our social calendars off air at some point. It would be nice to go to an event <laughs> again. I mean, I got a little bit of a taste trip in the one that Chris and I went to, but I'd like to go to a different one. I think you know one yeah. like Blood and Glory or or something along those lines. Yeah. I was looking at um. I was looking weirdly the other day in my fantasy when I win when I when I win the lottery and we decide to run the biggest heresy event in the world that the yes. engine sh- the um engine place in Derby yes. they no longer use it for events at all the roundhouse the oh. university there have completely cancelled it for events so it's just used for for internal it's use used for only. internal use only now yeah That's so a bunch of bunch of drunken students throwing up all over it. Wonderful. Um, I guess they probably yeah, made a library or something out of it because it was the library anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, where that stuff yeah. was kind of housed. So that's a shame because it's a great venue, I think, mm, considering it's a fantastic it wasn't, building a, as well. wasn't yeah. a bespoke kind of a, a venue. But anyway, we'll have to see. I don't know what they, where their next plan to, to run this. Uh, the Nottingham Tennis Centre, I think. Okay, right. 
Oh yeah, that's no. it, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Anyway, right. Okay, so moving on, who's next? Uh, I can go next if you like. Yeah, sure. So to sort of carry on from Chris, really, I said I would paint some more of these ultramarines, and I kind of got around to putting them together, which was a bit of a chore because I just hate putting arms on space marines. Um, but I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to raid every, you know, bits of potential Mark III marine that I have uh, in my collection. I'm just going to put them all together and just get them painted so that I, you know, don't have to worry about painting marines. I'm never painting marines again, I said to myself. And then, I, <laughs> then I'm going to do the massive Alpha Legion army, which is all infantry. Um, so I've been painting the Ultramarines. So I've got, like a, I want to do another veteran squad so that I can use Pride of the Legion. They can be the two troop choices rather than the rather ridiculous um, tax that there is on recon squads. Um, I also want to create another five melter gun fellas. Um, so I have a you know a couple of those squads as well. So I'm kind of getting so I've airbrushed them up. Um, and I've done like a lot of highlighting with them. And but the trim, the gold trim on them is just oh, oh, just dri- driving me nuts. Mark three, don't bother. Just do the just do the big one on the shoulder pad. I've never bothered with all the others. I've kind of unfortunately I've started doing it now, and I'm like, why did I decide to do this? Oh, you just, just go just go back and do the base coats over the rest of them. Um, of course, you've done the gold one. It's too late now, and I, they kind of look a bit. You know, I've done them in a very dull gold, so it doesn't look too bad. But yeah, it's I'll just when I'm done now. Um, and one thing else I found with airbrushing, of course, is that you you're not painting in the completed model, right? Because, you know, I've taken all the guns off and all the backpacks off to paint them separately and assemble afterwards, which is the first time I've kind of done that as well, which is a little bit weird. So I'm sort of getting used to that. But so I've got, like I said, they've they've kind of got their their blue coats on and I've done the first pass at the, the highlighting. I've got a few more layers of different things to apply, some silver and some kind of brass color to go. Um, put the guns on paint the guns and um, backpacks and then hopefully that'll be that uh i did do i did repaint some of my salamanders though so we had this event in eastley and i was looking through my box of salamanders and it's like oh crikey they're really ropey <laughs> they don't look good at all uh it, the tactical squads looked okay but the hq character particularly the one i was going to take just didn't look good so um those of you who would have been listening to the last month's paint check, Rob sort of talked through how to paint uh, a sort of flame effect. So I did that. It looked pretty good. That was probably the best bit of the model, to be honest with you. Um, and I just repainted the whole thing. I stripped it and repainted it because I just hated it so much. Um, I'm a bit happier with it. I'm never going to be 100% happy with that model, I've decided. But it's better than it was. So, yeah, there's a little bit of that. Um, I don't think there's anything else that, that I made any massive alterations to during the time. But again, like you, Chris, I've I've struggled to get the impetus to to sort of paint for any length of time. So yeah. what I've been doing is like just doing the trim on these Space Marines and then not doing the next part, which normally I would get the trim done, then I'd do this and then, you know, so I'd probably spend two or three hours. But at the moment I'm finding i'm having to sort of partition my time off into quite small chunks to to get these things done so i don't know what's happened maybe a general malaise has has uh, affected us in edge of empire towers who knows and that's me I'm sure that's, that, that's soon going to be rectified 
by the uh, Oct- Octoman. Uh, by, by the laundry list of stuff that uh, Squidward's got. O- o- Octopath Traveller, Mr. B. So, so shall I go then? Go on then. Unleash hell. <laughs> Unleash. Uh, uh, okay. Remember, this is like two months worth of stuff, basically. Because that's how long we were off air for. It seemed to be that every other day there was like five figures painted. I mean, I think also, yeah, the fact that we have, we've kind of been a bit hit and miss with the show as well, maybe that's also another reason why sort of perhaps yeah. when... Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely having an impact on stuff. So uh, I started off with the Volkite weapons for Adeptus Titanicus. But I was really happy with them because, you know, I was going to get them. It was going to happen. It's Volkite weaponry, of course, you've got to get, you're going to get them. Mm. Yeah, I was really happy with it. They're actually really nice weapons. Although the the cards you get are basically just the back of the uh, the uh, paper insert in the blister, and uh, they're they're really quite poor. So okay. I'm a bit disappointed in that. Um, but yeah, the weapons themselves are really good. Um, I think I want another couple of bits of these. Um, the Warhound one, basically. I want a couple more. I want another one of them. Um, but yes, not had a chance to try them out on the table though yet. Um, then I did uh, an Imperial Knight Castellan, um, which was a big, big old model. But it's a big model, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed doing that. It was, uh, it wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. I thought who, it was going to be. Who's, who, who's going to go there? Often, often, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say quite often I could say that that's been said about me too. Yeah, that's what um, she said. Um, but. It, I, it just, as a model, it just looks like somebody's, you know, just trying a little bit too hard to impress there. You know, it's like every spare centimetre has a massive gun on it. Um, yeah. You can it, use it, these in heresy, can't you? Can you use yes, you can. Yeah, because yeah, the, yeah. um, the harpoon thing is bent. It's absolutely bent. There's no other word for it. Okay. It's, um, you can use them in heresy. Cool looking are, model, yeah. but again, I think it does look a little bit trying too hard for my liking. But was it good good to assemble, Mr. B? Yeah, actually relatively simple to assemble. Two relatively identical sprues and then one different, uh, slightly different sprue. And uh, yeah, okay. so there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weapons on there. Yeah, it's not messing about, do. is it? Yeah. Anyway, it's a nice, nicely painted oh, model. Looks good. Uh, then continuing the Mechanicum vibe, I did some Secretary Hoplites uh, with their Termite uh, transport. And this sick filth. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they look really nice, mate. They look lovely, actually. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. This, the, the you should be very pre- pleased with those. They look brilliant. Yeah, I was quite happy with them. Uh, right. Then then sort of a, a pair of uh, Palace Gravitax. Um, which I was really, really happy with. Um, maybe the, the the red is like a little bit too shiny, uh, perhaps. But I quite like yeah, it. Yeah, it might be the might be the way it's photographed. But it's all right in, in the yeah. person. They, in, in person, they look good. I thought these are the ones yeah. that you had at Company of Legends. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, they look good. I did. I did have them at Company of Legends. Yeah. Uh, then some, and then I finished up my uh, Zomortala stuff. So I did all the railings, barricades, objectives, galvanic servo haulers, and then got some nice photos of the uh, the full set, the, the two by two, which took up like maybe uh, a third of the train I've painted in total. So I've got like loads of extra stuff to expand out to the four by four. Nice. So I was quite happy with that. Uh, I think that's going to make a nice little uh, little board when I'm done. 
lots of bits I want to get to add to that. So uh, it's going to be quite fun. I'm not sure about adding too many more walls, though. I mean, I like all the other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, right. Then again, for the custodies, I did the Agamantus uh, jet bikes. So that's the, uh, the, the, the big, long. Yeah, Baron the uh, Sick Chapter 2. Uh, with the, uh, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, the Agam- yeah, they're fine. Apart from you've got yeah. all last kind of ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got them all with the traffic. Um, no. They're all traffic. Dra- yeah, no, no, no. no, no. Yeah, oh. yeah, mine aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I got a traffic for them. Uh, then yeah. a fire raptor for the yeah. uh, Death Guard. A little bit uh, old school, the fire raptor, isn't it? It's a, I think it's a great, I know it's a pain to put together. I mean, I think you mentioned it, you didn't want to put another one together. Um, looks really good, that. Um, I think we saw a really, couple. At, um, yeah, we did, and it was nice to see them. That. I think they're a great model. Um, I've always liked them, to be honest with you. I've got they just one. An absolute I just very rarely use it. Put together. Yeah. But I, I quite like them. So I was they're happy not bad. Really they're not bad. I think the meta's moved on a bit from them, if that makes any sense. Yeah, they're, they're very heresy 2017. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm think that they, they still look good. They still look good. Oh, oh they're absolutely brilliant. Yeah. yeah, they really do. Uh, then a uh, last bit of uh, um, Mechanicum. Oh, this looks really rough, actually, in this picture. Uh, a Secutari, a Secutari Marshal to serve as a, a Secutari Axiarch. Nice. So, it's a nice model, that. It's a nice good. model, just shame I painted it. No, I think it looks uh, all right. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's, maybe it's a bit of over overexposure on the... Yeah. On the you're, 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 you're too dour on your own painting, Mr. B. It, it, yeah. Your stuff always looks great. Always looks great in person. Um, and then finally, yeah, uh, I don't know. And then finally, I did a uh, just sort of played around. I had this spare from um, doing a bit of um, uh, what's the word? Um, I'm looking for um, uh, kill team kill team i had spare from doing kill team i had a bunch of um uh thousand sons terminators in the araman from burning a prospero and i was like i saw the the warhammer plus wet blending video and i was like you know what i reckon i could do that and, I, it, did. and I did some uh terminators for the thousand sons um with, just to sort of uh to see you know if i could do it you know slightly on their way to being very zinchy um so yeah, um, I'm happy with that as a first attempt at wet blending. You know, it's a nice transition you have there. Nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong with them yeah. at all. Uh, the back of the cloaks are done as well, but I haven't taken a picture of that. So, but uh, yeah, no, I was I was quite happy as a first attempt. Very good. Definitely want to get better at that. But yeah, so that was that was me for the month, and I you know probably did quite a lot there. I, I don't even want to try and start totting that up <laughs> as to how much you painted in in just in money. Um, yeah, nice, nice, nice progress indeed. What nice about stuff. your good self, Mister Rob? Because you're um, the only one left, uh, I've left to come little, to the hockey. Yeah, I've been a little bit um, not the uh, the Mills malaise, but um, I've been hobby butterflying a lot more than I usually would. Um, been bouncing around a bit, doing a bit of this, doing a bit of that. Okay. Ducking, ducking and diving, dodging a dibble. Um, yep. A little bit way, a little bit whoa, a little bit. Yep. So I did my. Um, had I done my 
um, what do you call him? Crutch. What's he called? Um, Tribune. That's the one. Um, Crutch. When we reported last. Yeah, a piece um, of work you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, I finished him, my um, custodian Tribune, um, pretty much. There's a few little bits and bits and bobs to do, a few gems to pick out. Turns out uh, Mr. Hale has, uh, has lots of bling. He must have uh, popped in to see Chris at work before uh, before heading out onto the battlefield. Absolutely, we gave him the special treatment. Yeah, exactly. So I did that, um, and then I was like, "Okay, I'll start." I've, I've kind of I've got in my head exactly what I want to do with the custodies now. It's like, right, brilliant, yeah, got it sorted. So I'll do something else. As um, you do, as you do, I um, started a completely non not even wargaming project. Um, Jumped on that one. Uh, that's a bit of his, historical stuff. Um, not historical wargaming, but just historical model making. Um, and then I thought, I've got all this AT, all this Titanicus stuff, mm. that, like, as soon as they released it, I was like, take my money. And I've got 2,000 points-ish, something like that. Um, at least 1750, easy. Um, but it was all grey. And I was like, well, that's no good not having that so primed it and then was like oh i've been quite good fun here so um i've been working on adeptus titanicus mostly um try to think if i've done anything else oh i got my 3d printer <laughs> yeah yeah that that, that was oh yeah that turned up that's yeah that's a little de- that was a little detour um the 3d printer and uh, washington curing station turned up and yeah that changed the game massively changed the game um i'm not gonna stop shopping a gw i've not done it to try and stick it to the man um i just think that's the way that the hobby is going to go as the as the technology comes down in price point so i thought now's the time to jump on so i have done and my results appear to be proving me right so i'm pretty pleased with them very good um and I got my absolute dream model as well. I think that's the most important thing for this last month. It's it's still in the box, and it will be in the box for quite some time. But it's the top. It was the top of my list of models to get from Forge World, and I managed to get one this month as it was uh, re-released, and that was the Marauder Destroyer. Yeah, the, uh, the ground attack so one with fine. the uh, with the face full of auto cannons. Nice. It's a fine model, isn't it? That one. Absolutely. Absolutely stunning, and it looks like it's been completely remolded as well because the the casts that I got they cannot be from fifteen, you know, seventeen year old molds or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, super giddy about that. Um, the three D printer will be producing the infantry for the militia. The um, marauder is going in the militia. And there's three Thunderbolts to go with it. Very good. On the shopping list. Very good. Well, we look forward to seeing that after you've finished the Custodies in six months' time. And the the Titans. And the Titans. So maybe this time next year. And the Necromunda. Oh, sorry. And the Blood Bowl. Yes. And the Table. Of course. And the Squigs as well. Oh, no, they're done. Okay. The 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 uh, the little seven hundred and fifty points of AOS squeaks. Yes. I don't know if they. I don't know if I'd, I thought I'd done them before the after, uh, on the last show, but yeah, I kind of just went quick and cheerful. Just colour them in, contrast inks, 
last through a nice little palate cleanser, just going, you know, shiny and bright and not trying to put weathering on anything. Very so good. Nice. Yeah, Squigs are always a, a nice looking army. Just comedy, just like, I don't yeah. want I, if I'm If I'm going to play AOS, I don't want to play a serious game. I just want to have a laugh. I just want to like, no. bounce, just bounce around and go boing, 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 chomp, boing, boing, yeah. boing, boing, chomp, you know. Infinitely better than Grotz as well, so that's good. Very cool. All right, so we should wait and see what happens next. So you're gonna, are you gonna hobby butterfly next month? Are you actually? Maybe we should ask you that in the next month section. So, what about games played then? He says, yeah, not a sausage, sadly. What is the matter with you people? I did. I played some games with you. And we did, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Well, we played a game against each other at one point, and you both survived. We 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 played a, a pickup game at Company of Legends between ourselves when I borrowed Mr B's uh, custodies. Well, I suppose I did heard. play a game, didn't I? You played games. You played games at Company of Legends, my friend. I played one game. Yeah. And got my bottom handed to me. Well, yeah. You didn't have the most competitive list. Uh, you're, no, you did a no, fun no, list. Yes, so, okay, well then, do you want to talk about your one game and then we can talk about the whole event that we went to, of course? <laughs> um, yeah, well, basically, I played uh, a game against uh, some Death Guard with my custodies. It was a list of basically what I more or less had ready at the time. Uh, I just finished my Palace Grav Attacks, and um, yeah, I had really poor game. Um, my saves just did not do me any favors i don't know what i was doing but i somehow managed to roll so many ones it was just scary i mean i've I'm never rolled that many ones in my life i've seen you play you, you that's where that i got it from graham that's where i got it i think there's a definite you know curse of, i think powerful. i blame mark frost actually i think that he's he's basically in, empowered a voodoo mistress in the fens of Bury St Edmunds or wherever he lives. Essex, actually, so, you know. No, he's in Norfolk now. Oh, oh is he in Norfolk? Oh, no. yeah, so uh, fair no, enough. Then. No, maybe he's on maybe he's on the border then with, with Bury St Edmunds and uh, somewhere like... No, Swift he's in Norwich. He's in, he's in Norwich. All right, so anyway, whatever. He's got Delia no, Smith, the witch of the fens. The witch of the, of the, of the fens has, he has basically made a secret bargain with, with them. In return, one assumes for favours of the painting kind. And he has cursed anybody who joins the podcast to roll statistically more ones above average ones than anybody else. That is clearly and I'm holding him responsible for this. So I'm just putting it out there. If anybody happens to know a powerful warlock in the area that we can engage the services of. Please let us know. We're happy to promote them on the podcast. Is a sort of influencer thing. No problem at all. So Maybe yes. we need to have like some of that cleansing thing where you get. Oh, I can't remember what the thing is. There's a certain flower and they sort of burn it. Sage, isn't it? You, you get it is your, sage. You're right. Sage. Yes. Yeah. And you clap it in the corner of the room and stuff. That's what. Isn't that, isn't that the Blair Witch Project? Yeah, I don't know about Warlock, <laughs> but I know uh, I know a sh- I know a shaman from up near Middlesbrough way, but the laws changed around magic mushrooms, so he's pretty much oh. our business now. <laughs> I uh, I know somebody. Okay, I, just, I'm not, I'm not criticising it. I'm just so I know somebody that just before they had their first child, she had her house cleansed by a person who claimed that that's the sort of thing they could do with sage, and still hasn't told her husband about it. 
Well, there you go. Because they didn't want any <laughs> any any, witches, any dark forces to have any power over their child when it entered the uh, entered the world. You might, you know, it's, it seems like an insurance policy. It seems perfectly sensible to me. Anyway, uh, before we veer onto the world of uh, the occult, which is a completely different podcast that maybe we should do. Actually, that's one for Edge Lords of Empire. Surely. Edge Lords of Empire. It's, it's the modern. I tell you what, if you, if you want, if you want a um, uh, a model for what our podcast could be, uh, I recommend uh, last podcast on the left. If you haven't listened to it, uh, there's like three American guys um, out of it most of the time on, uh, you know, smoking marijuana. Uh, but they actually do a, like a in-depth analysis of things like the Black Plague and stuff and the effects in Europe. Completely stoned, but they are genuinely hilarious. But anyway, that is a like drunk history. It, a little bit. They're very good, though. They are very, very funny. I think they're, they're actually comedians by kind of trade. Um, but it's good and informative fun. So, yeah, I thoroughly recommend it. But And with a little bit of tinge of jealousy, as I was thinking, Edgelords of Empire, that's maybe what we should be doing. But um, <laughs> anyway, massive tangent. Massive tangent. Um, so, yes. Where, what on earth oh, yeah, Mr. Beast game getting smashed. Yes. But getting yes. smashed. Rolled more ones than that really should have. I mean, uh, it's just, just like every single say for one for one squad of uh, custodies was literally one <laughs> like it wasn't your list a little bit less than than optimal though chris it says, was less chris than optimal. The, yeah chris, it was chris, it was, was less than optimal Mike, michael's list was suboptimal i would yeah it there was were literally what things, i had ready at the time things that were things that were paid for that probably could have been spent on other things yeah, um, it was like literally my first game with the custodies as well. So yeah, no, no I'm not. It's all, it's all a learning curve. It's all a learning so, curve. So what did you learn from that, Mister B? Anything that you would take away as a cust- now that you know from facing the Death Guard? I don't. What was on the Death Guard side? Do you remember? Was it a was it a sort of top end kind of game? Uh, you know, lots, with lots of shooting. A couple. Of, there was a couple of. Uh, it's on the list. Uh, okay. if it's company of legends but I, there was definitely a spartan in there which just would not die um and it was it was death guard it was tough yeah okay they just they just refused to budge hmm, let's, let's have a look quickly look at the old who was the death guard player because i've forgotten anthony davies anthony's one I don't think it was Anthony's. I think it might be in another Death Guard player. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, good game, Mr. B. Could have been Anthony, though. I don't know. I'm I'm terrible at names. Uh, yes, it was a very enjoyable game. Just, you know, I didn't do very well, but that's not really a surprise. Did he buy you a drink afterwards? Or at least... Yes, he did actually buy me a Coke. Yeah, he, there you a Coke, so, yeah. he bought you a drink and gave you a cuddle afterwards. You're not allowed to complain. Very good. I wouldn't complain. It was a good game. It was a fun yeah, game. He wasn't complaining. That is true. So, uh, will you be? Do you think you'll be taking any lessons from that in in your list for the future? For your custodies? Custodies need tanks. Custodies need tanks. Shocker. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, having one Caladius wouldn't hurt in that list because you haven't got any really range at all. Yes, that, stupid... that was the biggest issue. That was the biggest the... issue. The stupid little, 
stupid little flyery nonsense things just need to go in the melting pot <laughs> in the uh, display cabinet. And yeah, they were it's just admired my, from a distance. They were actually just my um my best scoring unit. 150 points. That's three men with guardian spears right there. They, they scored more points for me than anything else. Uh, madness, utter madness. You're clearly playing them wrong. Get one, get, <laughs> get one of each flavor Caladius and just collect victory points. Yeah, yeah, I've just, got one of each. Yeah, I would concur with after some of the games I've had this month. Or what you could do, you could buy the Sisters of Silence June uh, transport and stick uh, the custodies in that because that is all the rage these days. You can't. That's what, that's <laughs> That's what we should do. They can't take it, the, the, the FAQ. We, we, oh, go on. Sorry, mate. I was going to say that's what we should do if um, location and time and money and allowed is we should have all got together to go and watch Dune at the IMAX. Yeah, that would yes. have been good. Um, maybe when it comes out on on uh, whatever other media, we could do that Edgelords of Empire episode and talk well, about I'm, it. I'm absolutely going to get myself a, uh, a 4K Blu-ray player for it. I'm going to go and watch it next week. I've got a yeah. So anyway, I keep meaning to. I've got the I've got the ruddy card um, that gets me half price. Well, I say half price. One person in for free, but the girls don't want to go and see it. It's reasonable grounds for divorce, if you ask me. It's got Jason yeah. Momoa in it. What's up with them? Is he? Is he going? To I think in that? general they're no, a he's, bit he's, worried. He's, he's, he's Duncan Idaho. Yeah, okay. I think in general they're worried about the cinema because you know. Yeah, COVID and that makes sense. Um, anyway, Chris, do you want yes. to talk about our game? Our game. So I borrowed Mr. B's uh, custodies. I made some changes to the list. Um, I thought it was pretty tough, or at least it, it was eventually quite tough. In Chris's well, I, I set about with. In. No, I just had one shield captain. That was all I had. Um, but I said uh, I, I, I only took one shield captain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it didn't look promising, did it, for me, uh, for three of the, the, the turns of that game. I didn't have a lot left. My usual uh, reserve roles did their thing, um, which, you know, I, I did take out your knight. I did then lose a good number of models to the destruction of said knight after rolling for the D damage. That was, on that the, was awesome. Yeah. That was, that was quite something. That was, that was really great. Was it was it my Mechanicum I took? Yeah, you had your robots, yeah. yeah. You had your long range backline. Oh yeah. Uh, zero fun list. Um, Marvelous. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's, that's how he that's how this man rolls, people. Uh, sit back and shoot you. Um so yeah, so I had to advance and I advanced and I was picked off piecemeal pretty much. Quite but, quite comfortably until until yeah until I said until. I I turned to the ground I said I only need seven models to beat you he did say and that. and I nearly I got within two victory points of, of doing it Very with close. seven models <laughs> and they did it all it was all yeah it was the classic you know once you got weathered the storm of fire not so cool at keeping you at bay because you're just so there's a lot of instant death there and I've always seen the kind of come you know, you're relying on the phallic size number of wounds to, yeah. you know, to sort of speed bump things a little bit. Because uh, they're not going to do a great deal in close combat, you know that. But, yeah, once that 
started to, to rip through me, then yeah, that, that started to really hurt quite quickly. The Aquilians so, absolutely tore you apart. They were, were good, weren't they? That did yeah, they did a good everything. job. But yeah, so yeah, it was very much like that. I'm not going to lose to seven models. I'll never live it down, which was lucky because <laughs> I didn't. But it was pretty damn close, yeah, it was, to be honest. It was touch yeah, and two, go. Two victory points at the end away from a draw, which considering I literally had the shield captain, he had three guys with him. And I think I had one or two Aquilians left on the board at that point. Mm. I wasn't, I wasn't going to... I, w- I wasn't too disheartened by that. I thought we'd. Uh, yeah, it's a good game. Though. It was a good game. Out of the hole. Yeah, it's always fun when we play a game because basically we just spend the entire time abusing each other verbally. Pretty much um, verbally in any other form that we can uh, yeah. get away with in public. You know, yeah. the, the odd sly dig at each other, but it was a good fun. Um, so the other, th- I suppose, about the other thing we want to talk about. We well, talk about the- the- you only had to call the police once, so that was. Good. I know that's not too bad. I only had to, you know, embed a remove an embedded uh, dice from my forehead once so that was pretty good from normal if, I, <laughs> if my both if both my eyes had been working properly i would have got you right where i wanted to but well i'm just glad you didn't bring those metal close combat dice that games workshop were flogging a few years back that you pour a pair of i believe didn't you? I'm, I'm actually uh banned from taking them out of the house i think uh, that's fair they're like shuriken they shouldn't be allowed <laughs> yeah no yeah, I've, now, I've sharpened the edges because you know, I've got a lot of access to equipment. <laughs> when he puts them in a sock and does his Ray Winston impression, he used well, to have right, yeah. Very good at spinning them, you know, give them an old flick of the wrist as they leave and get enough yeah, spin on it so it's like a dart. Taking people out I did actually field. try to use them once. They were not a good experience. Yeah. They're, not they're, for close combat anyway, I hope. Wait, are um, we talking about the metal ones from Warhammer yes. Community or the metal yeah, yeah, metal yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah they were no, oh, right. No, I've got some worse ones. Okay. So anyway. Um what about the event? So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's let's go through our, our, our adventure to Eastley. Yeah, by all means. So uh something that was postponed due to uh, COVID last year, I think. Uh, was the decimation event uh, down in Eastleigh, which is near Southampton, for those not familiar with the geography. So this was a it was a big event, I think, relatively. I mean, it was there were about sixty people because it was thirty teams, wasn't it? Was yeah, it? but there wasn't all those. The, the, that was the idea. I think there were less people than that on the day. Right. Uh, but it, it, there was a fair did, few, right? There was, yeah, there was, there was a good old chunk of people there. Yeah. So doubles event. Uh, both sides or both people. You basically had three thousand points between you, and you had to have valid force orgs at, at both ends. So, for example, you couldn't just have one person taking the troops, the other person taking just elites. You both had to have valid force orgs. So HQ and two troop choices for normal kind of um, force organisations, and. Uh, you could have a singular Lord of War for 750 points or whatever it is that you, that you could take in either of those detachments, if you like. Um, we talked about the list that we were going to take down and a couple of folks said, oh, they seem a bit strong. Oh, oh yeah, were we wrong? So I think it's one of these things where, um, you know, it's sometimes hard to gauge what an event level is if you see what i mean and i think we probably got this one a little bit wrong we may have just been unlucky or you know lucky depending on your point of view um in the armies that we faced so uh there's a nice event pack basically there were three missions they were all from book six so from the shadow war campaign stuff so um 
fairly straightforward. Um, everything was in the, the, the sort of nicely full-color printed event pack. Um, there wasn't really a narrative. I think it's, it's safe to yeah. say uh, there was a planet, but there wasn't really any indication as to what was going on. So, and obviously, you know, different horses for different courses. Um, some some events have that, you know, where they have a story that's running through them, and other events, it's you know, maybe like the one we went to. Uh, uh, what is it called? Throne of Skulls, you know, where there isn't really a, and that it's not a narrative event per se. Um, but the scoring's sort of reflected uh, in that. So the lists that we had, so there were there were some toughies, and we we faced some tough stuff. So uh, the first battle was uh, obviously Chris. I had my salamanders. Chris had his uh, blood angels, and we were up against um, fifteen hundred points of demons and 1,500 points of Empress Children. And the demons were just unbelievably difficult. I think we had a certain element of ring rust um, and a certain element of it was a good combination. That, um, so Zach and Craig were the guys that we were playing. Zach was the demon player. Craig was the Empress Children player. Um, the demons did all the heavy lifting, I think is safe to say. The Empress yeah. Children didn't actually... I mean, it almost felt like are 3,000 points against 1,500 points of the demons, and the demons were still kicking our ass. So you're taking demons and Nurgle. So, again, the problem with demons is you don't face them that often, and you forget how they work. So the Nurgle demons um, have got a 5-plus Fiona Pain, um, just a 5-plus demon save, um, but obviously, if they're within six inches of the little templatey things, they're re-rolling that invulnerable save. So every wound that you did on a demon, and bear in mind their toughness five anyway for the first two turns, they were kind of like five plus, five plus, five plus. You know, and that was... And Zach was, was rolling good dice as well. Zach was rolling... It was just, you know, you're doing... you know, And I was thumping out 30 shots with the... Um, a Macarius, and it was just, yeah. you know, two wounds. It's yeah. like, really? That's uh, that's interesting. That's just tough, you know. And it was, we made the mistake really of, I think if we'd known, uh, if we'd remembered how demons work, I think the key thing for me is you have to deploy deep, but you have to retreat quickly. And I think if you can do that, you can catch them out. But we didn't because we'd forgotten about it. So obviously Chris is like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, yes, I'll back you up with all this shooting. It's like we are making no difference here. And there were yeah. big squads, 20 squads. I think it was four. There, was, there were four 20-man 20 four man. 20 squads. And there was like a couple of the HQ choices in the 20-man squads. Um, they're rending attacks as well, strength five rending. Um, and that's a lot of attacks. You know, it's three attacks per model on the charge. Pretty nuts. Uh, and it was just... It was just in, you could not do enough to them, to be honest yeah. with you. And they were just keeping them within the um, as close to the uh, portals as possible. So they got the extra reroll. By the time we got to turn three, which we managed to do, uh, Chris has been pretty much smashed at that point. Um, yeah, they've just done a number on him. Moritat and uh, I think the, the Leviathan. Was still, yeah. Um, so I think we kind of lost that on. Um, on our positioning, you know, we, we kind of went to meet them head on and that was a mistake. We, yeah. we should have, like say, used the speed of Chris's army to, to deploy deep and then retreat quickly and just basically think, try and pick them off 
turns three and four. I think also another thing that we, because of the way that they deploy and because of the, de- the deployment map was a, a corner deployment. Yeah. So we were hemmed in already. And then because they can place their objective markers basically further and sort of tighter encircling you. Yeah. It's like there's not actually an, an awful lot of no. places you can go. So I think, yeah, I, it was, you know, they, they were nice guys, but it was a, you know. I mean, the, the Empress Children's basically were the only victory points that we got because we yeah. managed to blow up a rhino. Um, because I was like, yeah, it's easier to blow up a rhino than it is to chew through 40, 50, 60 um, demons, you know, with three saves effectively. Um, so, yeah, but I think if we were playing that, if I was playing that, and, and the thing is, this wasn't, it, it was played in more of a competitive game, I think, rather than a, which is fair enough. You know, we had a quite a strong list, so I'm not, not saying we were, when we weren't playing it competitively, because we were. But, you know, it was, uh, maybe if we just backlined it, pushed, if I pushed Chris forward and then fell back, we might have been able to survive a bit and then hit them on the counter. But it was, uh, it was like, say, that ring rust from not playing for a bit uh, in that kind of space. Definitely. And you haven't played a lot with the Blood Angels either, really, Chris. No. To be fair. So, yeah, it was a it was a really tough match. Um, like I said, the Empress children, they were just like, well, we're just going to swan around here in our Spartan and kind of shoot things a bit. But we're not really going to need to get involved because the demons are just basically taking and tanking everything. And they were. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, curious for the cleaners, but I think um, Idlon appeared at the end, didn't he? And his yeah, mates. He, he did get out, and I think we managed to kill him. Yeah, we did. Did we yeah, kill? Yeah, we Idlon. killed Idlon. Yeah, we did kill him. Yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, which well, was well. cool. So I was pleased about that. Um, I ran over with a um, uh, with my Macarius. I mean, things like the Macarius and the uh, Leviathans were still standing. I think even the I think the Arcus might have been still standing, but unfortunately, it just wasn't enough firepower to really make a difference if that makes any sense we just weren't doing enough wounds even though we had a big you know i had 1500 points of pretty much massive shooting and i had bear in mind that i'm doing an awful lot of attacks in combat you know yeah. i'm doing 30 40 attacks yeah with each squad and you're getting two wounds out of it was was like like this is yeah. there's not a lot yeah. you can do about it and no exactly fair enough so that was the first game we kind of got our asses handed to us Okay, we thought, cool, I mean, at least we're not going to have to play Demons again. How wrong we were, because the next game was... <laughs> this is on. one of the things... Uh, so I'm just going to... This is one of the things that... Um, so they had the, the... They hadn't updated whose army was what. So we went to the table expecting to face Thousand Sons and Demons, because that's what was on the board. And the guys had changed their list prior to the event to being Mechanicum and Demons, which was an entirely different <clears throat> kettle of fish. I mean, I was slightly relieved to be honest, because I didn't fancy Thousand Suns one bit, but uh, I think on retrospect, we might have had a bit more of a chance. Um, so the list that we were facing here, these, so this wasn't Nurgle, this time it was Corn. Um, so there were two kind of bloodletter squads, only about 10 man. So, Go on, mate. I, I, I liked this list. Because mm. basically it's the list that I'm going to run, is. but with one slight modification in being uh, one of the one of the he's got Cabanda, the Blood Angels hating chappy. Um, but yeah, go, he, yeah, he is. A, I mean, so then he's got Cabanda, who's a HQ choice, of like a gargantuan, monstrous, flying, monstrous creature. Uh, three plus save. I mean, 
toughness ridiculous. I can't always toughness was toughness eight. seven. Toughness, toughness seven, toughness eight for the first two turns. Yes. He has right. straight up normal eternal warrior. Yeah. So you can't even double him out with instant death weapons, which we had. You know, he was going nowhere, this guy. Um really, really tough. Um basically just throw that at us. I think I tried to kind of uh nab some wounds off him with the uh, Arcus. Yeah. Because uh, he was flying, he managed to get a couple of wounds off him. But you know, once he got through that, we didn't really have a great deal of answer. And the board, the t- scenery for this one was really weird. It was like a a big fortress, really. Yeah, it was like a, a big sort of imperial fort that had been sort of emptied out and abandoned. Um, but but it was just like that was the on the table. It just basically like you know, like I think about six inches either side of the fort was the table edges and it just took up the whole of the thing. So there wasn't, you know, it blocked all of the line of sight, this thing. So you couldn't shoot through it. So, you know, close combat armies were just loving it because it wasn't as if we could get good shots if them from far from afar, but it wouldn't have made a huge amount of difference because um, we also had to deal with not only that that was commander. There was also a big, whatever that, like the other, like 10 wound monstrosity thing. Yeah. He had the bear, bear moth as well. So, yeah, so we had that coming at us, as well as these two squads. I think that was about it, wasn't it? Uh, that was it for the demons, yeah, and yeah. then the Mechanicum. The Mechanicum was a, was a toughie because um, he'd taken uh, Cybernetica, so didn't have to. So he was taking the Castellax as the compulsory troop choice, which was not the same as playing attacks on tactical squads, which are kind of fairly useless. You're basically getting almost like an elites in there, which was great from his point of view. Didn't have to worry about scoring units either because it was all about kind of killing things or getting into deployment zones, really. Uh, this one was objective, so if I remember rightly, yeah, it was objective. Yeah, it was so, um, War of Lies was the second mission. Yeah, that's right. Um, so quite a tricky terrain to navigate. Uh, the Mechanicum player had two vault tracks. Two vault uh, tracks, uh, Thalax. Uh, three, three Thalax? Fourth, they had three. He had three phalanx with his uh, magos with mauler bolt cannons, and then another three with oh, and the, dark lances. The big boy with the plasma thing at the back as well. Oh yeah, whatever plasma mortar chap, you know the yeah. fellow, the one we all love. Um, so again, that's a tough combo. You know the the Voltrax were going around just haywiring tanks for for lols because they can. Um, we were kind of like having a sort of fall back a bit to try and delay the amount yeah, of time mitig- the, yeah, the mitigation because the, the the big demons would double me out every time you know they're all strength they're strength eight at that point or strength nine so you know yeah. and they're all weapon skill whatever so yeah. it's, it's it was tough to wound them with normal chaps and they were just doubling me out um and i, I rolled some and i because i'd picked up some of michael's models i had picked up the the, the the rule of rolling the ones and that had uh that that clearly yeah, washed off on me sorry about i wonder that. if i sorry. wonder if we put uh michael in a wicker man uh, uh, <laughs> sorry what <laughs> now <laughs> a wicker man <laughs> i'm just thinking yeah just just spitballing here <laughs> just throwing it out there put him on <laughs> sea and beach in a wicker man Maybe that'll break the curse of the ones. Maybe we put him in a, a big giant dice, a, gin, a, a wicker <laughs> dice. Wicker dice. I get really dizzy. <laughs> what, what, what do we put in with him in, instead of bees? I don't know. Something else. 
clovers because they're lucky. Sloths. Okay. What anyway. are you putting sloths in for? What are you doing to the sloths? To be fair, those, those, those claws are all, you know, yeah, yeah. they'll, they'll do some work on him. Uh, anyway, so we had the Curse of the Ones. And the, the two guys were, were good players. You know, the Voltrax kind of kept out of the way because he knew that was the that was probably the thing that we feared the most because all of our shooting was coming from vehicles. Um, I think we brought one down eventually, but yeah. uh, again, they're, they're a tough ask, even, you know, shooting hundreds of shots at the things, um, you know, that, that was, a, that was tough going. Uh, we actually did manage to kill one, which I was very pleased about the Volterax, sorry, the um, Catalax. Well, I just kind of gave up on them because they're just so tough and just wasn't enough shots to really deal with them either whilst trying to keep these demons away from the back line. So it was pretty much a foregone, foregone conclusion, to be honest with you. Um, not a lot we could do about them. No. Nope. We didn't deploy right, I don't think. And that was my fault. It wasn't Chris's fault. Uh, it was my fault trying to sort of fall back so we had more time against the demons. But it, it, we we kind of forgot about the Mechanicum and they came in and kind of finished us off, to be honest with you. So, yeah, tough, tough facing those two armies one after the other um but on the plus side that put us on the that puts at the bottom of the of, of the of the, of the pile bottom of the pile yeah absolutely which means you lost two quite yeah, comfortably yeah with you know with 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 victory points to spare uh which of course puts at the bottom of the heap um uh, which is where we love to be because then we had a fantastic last game um so yeah so the last the, 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 yeah, yeah. game game two was against Jonas and Paul, just so yeah. So I think the, the other two, the two folks um, so they was, were um, playing quite competitively, whereas the chaps we were playing at the end were playing so was, you know more of a you know devil may careness. Uh, they were really really funny as well. Jamie, were, Jamie and Tom were the two were the two lads. Yeah. They were down from a club in London. Yeah, South London. I can't remember what it was. It's irking me now because I can't remember the name of the club. But they were they were Hate. awesome. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't hate. It's another one. Yeah. Um, but they were they were really really good fun, and there was lots and lots of banter uh, between the two of them. They were kind of arguing with each other, like Chris and I do, um, which was great. And um, we had we had a really really great game. So they had a really old school kind of set of lists, I thought. Um, so there was it was Solar Auxiliary and Ravenwing that we were playing. So it was yeah. an interesting combo. Um, the Solar Auxiliary was um, a couple of Vanquishers, a Plasma Tank, um, a, what was that? I think they had a couple of um, Thingami squads. Bloody name of them. Uh, you know, the ones with the Volkites Storm squads. Oh, yeah, in, the Velotaris. Yeah, yeah, one with them, one was in an Aurochs. I think the other one was in a... Um, oh, they were in a... Dracosian, yeah, Dracosian, yeah. Yeah. Transport. So quite a tough list. He had a command squad, which is always a great choice, I think. Um, and they were kind of backlining it with them. And then all of the Ravenwing were in flyers. So I think apart from the javelins, so he had some javelins. He had a thunder, a fire raptor, two storm eagles. Yeah. Um, and the, the things that really were just like. And the other marines. and the other flyer as well. Um Oh, um, lightning with lightning classics, yeah, classics. Uh, so, crack and penetrator missiles in there as well, because we all love those. And that we had such a great game here because it, it really was to and fro. And this is the the game where you have to you kind of they um, pick and 
Yeah. The noose. The noose is the mission. Yeah. So the one that we've used at um, Company Legends previously for sort of game five, but basically the attackers or the defenders, it's it's a bit of a weirdly worded mission. Um, I've got to get within 12 inches, scoring units within 12 inches of this objective, which is like on the back line of our deployment zone. And we've got to keep them 24 inches away. So for every unit that's 24 inches away, we get one victory point. For every unit that's within on this by this objective, I think within 12 inches, they get two victory points. So they, their game plan really was to try and sort of shoot us off where we were and then bring the, uh, the flyers in later to sort of disgorge the troops to score the objectives. And they very nearly pulled it off as well, which was yeah. great credit to them. Um, so this was more of the sort of battle that we were, think we were kind of more um, set up for. Yeah, it was... Yeah, this is what the kind of game we'd kind of written our list in mind with. Yeah. Um, so the um, the tanks did a really good job. Um, they really wanted the Arcus out of the way because they were worried because obviously it's got anti- anti-aircraft capabilities. They wanted it gone. And uh, they put a lot of effort into getting it gone, if I must say, uh, quite rightly too. Um, they had the vent, the um, the Vanquishers, you know, with the tank commander in there. Um was having a pop at them. Uh, the plasma tank did pretty well, but what was what happened here is that because they were kind of concentrating fire on this, uh, Chris was like, "Right, I'm Rambo gonna, squad, not having any more of this," and just basically did the classic get the get the guys in amongst them. We kept the golden boys in reserve or in, on the back line, the, if you'd like, to keep. When Graham says golden boys, he means dawnbreakers. Yes, um, there were no custodies in this list. Yeah, just sorry. to. But the assault squads basically just went marauding forward and kind of just yeah. swept through the solar auxiliary. They've all got multi- multi- bombs on them, so they were just, I think you were taking out tanks like they were going out of fashion. Yeah. And the the Mara tap uh, did for the... the um, oh, yeah, that was cool. The Tracosian sort of unleashed his uh, guns of guns of hell, uh, yeah. which was pretty good. So we kind of totaled those and they, they were kind of started to have sort of mock arguments amongst themselves. And it was like when they're rolling the dice and getting twos and ones, you know, it was like, what are you doing? Why did I bring you along? That kind of thing, which was hilarious. Like like you in Derby when you were playing with Michael. Yeah, exactly like that. But you know, it was good fun. It was really good fun. Um, and, you know, they were still trying to win the game. We were still trying to win the game, but it was done in a way that was, you know, was very, um, I don't know. It could have we gone were, either way as well. Yeah, totally, you know, totally, we were, at the end, they managed. To time get... was time was really tight, yeah. and in this event, um, you know, we were, you know, we we absolutely hammered out our last turn, which was only turn four. Yeah. Um, you know, that yeah. last, yeah, we were. Everyone was doing about four things at once to sort of get Just the game to, to a done, comfortable yeah. resolution. Yeah, but they managed to get the um, the storm eagle down and the squad out, like in the last turn which was a great plan. And we had to basically go gung ho to try and eradicate this squad while still keeping these other squads 24 inches away. So we'd at least score some points. I think we won by like one or two victory points in the end. Yeah. Um, but it was a, it was a lot of fun that game. I really enjoyed that one. It was kind yeah. of, um, it, it sort of refreshed me after the first two games, which had been quite, um, you know, people were playing quite rightly. So, you know, quite competitively. And if you're at the bottom of the table, you got nothing to lose and you might just have a laugh and that's what we did. So that's, yeah, just a nice chilled out, chilled out finale. But yeah, they, yeah it was. I'd like to play it was, it was, those two folks again. Actually, I would because yeah, they were really good uh, people to play yeah. heresy against. Absolutely. 
so yeah so that was that um like i said i think it's uh, it's interesting you know what is a narrative event what's a you know non-competitive event uh, uh, and, and maybe the difference in between but um i think yeah. it's just horses for courses to be and local scenes review some of these things slightly differently and i think a lot of people were local and had played in that thing before and you know if you think about it most heresy events are similar to that you know maybe there's not like you know we think about the story and the stuff that we write and maybe what, what you know heresy scott do as well some of the other sort of events in north england um, but the majority of them, I think, are probably very similar to that, you know, where it's, um, you know, you're playing doubles or something and there may be a planet involved. But fundamentally, it's, you know, it's about the game. About chucking, chucking dice and having some fun games. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So that was that. Uh, I think that covers that. <laughs> yeah. That whole business. Um, yeah, I think it's if we did it again, um possibly would change the list a little bit i think but it's it's quite hard um to to gauge these things because you don't want to be too powerful and you don't want to be you know getting your your backside handed to you and i just you know maybe demons or two lots of demons one after the other was was not typical um you know and it was just the sort of luck of the draw if you like yeah it was uh yeah it was it, it was it made for a, a sort of a, a long afternoon going into game yeah three. i was we're glad, both, glad we're, 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 we're both sort of bags under our eyes are a little bit heavier than um than when we started the day <laughs> yeah definitely but it was yeah they were they were, they were fun games oh, you know i said i think if we went if we were going to do that event again yeah i would i would take a different army i would take the i'd either take an all um storm shield chain fist imperial fist terminator army <laughs> or i would take Valdor and some of his mates, mm. yeah, and do the old rock pose of bring it, bring it on. Yeah. So that was that. Um, in terms of the other games, up, um, I had, there was the Battle Bunker Night. So this was quite cool. This was cool. Uh, Adam Owens, who basically pretty much destroyed all all comers. The company of legends with its custodies list that incidentally was uh, played incorrectly but um you know you weren't he wasn't to know um this was where he was uh i think we did we talk about this we didn't we about valdor going in the back of that bus well i only, only briefly mentioned it earlier we didn't mention it i don't know if i, I don't know if greg did because greg was the first hand receiver of this yeah, uh, the shenaniganry. I think it was a couple of things like you can take Janita Crawl, which gives you lots of preferred enemy as the warlord, even though Valdor's in your army, which does seem a little bit weird, right? Because Valdor's, you know, second to the Emperor, pretty much, or second to Malkador. Nice. Um, and then Janita Crawl said, Well, I'm actually in charge, mate, so get back in your box. You know, I'm all for girl power, so no worries. Um, but the other thing was um, the. Uh, putting Valdor in the the dune transport thing whatever it's called and then driving him up the board and that's an assault transport so basically you're circumventing the one kind of um restriction if you like on um the custodies which is there's no quick way to get them up the board uh, and assault but turns out you can't do that because um you can't put bulky in it which was changed in the fact so uh good tonight yeah well there we are slap slap wrist for 
for, for yeah. us for not noticing it and Mr. Owen for so, trying uh, shenanigans. So, so that was that. Um, so Battle Bunker Night and uh, Adam is a lot of fun to play against. Uh, and Adam and Niall are a bit like uh, me and uh, and you actually, I suppose, Chris, or me and Christian certainly. There's a lot of I think they had a lot of battles against each other over the years. And uh, I think they're quite regular opponents. So, you know, that sort of familiarity that breeds that certain level of banter. Uh, I was felt like I was a little bit of a gooseberry talk, caught in between, you know, these two folks who had been arguing about stuff for a long time. So Niall's got Thousand Sons and a tough Thousand Sons list at that, I must say, with um, our good friend Magnus. And I was taking my uh, Iron Warriors. So I think I had 1,500 points. I think Niall had 1,500 points, roughly. And uh, Adam had 3,000 points, which is his sort of classic loadout of Heteran, Valdor, Shield Captain, I think, Janita Krull, uh, one squad of um, sisters, quite big squad. Um, not a lot of models, a couple of the Dreadnoughts uh, and one of the tanks. So a pretty tough nut to crack. Uh, Niall played Operation Iron Warrior most of the game which was uh he's going to zoop about with um magnus and his segment and i'm going to get all my <laughs> troops absolutely annihilated by the custodies uh i stuck some serious firepower into good old mr valder on his squad and it did about two wounds so it's like okay this isn't going to go my way and he just kind of walked up to the deployment zone and just went Whoop. so yeah that was a shame um killed my warlord who was um Kia Valen, who was technically a loyalist, uh, without any bother at all, and then just sort of started to stroll off towards the middle of the table to take on Magnus, and managed to do enough wounds on the squad um, that when Magnus eventually descended from upon high, he just annihilated the rest of the squad. So it was a good, fun game and lots of interesting banter. Um, one of the rules that was questioned, one of the rules that I actually got wrong and have got wrong for a significant amount of time, I didn't realise I was getting it wrong was that I thought that you couldn't deny the witch blessings. So I don't know if you've read the section of the rules, but it sort of basically says, you know, at the beginning of the top bit of it, it says, you know, you can, if you're targeted by a psychic power, you can, you know, uh, deny the witch. If you've got augmented senses or whatever it's called, or add to that deny the witch thing, or if you're a psychic, there's a little bit at the bottom that says, you know, you, you can still deny stuff that isn't targeted against you. You just can't add anything to the deny the witch role. So somebody's, you know, banging out prescience or precognition. You can still deny it, albeit that you need sixes to do. So that was good to know. Um, another rule that come up that's so interesting. Take that to, uh, next time you play Lorgar, then. Well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so if you haven't gone to sleep yet. Um, so. Yeah, the, the other rule that came up, interestingly, was h- how well hidden the rule about charging units after you've blown the transport up is. Because it's in the most obscure place in the rule book. So, well, that's actually, that's just, I'm going to badger So, we did also find out something about disorganised charges uh, um, easily, didn't we? What was that? Because I tried to do uh, assault three tanks at the same time. Oh, yeah, you have to be base to base, don't you? You have to be able to attack the. You have to be able to attack the main target, and anything else. Um, if you can't do that, then you can attack something else. 
but you have yes. to yes you can't like put one bloke on one target one bloke another target and then 10 on another yeah you basically if you can't then put them into base to base then you can disorganize charge them i think was basically the rule yeah so yeah again it's another one of those that you know i've done that definitely done that you know split a six-man squad into three lots of two when really all six of them would have would have and had to have attacked that one target so yeah that's good to know but this other rule was um so the rule is you know if you've got a transport you blow the thing up in um in the shooting phase let's say you've got a, a dreadnought and you you know manage to pop a, a, a rhino you can then charge that squad with the dreadnought the one that's got just got out of the transport even though they haven't been shot at by the dreadnought technically um and it was like no no you can't do it you can't do it you can't do it yeah you can it's in a really obscure place under the effect of um vehicle damage on passengers which is in the vehicle section i think but yeah right at the bottom it says you know if you if you get if you get shot and blown up you can basically then charge it so that's uh, something else interesting one of those little rules that's uh, probably been changed and people have interpreted differently over the years um but yeah battle bunker night once again i think there was 13 tables no it wasn't 13 tables. there was six tables there was about 13 or 14 people sorry um which was great for a wednesday night in the middle of um sunderland at, you know before payday I, I was really impressed with that um and again that's the sort of numbers we're getting each night for that um which for a you know game that's not supported it's pretty damn awesome, I think. And we get people from all over, so people come from north of the time and from south of the time as well. All right, we had a slight recording mishap there, and for some bizarre reason, it stopped recording uh, during Graham's ramble about how many games he's played, the lucky devil. Um, so um, we're just going to sort of touch on his last game now, yes, just to grab that back. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Um so yeah just trying to rewind you know where i am so the game that i played after battle bunker was uh the sort of end of a long-running campaign that i've been having against tim uh who listeners will know is running this kind of Lorgar galvor back blob with ashen circle uh and a host of other kind of word bearers go on does does he introduce himself in true John Cleese uh, Holy Grail style? Uh, they should call me Tim. Tim, he does actually quite often. Oh, wonderful. I mean, he does have Logar, the unstoppable sex machine, uh, in his or the unkillable sex machine actually. And uh, if you want to check out Carter, the unstoppable sex machine from the nineties, and the only living boy in New Cross, which is a fine song actually, like is it is it reminded me of that. Um, but anyway, this this thing with Logar has been going on for some time, right? And I've never killed him. And I've thrown all manner of different armies at him. I've got Solar, I've gone with uh, Salamanders, Mechanicum, and he's just laughed at them in, you know, laughed at them in Lorgar, basically, or in Wordbearer. And I've never managed to, to bring the guy down. So Tim agreed, okay, no worries, we are going to, you're going to go no holds barred, basically, because Tim's moving away from the area. Uh, and so it's a sort of like farewell surprise. We said, right, we do three and a half thousand points. Um, and it's you know we're just going to settle this once and for all so i brought the iron warriors which is pretty much my sort of defcon one army um and i took uh kiev allen because obviously the, i could do the loyalist version because he was going in with um 
her law guard, obviously, who isn't, who's everything but loyalist, uh, with uh, Keir Vallon, uh, uh, Master Signals, Siege Breakers, or classic Iron Warriors combo up top. A um, couple of three troop choices with just, you know, tactical Marines in uh, as per normal. And then some uh, big, big hitters in the heavy support section. So Iron Havocs, obviously, because, you know, why wouldn't you? Uh, nine of them, I think. And then Siege Tyrants, of course, again, added in. Uh, Aegis Defence Line, absolutely. Hammer of Olympia. So um, I could take four heavy support choices. So I had those two. I had a Sikaran Arcus, of course. And I also had a squad of um, Vindicators, which is not a great choice, I think. Um, and in the super heavy section, of course, I took the only super heavy that's worth taking, the Stormlord. So basically either two strength eight plasmas or two, one big strength 10 hit. And I knew strength 10 would be important, particularly against the Galvorbag, which have been the bane of my life. So the mission was the one where you have basically got to get into the other person's deployment zone. And for each scoring unit, you get X points. Uh, and that was basically it. So corner deployments. And I was like, well, I'm not making the mistake that I've made every time, which is to kind of put my army right next to Lorgar because Lorgar moves so far. Then he uses a psychic power level, level, level levitation to flip across the board very quickly in the psychic phase and then runs in the shooting phase. And he's basically on your doorstep, turn one, and you're in trouble. Obviously, he can't charge, but, you know, he's still there. Um, so I was like, by now I'd kind of twigged that this is how the law guard's going to work, and there's no way I'm going to let him do it. Or at least if he is, he's going to meet a face full of shooting. So I did my classic, Chris will, will laugh, the classic backline deployment. So pretty much everything was far as far back as it could. Uh, and I was really pleased with it. I was I hadn't put the rhinos down and the rhinos had nowhere to go except out in the open so that was my three scoring units kind of sitting there waiting to get shot to death by the militia who have got medusas and they've got a um uh what's it called um sort of last cannon squad you know the sort of uh, manned last cannons um grenadier squads which he was kind of using for his troops so it's a tough army this lorgar business uh lorgar the you know empowered version if you like psychic powers appear on threes which is great um and he can choose his powers and the powers that he always has is precognition prescience no sorry precognition and the one that gives uh, a squad four plus in one or plus one to the room, i can't remember <clears throat> so tim's tactics are pretty much nailed on now uh, which is lorgar forward as quickly as possible with the galvor back the Galvorback have got a sergeant with a power fist of strength 10. Logar casts um, precognition on himself and the other psychic power, which I can't remember, to give the Galvorback a 4 plus uh, in bomb. You shoot them, they don't die, and then they kill you. And that's pretty much how the games have been going. But this time it was it was really cool because um, I actually had an apocryphy for the first time. So I took an apocryphy with me when his, his relevance will come become clear soon. Um, so Logar does his thing, jumps forward, uh, sort of manages to sneak through some cover so I can't see him very well. And I put a couple of speculative shots. And eventually there was a gap, you know, that Logar would have to cross before he could get into charge distance. Uh, and so I basically waited for that. And then I literally unloaded 
I counted it up at the end, uh, about 3,200 points worth of shooting at Lorgar's squad. Um, so this was all of the Iron Havocs, all of the Siege Tyrants, um, including their bolt, bolt guns. Uh, the quad launchers, sorry, I had quad launchers, shot them as well. Uh, all of the tanks, so the Arcus and the, the three Vindicators, including one um, 10-inch, not 10-inch, um, Strength 10 Vindicator Blast. All of the guns off of the Stormlord. Uh, I think I went for the two Strength 8 hits to try and make more wounds rather than doubling out the Galvor back. Um, and I shot everything, literally everything. And Tim was, you know, saving with all of these re-rolling invons that um, Lorgar gets. He's got a, I think it's a four plus invon that he re-rolls, not even three plus. But anyway, he's just like laughing in, you know, all of this shooting. And it was literally like the scene from, I think it's The Last Jedi, you know, where, uh, you know, what's his name? Yeah, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, uh, yeah. Yeah, Last Jedi. Yeah, so shoot basically, everything. Kylo Ren, yeah, shoot everything at that man. And that is exactly what I did, like everything, 3,000, And at the end of it, once the dust had kind of settled, all the Galvorback were dead. Lorgar was down to one wound. And I'd literally, everything had shot, apart from the Apocathry. So Lorgar was down to one wound, and the Apocathry had a pistol. And <laughs> unbelievably, the Apocathry shot the pistol, hit, wounded him because he needed sixes. Lorgar's on a two plus save, re-rolling. Rolls a one. And we're like laughing to ourselves saying, oh, this is going to be amazing. You know, this will be the start of a legend. Second roll, it rolls off into some of the scenery. And it's like, oh my God, you know, if this has been a spectator sport at home, they would have been, it would have been the most dramatic finale known to man. Sure enough, looked inside the building where the dice had fallen. It was another one. So... <laughs> Lorgar finally died to a enormous amount of shooting, like an incredible amount of ordnance was expended at him. And in the end, a lowly apocryphy manages to take him out with a bolt pistol. So I'm doing a Moritat for my own warriors now, which is what this apocryphy has now been upgraded to uh, after taking out Lorgar. So, but yeah, it was a really great game because what else happened is he took out all of my rhinos with all of my tactical squads, no bother. So I couldn't get any points for scoring it at that end. So I was looking for secondaries and he managed to get two squads, I think, into my deployment zone from the Grenadiers. So the secondary objectives, I got four points and he got four points for getting two scoring units into the deployment zone. So it was on as even uh, and a draw, which I think was really fitting for what was a genuinely epic game of heresy and why why we play the game, I think. So, so yeah, absolutely brilliant game. Really loved it. We'll definitely go down as one of my sort of top top 10, if not top five, if not top three games I've ever played. So that was it. Um, there was another game against Alpha Legion, but I'll talk about that next month. Okay, awesome. Uh, what about what do we want to get to? What do we want to achieve between now and next month? Uh, I'm going to get these ultramarines done, and then I'm thinking of having a break. I'm going to do something non-heresy until I find out what's going on in the new. If anything's going to change between now and the end of the year, so I'm not going to bother starting a new army. When I do start a new army, it's going to be Alpha Legion. I bought some paints for them. Um, I'm going to use 
Mark Howlett's suggested recipe, which uh, Rob will be very pleased to know it involves shades of Tamiya all over the gaff. So I'm going to be trying those in the old air gun. So uh, of the smell of X twenty eight thinner in the morning. I bought a big <laughs> bottle of that, a big bottle of that bad boy coming. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. Get the ultramarines done, out the door, finished. That's that army. I'm not going to do anything more on that. Might be lured into putting an, uh, the Bobby G in him at some point, um, and then probably do some cesarean because I just can't resist it. But I'm trying to avoid paying that. <laughs> I want to do something else. I'm going to maybe do some Necrons, I think, with the airbrush. I'm going to try and airbrush an army entirely because I think I can do it with Necrons apart from their, their weaponry. But the, the bodies and stuff, I reckon I could pull that off. So that's my plan. Um, Good practice for the metallic underpainting on your Alpha Legion. Yeah, totally. So there we go. That's me. Nice. Cool. Okay. Uh, what about you, Chris? Uh who knows? I try uh, get some demons painted, I guess. Um, get some of these blood letters. Get some of the details done on those that I want to get done. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll get I'll get something painted for next month. Absolutely. Maybe be. concentrate on what. Why don't you just do one of the big lads? Because they're yeah, so cool. Maybe they'll give cool. you a bit of inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get something painted for next month, but it's going to be lucky dip as to what it's going to be. Okay, fair enough. Might be something completely random. Who knows? Hmm. Um, Rob? Uh, well, let's have a look, say. Um, I'm not going to I'm not gonna make any promises. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm going to carry on with uh, the AT at the moment because I'm, I'm enjoying, enjoying tinkering about with that because I haven't got to the trim stage yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just going to do whatever, whatever I fancy doing. Whatever the, uh, whims, the whims of fate take you. Yeah, basically. Um, okay, I'm not going to put any pressure on myself to like, oh, I've got this to do. You know, the the custodies are a definite mindset place because I'm wanting to do them mm. sort of top level type stuff. So it's like, if I'm not in the zone, I'm not going to try and push it. Um, I've got you, things that I can do to tinker about with. Do you think that the urge to put together that marauder will overcome your sensibleness? No, because I've got nowhere to put the bloody thing. Mm, that's fair enough because it's a monster of a model. Are you going to like create a Dell stand for it? Are you going to buy one or something? Uh, I have got a 20 mil piece of acrylic rod, but I'm not sure it's tall enough, so I'll probably have to get another one. Um, the main part will be finding some serious magnetics to uh, to hold it if I want to do something like I've done on my um, lightning. So I'm going to have to do some some maths working out the kind of I mean that's a serious piece of model though. You you know Yeah, to hold that with magnets. It's so yeah. big though on the table, it's it's got it has got a tendency to get knocked. I mean I know what did you do with your one, Chris? Your um The Big Bird. Well, the Orion. Yeah, uh, the on? Orion just it's just on its its normal stand. It's only been out once. Right, so. Okay, right, got it. Um Yeah, that's a yeah, it, it lives in a box in the loft because I haven't got anywhere to put it out and uh, it not get Smashed a thousand pieces. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyway, there you go. So, I can't wait to see that, Rob, too, but um, no pressure. Mm. Uh, myself, I'm just sort of aiming to do the Caladius tanks. Okay. For the, uh, for the, for the um, custodies. 
Do you reckon that'll be you? You done with the custodians? What are you doing on Friday? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's my only plan for heresy this month. Okay, Um, cool. I I need to make a plan because I want to do my um, Titan um, in December, my Warhound, but I've got to sort of make a plan for building it. The big one, the actual thirty-two mil, the actual Warhound. Exciting times. Mm. Long prophesized. Yeah, yeah, we could then have a like a big game with knights and titans. How many? So that's what two, two, three days of, of work for you. <laughs> uh, Assembly and prepaint. I, I want and to, then... I want to, I want to magnetize it. So, um, yeah, sort of figuring out how best to do that because there's there's various different. There's not a very good. I've not found an excellent. Right, this is a great way of building it, guide. If that makes any sense. So, mm. I'm having to figure this out myself and. Um, deciding whether I because uh, you get contra- contradictory things from people who are like, oh yeah, you absolutely have to <clears> keep <throat> part epoxy to build this, and then you get Graham who's like, oh yeah, just slap together super glue. Pinning, what's pinning? Yeah, <laughs> which is basically to, Graham. Depends what you want to do to it. Um, um, the idea I have is I don't want a running one because I, I I I want a more a more taking aim one and firing if that makes any you sense want, you want a steve harris pose basically you want foot up on the monitor mm. um which you know something i'll let you buy a piece of terrain for that um <laughs> what i would do is i would super glue it to start with then i would drill it but i would drill it wider than the um pin you're going to use and mm-hmm. then i would two-part epoxy the pin and then green stuff over the very end again and get it nice and flat so you can't see where the pin is. Okay. And put the pins in at um, multiple pins at oblique angles so it's um, cross-bracing and spreading the stress across different directions. Yep. So that's that's kind of one of the, one of the, the big next things I want to do. Mm. Um, have you got I a think... Dremel? I do have a Dremel. There you go, then. You're all right. I've got a drum. Um, well, it's the Weiss drum. But yeah. I'm sure I can use it. I bought it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got, actually, I've got... Your mysterious benefactors will probably buy you, like, you know, the entire Dremel set from... <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But some some rather obscure dances. Um, I said, I, I just simply mind. I wouldn't want to say whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, but I've had it for a number of years now, and it's never fallen apart or felt like it's going to fall apart to us in fact yeah, at one point i wish it had because i could have changed the legs how i like them but um it's resolutely uh stuck in in the way that it is so yeah i suppose the thing is it's not a model that i'm playing very often so the sort of stress of you know moving it taking it to events etc etc it doesn't really experience any of that it's kind of like a display piece but i'm actually gonna have a game with it uh, it, the next battle bunker night because myself and Daniel Andrews have decided to have a sort of throwdown with bring bring what you like kind of army lists including um, Titans. So I am going to bring it out and actually play with it, which would be lovely. Are but yeah, gonna, I think are you, are you bringing out the Vicky Michelle pattern, or are you bringing out something a bit more? Uh, I'm not bringing out. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the the, the plasma cannon the, and the and the Vulcan mega bolt on it. I'm not putting the because I don't think the Pamela Anderson is. Um... Yeah, I, I, the double D's. It's it's not um 
as tempting as it is, because Daniel Andrews if you, has never lost a game that I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I will use other mechanisms to unleash and destroy his salamanders once and for all. So, yeah, but yeah, Mr. B, it's up to you, mate. I get where you're coming from. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's it's getting the then sort of if you're having a pin, it, it's a lot of work. And, you know, maybe it's for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's me. Um, OK, so shall we uh, move on to State of the Union? Mm. And uh, now we move on to State of Union. This is where we go through all of the shenanigans and events that have taken place over the last few weeks. So some of these will be well known to some of you already because this is all the stuff that we've missed while we've been doing things like Graham having his battery recharged. Uh, so let's start with the, the, the robot man himself and mm. get the get the wheels rolling, Graham. Let us. Let me just decouple my... Uh... Asimov uh, laws and look at what we've got first. So the first Legion dispatch on Weimar community site um, when we were off air and it showed off two. We've talked about these already, obviously, but the two new ultramarine praetors uh, who we've already talked about. So Legion dispatch. Interesting. Is that a new feature? Uh, it's been going for a couple of months no, now. Going... Oh, okay, right. I wonder. Yeah. The first, yeah. I, I wonder if it was like something new. But oh, we've got like three of them to cover in this episode because oh, we haven't been on there properly for a while with this year being a bit. Very good. Okay. All so, yeah. Nice. Okay. So yeah, it was all there. Yep. Warhammer community showed off a Imperial Titan uh, built by Joshia, Joshia and Kim Reed. They built it over a period of seven years, apparently, and. Um, it looks it's as tall as a person. I mean, that apparently it's is taller than a person. Scale. Yeah, it's like, that's, that's taller than a person. That's like that, that is just. I wouldn't even know where would you store such a thing. I mean, how is it going to get on a table? I think in a warehouse is where they've got it currently. It's cool, though, isn't it? Yeah, it looks it's like definitely it looks cool. Like a garage building type thing or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. it definitely looks amazing. Um, More than nine feet tall. Monster. So well, they're that just... sort of scratch bit of three and a bit metres. Well, no, actually, two and three quarter metres. It's a mix measurements. Um, it's a heck, yeah, of a, heck uh, of a thing they've built there, I've got to say. Is it a plastic card or something? There's it plastic card, like there's bits of sprues. Card. You know, um, there's there's a lot of terrain sprues in there, Michael, there's... just to give you some ideas. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, tank yeah. turrets on there. There's a tank. Oh, the MDF, isn't there as well? well look yeah, at there's um, copper rod for the Gatling blaster. Ah, yeah. Um, there's bathroom piping, there's brass rod, there's actual wood for the um, cathedral towers. Yeah. Do you want to mention that article that came out just after these notes were finalised? Because... I think maybe we should uh, put that in here, but there was another article. I sent it in the WhatsApp. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. They built a sort of similar thing. Someone had built a knight out of uh, parts Cars. of a car over in, uh, I think it's Thailand. It is Thailand, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bangkok, the legendary war game in, in Bangkok, which is a sort of uh, war gaming store. And I mean, that is just. Ooh. I mean, it's, it's something else. I mean, they they built that. They it's built even on the, a flipping base. 
yeah, it's it is an incredible piece of work. Um, that's quite an interesting shop, that one, actually. They do kind of quite a lot of things um, community-wise, I suppose. But they've also got this, uh, in, is it, is it in, in or something, bike from the primary the range? Out, outrider bike. Yeah, yeah which looks an outrider bike there, fantastic. I really hope that's a functioning bike. I, I somehow don't think it is, but it looks damn yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't think it is, but that would be awesome if it you know it started up. But it's like I know people have got mixed opinions on the uh, Primaris bikes, but I think it looks it looks really cool that size actually. So it looks very Judge Dredd, doesn't it? I quite like that, obviously yeah, being a child of the eighties. Just um, yeah. So that Imperator Imperator Titan, um, yeah, that would be at twenty eight mil scale, would it? I believe it is. Yeah. Wow, that gives you something to think about, doesn't it? And there was me thinking the Marauder Bomber was big. Yeah. In the fluff, the Imperator has an entire company of Skitari in legs. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, seriously impressive. I mean, I guess, yeah, I was just looking at the community site where they show a sort of bit of blast from the past um, image from way back in the original epic. Yeah. So you've got the Imperator Titan there going up against the massive Gargant thing or whatever it's called. But you've got things like, you know, the Storm Blades and the Lehman Russes that are literally the size are very, very tiny in comparison to it. So, yeah, yeah an awesome, awesome model that, that they've put together there. And like I say, I was very impressed with that night as well. I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, I mean, I reread uh, Hell's Reach recently and there's, there's a the priest in there who comes down from the, the, the cathedral on top of the Titan. And it takes him, I think, a couple of days to, to reach the bottom. Nice. What else is? Monstrous things. Mm. Very cool. Uh, What's next, Mr. Robert? Oh, yes. Sorry, I was uh, busy um, doing something else there. Uh, I think that this was something that close to my heart, this one. The Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy launched their Two Thin Coats project on Kickstarter. Raised nearly 1.2 million. Never. Mm -hmm. Good Lord. 54 paints, six washes. Oh, yeah. There was me thinking that was £1,888.743. It's a lot lot of money for 54 paints, though, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. It is a bit. I think if Uh, you were getting the whole range, it was I don't know if that price is in Australian dollars, but, you know. um, Americans, yeah, but. Still still 1.2, 1.1 million quid, isn't it? It's a million quid. Um, It's a a triad system, so there's a shadow, a mid-tone, and highlight for everything, a little bit like P3 did um or do rather um and it also funded the blood and gore effects and a spirit medium which i'm guessing is that like uh, lamian. it's like yeah lamian yeah, um, yeah. that's, that's, that's like duncan version of lamian medium right here um wow. I, I don't need more paint um but yeah you know duncan knows what he's doing so um, I'm sure they've been nicely formulated. I'm sure they'll work, and I'm sure I'll break at some point and end up with at least a couple of them. I must admit, I was sort of hoping he was going to cover stuff that isn't really covered by other systems. I don't know. A lot of this Every, seems like everything's covered by every system now. Though, like it, it just it just seems like a lot of these paints are, you know, reasonably generic. You could fit with just about any other range. What, like I yellow, don't. Yeah. I don't know what the restock, a bit, you know, restock situation is going to be. So if I bought them and I'm like, oh, I really like this color, is it going to be, is it going to be around forever? Where am I going to get new from? I was a bit uncertain. That was just me personally. It's quite interesting because I was, I saw a video. I don't know if you, 
who shared it with me or somebody shared it with me um from the army painter factory. yes they're launching their own contrast range yeah, yeah but you know they were talking about the history of them and they kind of started off with that dip thing you remember yeah. that That's the still, quick shade dip yeah quick shade dip and yeah, you know that was basically their one product line and now you know their army painter range rivals um games workshop zone in terms of the, you know they've kind of found their own niche by pairing up with warlord games as well so they're kind of you know rather than competing directly with uh, games workshop they're kind of doing the military color stuff yeah um, a different market yeah and you know they they're, they're a big business now as well so this is clearly a hobby that you know like there's that room question. for there's room for multiple of these, yeah, I guess. And, you you've know, got Vallejo as well. You've yeah, I mean, Vallejo. P3, yeah. as, as, as Rob always points out, you know, there's... Scale 75. Scale 75, yeah. yeah. They've just launched their contrast, their portions, as they call them. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's interesting how they, um, let's say, how many there are. And if you go to the Mecca of Painting, which is uh, Chester the Street's model shop which is like an incredible experience if you've never been because it's just you just can't believe there are that many paint companies and some of them you'd thought had gone out of business 20 years ago like revel for example you know they've got all of the revel range and it's like wow that takes me back so yeah, yeah. Do they, do they still have the little pots yeah, yeah the little pots we have, to, we have to screwdriver the top of them off oh god they yeah, like the humbrol the humbrol yeah 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 good paints if you can work with them though enamels like like literally they'll never you, you don't need to varnish anything if you paint it with enamels yeah they are just <laughs> you, can, you can you can kick it around a car park and your paint will stay on i'll, I'll, I'll do some space marines with some uh some home brawl enamels that's that's what i'll do next i think it's like when i first started out in kind of doing hobby stuff sort of painting D figures which is you know we used to go and buy them citadel used to do a range way back in the day we're talking about the 80s here um, you know, of lead figures for D&D, you know, so you wanted a figure that takes your D&D session. Um, and we used to paint them with those humble enamels. And that was the only paints that were available. This is, you know, now you think about the choice of acrylics and all different types of mediums of paint. It's incredible. But yeah, back then it was just these old model paints that you painted your airfix kits with. Yep. That's what I started okay. with. So moving on to uh, Chris. Yeah, so this. this might be of some importance in the near future, but for box sets, uh, GW started a pre-order promise scheme, starting with the Kill Team sets that are being released. Basically, if you pre-order on the release weekend, you're guaranteed to get what you have pre-ordered. Basically. Oh, that's a good idea. That stops the old scalper nonsense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, might come in handy for something, you know, that might be coming up in the future. We never know. Well, there's uh, stop there's, sounding cryptic, Mister B. There's, there's definite hints. I got my yeah, like like he's yesterday. got knowledge. There's, there's a heresy, there's a heresy <laughs> article in White Dwarf. It's like an eight-page article. I just got mine today. It's a great article as well. Eight-page eight article on different armor marks, um, which some people turn their noses up and go, oh, "We know all about them. Give us plastic mark too." But it's an eight-page article in, in White, White Dwarf. Dwarf. Yeah, about heresy. Yeah. Very about much heresy. heresy. Well researched, well put together, very well written. No Primaris in it. Yeah. Up to Mark Six. Do you think I mean this is the thing, people are kind of reading the portents and the signs, right? It's like everyone's a soothsayer. Read the bones. You know, and it's like every slight thing that goes, Oh, that's because they're releasing <laughs> a new box set in October. Uh so I, or November. I or think the whatever. current the current thinking seems to be from what I've, I've is that probably gonna be the new year now. 
Yeah, that's because that, people say they're not going to release it before Christmas because there's probably a load 40K of forty k releases before Christmas. But yeah. who the hell? I've got, knows? I've got visions of Michael a bit like the um, the witch in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, like you know, grabbing Jubilee <laughs> by the belly and go, <laughs> "She's ripe. She'll give us a box set. Yes, we must you're take not, her now." You're not I, I'm more like the witch from Putney and Blackadder, to be honest. <laughs> well, the, the old crime. Yes, it is. Not uh, let it yay it be. Yeah, I'm not a tourist. Let <laughs> it be. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> classics. Uh, this is a bag of One thing you need to know from the wise woman. It. Number one, she is wise. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to hazard a guess. Or something like that. The wild stab in the dark. <laughs> the next words are she is a woman. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, so you do know her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, classics. So. So I think anyway, paints plenty of them. One point eight million or one point one million in the past. Graham, we've moved on. Is yeah, awesome. we've moved on, Graham. We were talking about box sets. Oh, fucking hell! Sorry. What <laughs> happens when you get to my age, right? You're like reading stuff in front of you. Apologies. I thought we were talking about something else completely different. Yes, the price. So does that mean that basically? Pre-order promise. So you pre-order order something, price. you'll get it. So no you pre-order a box set. Yeah. 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 So, for example, the they, Black they Templar were... box set this this weekend, there was the amount you could get straight away, and there was a pre-order amount uh, uh, thing. So you could, sorry, not pre-order, uh, sort of made-to-order section. Mm-hmm. So if the amount they had for pre-order sold out, you could then go to the made-to-order section and order one on there. And that was up until I think Monday morning. That's so cool, isn't it? Because I mean, it means that, like I said, it stops the scalpers, you know, buying these box sets or buying four of these box sets. And then double or tripling the price of them and put them on eBay. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Um, okay, so back to uh, Graham. Yeah, so Cromlech have launched a new set of Obsidian Knight armor for the Imperial Knights, which looks very Mechanicum inspired. So let's have a little gander yeah, at this. It's quite interesting. Gizzle. I mean, the full the full set is like sixty euros. Right. Oh yeah. But I mean, that's not bad. It's very, very different. It's very. I'm not. I'm not a massive fan, to be honest with you. I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the shoulder pad holding the spanner. Yeah, I mean, I would use a. I would use a, a an original shoulder pad on that side. I quite like the other one. I quite like the, not, the 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 uh, the mask is quite cool. I quite like that. Yeah, I mean, it's all down to you know personal taste and choice. Mm-hmm. But more options for stuff like this is always good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I quite like the, the kind of gas mask thing. If you want, cool. st- if you want stuff for night, just um, look for Tarot Model Maker. Yeah. yeah. Stuff, on um, stuff shape Shapeways. Uh, or on Etsy. Oh, he's on Etsy now as well. He's on Etsy as well. Or just just Google Tarot Model Maker. The stuff he makes for basically all types of all flavors of GW Knights is just incredible. Cast quality yeah. is brilliant. I've had some of it. Um, oh. Especially the stuff he does for armages, like all the replacement weapons for armages slash um, Moirax, like alternative versions. Oh, cool. Brilliant. Brilliant. Take a give him a look. Okay, so in rather exciting news, Warhammer Community are bringing us some new mini campaigns for the Heresy. And since we last broadcast, we've had two published: the Battle for Pluto, Hydra's Devastation, which gives us some new a new Huskarls unit for the Imperial Fifth. Uh, how, how was that unit, Chris? Yeah, it's all right. I'd uh, stick using the <laughs> ones that are already in the in, in the boxes in the in the red books. Uh, if I'm completely honest with you, um, yeah, but it's a new okay. unit. It's a new unit. I mean, it's good to have a have a unit of them, but they're not 
yeah, they're not great um, in comparison to what you can do with a normal Terminator squad or a normal Command Terminator squad. Um, yeah, I mean, get, uh, I mean, I'll just I'll, I'll quickly I'll, I'll quickly run so because I'm telegrams not loaded at them because they're Imperial fists. So they're just they've weapon skill five, uh, strength four times four, one wound each, two attacks each. All got a power uh, weapon. All got a power weapon and a Virgil pattern storm shield. Oh, Solarite power gauntlet. Yeah. I, I take the solarite for, for ten, ten points. Ten points I apiece. Seen that a three plus but, vulnerable and a solarite? Yes, please. They're all cataphract titanometer armor. Okay. Uh, they all have teleportation mm-hmm. transponders. But it's the fact that you can't take chain fists for, when, for armor bane fun. Yeah, I suppose the power gauntlet isn't strength 10, is it? It's maybe strength no, 8. It's, it's AP. Yeah. No, it's, it's, but it's AP1. It's, 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 it's AP1. But yeah. it's not, yeah, it's not um, armor bane. Yeah. They have um, shield wall, so if there's at least three of them, they have plus one weapon skill. Uh, once they're, if they're charged, so it's similar to the one rule that the um, Phalanx Warders have. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I, quite, I, quite, I quite like the idea of them, but. I like, I like the idea. I think you could do. It's, it's either power shield, it's power weapons, or solarite gauntlets. There's not really a lot of. I think yeah. if I was going to. Option wise. If I was going to do some fists, I'd definitely do a five a five man unit of this. You know, just teleport it. them in somewhere um, and uh, cause some havoc. Take, take, I would take uh, take a normal Terminator squad because they can still take teleportation transponders because it's a Legion upgrade. Yeah, that's true. I suppose points wise, it might be slightly cheaper. I don't know how much change, change fists and you can have a guy with a auto ca- uh, assault cannon in the squad as well. And they can all still take storm shields. Weapon skill four though for normal terminate, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. eight on threes okay. rather than fours. Only two I, attacks I each. I love these. These are these are these are terminator armored breaches. Basically, these these, these are right yeah. up my street. Yeah, uh, and then we had another campaign, uh, the defense of Sofa, Ajida's Lament, um, which uh, saw the Night Lords taking on Ultramarines. And uh, I suppose they were taking on Imperial Fists as well, and uh, uh, and some some Iron Warriors, but I don't. I, I haven't had a good read through this well, yet. One, one, s- one Iron Warrior, one Imperial yeah. Fist, well, a few Imperial Fists, the Lightbringers. Yeah. And but most I, of your- I, I took a good look at the um at the at the, at the unit, however, um the the uh, Atramentar, who uh, have gained rules at last. Everyone's always been like, where we when we get the Atramentar? When do we get the Atramentar? When do we get there? Well, you've got them now. And they are uh, as many as 20 men in Tartarus armor. And what do they all have? And what do they all have as standard? Teleport transponders. Teleport yes, transponders. That's a why power weapon of any Because they nick them. Chain fists they can take. Uh, 20 man Tarnet Squad is always going to make it expensive, but it's going to be. Pretty right. effective. No, impossible to destroy, pretty much. Char- charging them means <coughs> you, uh, you, you you can only charge them as a disordered charge. Yeah. Because they're kind of scary. And um, they they can be chosen as troops' choices if Sevatar is the warlord. Wow. And uh, they count as Legion Terminator squads uh, squads for the purpose of the Master of the Atramentar special rule. And that's basically... Um, and they're scoring implacable advance as well. 
Yeah, but they do lose implacable advance if um, they stop being scoring units if the warlord of the army they're part of is killed. Oh, that's an interesting little just roll just rolling with that squad. (laughs) So that is a twenty man potential potential choice of terminators. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a chunk, isn't it? They are thirty points a model each. It's not bad either, really. I mean, it's, um, so what would that be? There's a unit of five there, so you need another 15. It's 670 points before you buy them any weapons. But for right, a 20 so squad, you, for a 20 so you buy them each a chain fist, that's another 200 points, so you're 800 points. Nice. <laughs> 600 uh, points and two troop choices. Good. And for every five in the squad, they could take a Reaper Auto Cannon at 15 points. Oh, sorry, 720 before you buy them any weapons. Uh, still, you still get an absolute beast for under a thousand points that would be a nightmare for someone to face down. I don't know if I want to take the twenty-man squad though, because I'd be wanting to teleport these in. Psh, you've you got a mastodon. Yeah. Just stick them in the mastodon. Yeah, Michael, true. trust me, you, I, I could deep strike these guys every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> thousand points off the board. <laughs> you see, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But that's that's cool. We've got some ongoing campaigns, and there's hints. So, in the next um and the next bit that Rob's gonna talk about as to what's coming up in the future. I quite I like the mission. Yeah, yeah, if you take the twenty man squad cool. and you take a uh, Damocles Rhino, then you don't scatter when you deep strike and you just bang there. Yeah, you go. Yeah, see. Within twenty four. Within twenty with it only but within yeah. Yeah, so within twenty four. You put in you put in twenty terminators squads, down, it's gonna be a twenty four inch. Couple of recon squads and Nancy boxes. Right. Job done. That'll do it. Because then they don't scatter within. I think, or this one d six they scatter max. Can't remember the rules. No, they yeah. scatter within six inches of the. So yeah, I mean they're still going to sit around for a turn, but and you're going to want to spread them out in case that handy storm lord with its big blast template drops it on you. But yeah, I think it's a interesting choice because you're kind of having a really big tough squad as a troops choice. Okay, in the squad. Yeah, which is kind of. Not you know most troop choices give a malicious um wolves they they're they're not great right they're kind of like a you know the the very average of squads right whereas here you're taking a very powerful squad as a troop choice which means you know everything else around it you there would be no fat on your army basically I think if you did that quite cool that mission's quite cool as well actually I think I'm gonna try yeah. that battle bunker okay I mean, so moving I mean, on and- to Rob. Anything with that list, though, oh. you're going to be bloody terrified of a, a Malkador Infernus on the table because it's <laughs> two points. Oh, yeah, that was, that was cool. Yeah, that's I mean, like, that's like one shot, take a thousand points off the board next. Yeah. I mean, um, big, big blast template, AP2, you know, the, the Stormlord, for example. Yeah, the, the two Stormlord. Eight ones yeah, would, 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 would ruin, and you're only on a five plus in one as well, aren't you? Because mm. it's, it's um, Tartarus. It's Tartarus. So not kind of fractile. Plasma. Um, it's not, they are not going to like plasma. But anyway, we digress yeah. just the, the thing i find interesting about these is these the sort of mission packs is they are taking basically whole novels and condensing it down into a a small um small mission pack so you know the, i know we've seen advertising for it as the siege of terror so i think that's where we're going to be ending up fighting you know in, in the next in, incarnation of this game is we're going to be skipping 
a fair old chunk of stuff. We'll skip Beta Garmin. Skip. Um, well, bear in mind, Beta Garmin's covered in. Yeah, Beta Garmin's been done. Yeah, Well, yeah, true. Yeah, but the. the, the, the sort of the, the infantry scale ground war of Beta Garmin wasn't covered, and it's not like there wasn't a lot going on. No. It was kind of a big deal. Sanguinius still has to chuck a. You know, go through the eyeball of a Titan at some point. This is true. Um, but yeah, we you know we we yeah I think we're going to be seeing all the, all those dreams and aspirations of uh, uh I wouldn't be surprised to see a web a battle for the Webway version of one of these. Interesting. So maybe maybe I don't know how about this. Maybe they're going to support the game Heresy via this format, i.e sort of mission pack drops an updated FAQ and the next game, Siege of Terror, will be a different game. Different rules. You heard yeah. it here first, folks. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Look, okay. There's, there's already off. one Mills Bio problems at the moment. Let's not try and spread that around. <clears throat> no, I'm good. I'm I'm perfectly calm because I know it's not gonna happen that way, so it's fine. Okay. And so, but we also got another. We did get another Legion dispatches this month. And the destro- dis- destroyer Scott destroyers are back without jump packs. To quote the article, "The bane of landscape gardeners everywhere." Legion destroyers mm. are coming back to Forge World, which is nice. I'll be back this this Friday. Yes. Um, Often overlooked, mainly because of the there's better things to take. Unfortunately, um, I, I think the FAQ helped them out a lot. They used to be ridiculously expensive yeah. for what they did. Now they're a good choice. I think. I mean, I think um, people have been talking about giving them different sort of weapon loadouts and things, which is great. So, yeah, Legion destroyers. Yeah, you don't see them very often. They're usually quite expensive see, and they die really you, quickly. You see them even less without the jump. <coughs> Yeah, I just wonder if they might. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a a unit on a table where they don't have jump packs. Yes, yeah. I think have I played you with elite with them without jump did packs? Did you? Oh, okay. I must have killed them quickly. I don't remember. You did very quickly. My yeah. my 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 death guard destroyers are without jump packs. No, yeah, I remember. I remember. They die kind of quickly. The thing is, two pistols isn't really going to set the world on fire. No, but they have the thing about having they've all got rad grenades, haven't they? So they're good if you're attacking a primarch. Yeah. As a run in. As an accompaniment unit. Yeah, it's in the Sergeant Rock Spectrum as well. You can take Yeah. Like yeah. 10, 20 points each, I think. 10 points each. Something like that. Yeah, they're pretty useful. But yeah, I see what you mean. Um, they're an interesting choice. I've, I'm, I've got a squad for my world word bearers. They just deep strike and die. That's basically yeah. their mode. Fire the grenade launcher. Your world eaters. World eaters. Yeah, no, my secret project. Damn. Secret project. I'm just his Erebus. My Lord is so awesome that I'm gonna just if you can't beat some join them kind of thing. But anyway, the rule the the article actually also hints that we might be seeing some Legion specific destroyer squads. That was that a rumor from back in the day. Exactly, they actually mention it specifically, like in the mini campaigns, we might be getting units for Legion specific destroyers. That cool. So that was fairly cool. Mm. I'm looking forward to when they mention the shield thing for the Contempt of Dreadnought again. That's that's the thing I'm most looking forward to. 
You mean the the, the Derrideo? Atomantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Atom, yeah, the Atomantic Pavese, whoever it was. Mm. Yeah, you know, now me and Rob have got 3D printers. We could start an industry oh. making them. You could you absolutely could? Right until Games Workshop shut you down. <laughs> shut you. Yeah. I, I, am, really, I am. They, they released I, a model for it. Yeah. About I am thinking of making myself one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we get... right. Talking of marketplaces and yes. industries, uh, at the Gen Con uh, previews, we got a look at some of the new Zone Mortalis stuff for Necromundo, which Mr. Beers uh, unleashed his crowbar and uh, snuck into this this podcast somehow, which is the new marketplace terrain set, which I'm not sure even by my squinting and rubbing it's my so chin as much as I can, rubbing my chin as much as I can see how it's going to work in, in heresy um, but I'm sure there'll be some way especially if you're doing a, 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 you just have Lorgar running the little fish counter <laughs> but for and, me uh, it's going to be part of making my personal Zone Mortalis board scene um, lived in because mine's, mine is based on an underhive so I'm going to have some of these in there just like say, yep, there are people living here because there's abandoned marketplaces. Vulcan's Lehman car Russ repair got, shop. Oh, Lehman <laughs> Russ has got a, a, a furs and uh, oh yeah, that work. Fur company. Yeah, sort of Magnus is doing fortune telling. Do you know what? No, Russ has got. You know when you see them at marketplaces, you know there's like fake fleece jumpers that were like wolves howling at the moon on. Oh, the t-shirts. I used to be a member of a Facebook group called the Wolf Fleece Appreciation Society that was yeah, by Annie from that's, that's what it would be. That's what Russ would be. I still think these look really cool. Market. I'm, to be honest, these look really cool. They, I, they do. I, I really I like, like them, them, but uh, I'm a big fan of um, the domestic setting for small skirmish games like Necromunda. I'm not sure whether they'll just get lost, like, you know, like behind a Bane blade. <laughs> Oh no no! I mean, I'm I like them for Zone Mortalis. That someone that is literally me. I I wouldn't buy these for anything other than Zone Mortalis, which is just to make my my underhive board seem a bit more lived in. Like, look, there's a there's there's literally a market stand there while you've got your legionnaires who are who are running all over the place smashing stuff up. If someone I'm tries to tell of, me I'm that that market tent you know I mean? thing yeah. gets a four up invulnerable save hiding Before behind that counter. <laughs> I'm kind of with Michael on this one, to be honest. I think that even if you you could put that in the middle of a you know ruined city thing, and you know it would look still look pretty cool. I think. I, I mean, suppose there's all that stuff in the Siege of Terry about that big um, big shanty town yeah. that goes up, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, I mean that would be that would be quite an interesting little battlescape. So yeah, I'm with I'm kind of with I know what you're talking about, Michael. I'm with you, mate. I know we've kind of taken the mick a little bit because it's quite funny and the the thought of. Um, it is a funny little piece, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just think that, that that sometimes a bit more realism added to our scenery can make it a bit more apocryphal on the <laughs> side there. Some, uh, some kind of no, version of Throat Dibbler trying to sell a marina rat on a stick. <laughs> that'd be Nurgle. That'd be Nurgle. Cut me own. No, no. Or maybe that'd be Gilliman. Cut me own throat. Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't have. You'd never be going anywhere near. Mortician's shop, would they? Let's be honest. Yeah. Unless it's a funeral, funeral sort of a you know home or something. Mortarian's perfumery. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, what what have you got for us? Fulgrim's got a a a monkey on a little windy stick thing because you know that's performance. Fulgrim's got a shop with blacked out windows. 
Yeah, that's, that's very well, true. The type of windows that you put a penny into, well, a couple yeah, of quid. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a, a big rack of double D batteries out the front. <laughs> private shop. Private shop. Private shop for private people. I wonder what happens in private shops. Anyway, um, there's a big one on the A1, just saying, which is very <laughs> yeah, peculiar. The, the A1 is just full of them. It's brilliant. It's, it's, it's like very weird. Little, it's little, very little, weird. Little chef and... and, right. and just to remember, this, this isn't Edgelord's Vampire yet. That's not okay. what this chef you know, the, 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 the BBC did an article on those types of shop up and down the A1 a, a couple of years ago. It was quite it makes, funny. It makes kind of sense because nobody's going to want them in the town centre, right? And then the middle of the A1 is kind of out of the way, so it makes perfect sense i think anyway moving on before we end up talking about stuff that we really should um black library is putting their open submissions out again so um they're looking another, for another, stories. Year, another rejection year for us yeah unfortunately uh, again my my award-winning uh, vinaigrette of my uh, of the uh do you mean vignette no i mean vinaigrette i painted it oh, um is is uh it's been rejected because I used the wrong word. Um, but anyway, they're open, uh, but they're looking stuff specifically set in mortal realms for Age of Sigma. So if you are writing stuff, maybe that's your, your cup of tea. Uh, you never know. I mean, a few authors have got their starts from doing this. So who knows? You could be the next ADB or Dan the God Abnett. Michael, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. So Matt's, 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 and one, well, one Matt, uh, The Rotten Garden, which uh, from Deep Cut Studio, which looks to me like a possible Plague Moon of Darwin, Matt. Um, I like this, Matt. It's really cool. We it, advertise. Got, I mean, Deep yeah, Cut Studios. Deep Cut should give us, a, uh, give us like an advertising deep cut, deal. No, yeah, I mean, give us a cut, Studios. Has anybody actually asked them yet? No, don't be ridiculous. We're too. We haven't got the. We haven't got the balls to do that. Um, but it's a nice mat, isn't it? All their mats are lovely. I like, I like the tentacles. Oh yeah, I've just I've just spotted them. Where's the tentacles? Tentac- the venomous. It's on the fourth image along in the sub. Oh yeah, that's nice. It's a nice touch, isn't it? So yeah, see what you mean. Plague moon of wherever it was. David. Is that the one uh, where David? Is that the one where Horus ended up? Yeah. yeah, it's where he got stabbed. Where he got stabbed by the, that blade that was kind of specifically designed, or could you can you call their name out and it knacks you. That yeah, one. The yeah, basically. The Anathame, yeah. that's it. The, so, was that the one that Erebus mysteriously the one that Erebus nicked? nicked off the Interrex. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Erebus sorted out. What a dodgy git. Anyway, it's a cool map, as per always with their stuff. It does look pretty cool. And like I say, uh, Play Moon of Davin, good choice. Yeah, yes. just an example. But there's lots of like, you know, during the heresy. I mean, you could even do bits of terror where Nurgle sort of uh, taken hold of uh, of terror because yeah. there's sort of examples of that in the thing. So, cool. anyway, they do they do custom mats. Yes, they do. Could you oh, do, interesting. You could do like one where you're fighting in a like an aquarium with tanks full of manatees. They, they also do custom dice trays as well. I have oh, well. done as a sample a while back. Oh yeah, any, yeah. Um, yeah an Edge of one, but but we haven't yet sort of gone in and had it made up properly. Mm. Mm. I was just thinking for that is, that is definitely something that we might do as a sort of um, see if anybody wants to order one, get ourselves a price. Okay. Let's get that image. We need to sort out the merch out at some point. We'll get that. Maybe next year we'll get our heads together. 
Yep. Yeah, well, I actually need to, to relaunch the merch shop because I want to put it on a, a its own sort of almost URL type thing. Like we can drop that hit in the yeah. middle of every episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's we're, not, we're totally not shilling for ourselves here. We really are. Yeah. Nice. Be the most <laughs> unloved website. Who doesn't want a Chris Gibson's All Up Power Fist t shirt? I'm just going to say. I, yeah, I, just, I, I need to order one. And I also, you know, the, the Age of Defense line one's really cool that you did. I, 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 I do. I, I need to rework the uh, the drop pod one. I think. <coughs> one, I think. That's pretty cool. I do. Have a, I have a better idea for it. No offense, Mister Rob. Keep me posted. Um, yeah. So, um, speaking of other things, the Imperium escape room in Nottingham is open again. If you fancy being locked in a room and paying for the uh, paying for the privilege. Without having to drive down the A1. Oh, um, <laughs> you've, not done, you've not done an escape room, I take it, Rob. I, I, I don't know I would react well because part of me would either part of me would go totally method and be like perfect, or the other half of me would go open that door right now or I'm going to break everything. Because that's what I'd like. I've, I've, like, when Big Brother was still a thing, I was like, I kind of quite like that because you get like nine weeks apiece. And part of me would just mess with them and go, right, okay, well, um, give me this or I'm going to start breaking cameras. Mm, and you're going to have nothing to watch. So I'll have a case of Dom Perignon, please. I'll have a box of, ma- I'll have a box of cigars and uh, XYZ, or I'm just going to start breaking the cameras in every room. Mm interesting so probably not somebody to come on the submarine tour guys <laughs> no i think no, you're, down not, down you're not going to cope with that uh, that war zone is it war zone heresy the scottish guys that we that we've done stuff war, war zone yeah i think there's heresy scott which is kieran and in war zone heresy yeah. is graham and uh, chris and that. yeah they've got a proposed event we'll tell you about the venue that they've got because uh, i don't on, know if they sort of on a submarine Sort of. So, so I, I watched. Vi- I finished watching Vigil last week. Mm, catch yes. up and I ain't getting on a submarine at any point. I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll tell you after the after the show. But it is a. I don't think you would. Not uh, even if Saran Jones is on it. Am I getting on a submarine? <laughs> well, what about? Um, oh, I'm just trying to think of a Rose Leslie. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe if the pair of them again, on it. again, Mary Night of the Vampire, 1916, Jane Fonda. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Was she on a submarine? <laughs> anyway, escape rooms are a lot of fun. I've done, well, I say a lot of fun. I've done one and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so I guess maybe, Rob, if we were going to go and do a, a weekend away at Warhammer World, maybe, you know, say to people, we're going to be here in this weekend. Come and play some games with us if you want to take on the uh, Age of Empire folks and, you know, ban Mark Frost from playing against Rob, uh, against uh, Michael. Any Michael. Of us? Or any of us, in fact. Um, but it might be something that would be quite good fun to do. But yes, I totally get your point yeah. that the claustrophobia could... I don't know how I'd react. That's you the know, thing. We, I'd, been, I'd absolutely been sort of, it or totally freak out. No. You know, we've been sort of... Uh, I, I use quotation marks, slagging off uh, Mark Frost here. So we should probably drop a link to his uh, his studio in the uh, in the comments. Cause, uh, we absolutely he's should. Fairly good, he's a fairly good commission painter. And oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he lost to be described oh, as a fairly good commission. Okay. <laughs> he, 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 he paints in a way that makes me wonder don't, how many virgins were sacrificed just, on an altar. Just, just move, move on, on Mr. Stop, B. Stop digging, Michael. Stop digging. Yeah, you've reached, you've, you've reached oil. Okay, uh, 
Next. <laughs> Good Crossing studios. Sick. Um, what are we on next? What happens now? Who uh, are next? Chris. It's me next. Who am I upsetting? Yeah. Duncan Rhodes. Okay. No, you're not. Um, up, 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 up. Uh, oh, he's got. Oh, he's in. I'm sorry. He's got a members only area. Is that like next to the is that next to the private <laughs> shop with the blank down? <laughs> That's on the A1. Uh, right. Armies on parade submissions are now open with heresy possibly coming under one forty thousand or best oh, of the rest. Yeah. We aren't quite sure. It's normally best of the rest, isn't it, I believe? Uh, it's true. Yeah, as well, store. which is weird. No, it's all online this year. All online. Yeah. Oh. Part of that interaction in person. They're still taking. I think they're still taking the idea that possibly it gets cancelled because of um, COVID quite seriously. Mm. It's so you have until the 31st of October to enter your uh, your offerings to the 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 painting gods uh, categories. Categories. Uh, I like that. I'm imperial. So yeah, so best of the rest. Tanks, nice, best best of the rest does include Horus Heresy. Titanic oh, as well. How much Photoshop work face. can I do on my mechanic? Yeah, I was going to say. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> what I was thinking. How many, anyway. armies, how many other armies can I steal off Instagram? Do you? Uh... I like the tread top tread head one. That's nice with the Lehman Russes like in the camp. So, so uh, I'll, I'll, is anybody going to beat um, Graham Shirley's um, Hobbit Blood Bowl team from last year? Probably. Sorry. Um, Did you not see that? You're talking. You're talking as if we know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, in the, it's actually in the article, but Graham oh, Shirley's yes. guy, it's the guy this way. Uh, we know him. Uh, he goes to the North Sh- the North Shields. No, the Whitley Bay Club, um, and he did. Uh, it, it, it's here in the identifiable theme on the. On yes, the, on the yeah. He uh, did the halflings in a um, in a picnic basket with um, with a menu for the picnic and stuff. And it's quite. That's yeah, quite cool. That is that's a very cool idea. I like that. Yeah, it was just like what, the one of the best army on parades I've ever seen. I thought it was going to be some kind of like obscure subreddit thing that you'd seen. No, no, no! Genuinely. Generally, one of our one of our friends. Uh, Very good. Great. And the final uh, Legion dispatch of the month showed off uh, Remus Ventanus, uh, which uh, which uh, Rob, um, sorry, Greg made me laugh by mentioning mentioning the fact that he was the is the most uh, ill-fated or worst named character in the Heresy series. And when you think about it particularly a second name you can you could be somewhat schoolboy about the whole thing um but anyway i thought that was really funny actually i've never noticed that before neither had i neither had i it's blatantly meant to be that he's some kind of antecedent of uriel ventress isn't he yes but ventan ventanus if you split it on the t yes 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 i I got that bit like pen island yes Uh, yes (laughs) i i I, it was a bit like um i I'm glad I was working from home today. No one would have wanted to have been in in the office with me today with the uh, with the venting from my anus. Okay. Um, <laughs> nice to know. So nice to know. Anyway, I've always thought this figure was a great. I mean, I'm, again, we've got a big old banner. It seems to be a theme, but he did have one in the story, so fair play to him. Again, I don't think his his, his face. I think I don't know if you saw the. Um, yeah, his face looks weird. Oh, well, had, he, is I, he 
the sort the of the Tinder yeah, thing. The Tinder <laughs> thing. Yeah, where basically, it's facing the you know in the red book or the black book, which is like this lovely pencil drawing of him, and it showed this face you know, saying, "This is what they were like." I thought that was quite amusing. Um, Rules-wise, I'm trying to think why you would. He doesn't really have anything spectacular about him, to be honest with you, as a, as a character in the game, other than, of course, he comes with an awful lot of history. Um, are you what do t- you guys think? I don't think he's that great. I wouldn't necessarily pick him over any other kind of normal HQ, to be truthful. I think he's a fantastic model. But... Yes. M- Mr. B, you you're, 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 you're fuming in the background there. Yeah, why wouldn't you take him? He's great. He's, he's great. Because there's other things that are harder, which means you don't have to roll as high. He's got the, right. He's got the um. He, he he puts a minus one modifier to all reserve rolls of the opposing player, mm-hmm. and you get to re-roll any reserve rolls you make, whether failed or successful. Okay. Well, you roll two. You roll two dice for your warlord trait on the strategic table and get the same thing. But yes, you're right. Out of the bag, you're guaranteed. I, that gives is the one stubborn. <clears throat> it gives units stubborn uh, yes. within three inches of an objective. Within three uh, inches of an objective. Yes, he's got the nuncio box. Right. I think th- no, this character is. He, you might laugh at the rules, but he's not a. He's not a character that's going to, you know, as a beat stick. This is a supporting character, and I think he's really good as a supporting character. I think that's the thing with all, all the Ultramarines characters are, though, aren't they? None of them are punching character? the face we guys. Have, they are we, all. We have to- we have one character, Remus Ventanus, and we have a named Dreadnought. I, I don't think isn't a, yeah, a, I don't a think that's stick, is he? all that. Is that he's, he's, not Rebute, but yeah, he, he, the Primarch. But we have the Ultramarines. If you actually look at what the Ultramarines have in terms of their army list, they're very thin on the ground. I wouldn't disagree, being as I don't know what Ultramarines army, so I'm going to completely agree with you. I don't think I would take him over an all Praetor, to be honest with you, Michael. Um, but, I like you know, horses for courses. You, you, he you doesn't play... have a power sword and a yes, bolt pistol. He has a power sword and a bolt pistol. Mm. I mean, uh, most, most people thought that the Warlord <coughs> had uh, as a limited edition uh, Praetor a few years back in stores. Uh, the sorry, uh, standard. Oh era. yeah, yeah. The same yeah, period, wasn't like, it? Well, isn't he exactly? Isn't he that Remus Ventanus? And it was like, no, he's not. He doesn't have a power sword. Yeah. Um, but I've used that as that. But yeah, he's a lovely figure. I yeah, like him. The, the, the bear head looks weird. He looks a little bit like some kind I of stereotyped version of the previous incumbent in that uh, rather famous I house. Think it's a, um, I think it's a, a bad paint job on the face, to be honest. I think if you give that to a good community painter, I think it if will. If you give it to a, a, an, an all right commission painter like Mark Frost, I think he'll turn out completely different. <laughs> Mark Frost, what, what have he done? I don't, month? It's Mr. B. Don't blame me. Nicest, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying what Mr. B said. Heresy, apart from the fact that <laughs> gives us a regular hiding. I know. We love Maybe, Mark. Mark it's is the very demons. Good. It's the demons. That's what it is. Mark Frost is. Studio for all your commission needs. Yes. He, anyway. he is very, he is very good, and we do love him an awful lot. I say, that's I, why we know. I, that's I, why we know we, can we need to put an advert in this show for him so that we can we actually be to him all the time. Yeah, um, anyway, we could be mean to him. <laughs> Reroll reserves, minus one's reserves. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, the jury's out for me with that and that figure. Auto include in an army. Uh, um, other to me, um, 
this is just a really, really, really brief mention, but the new 40k Black Templars range has an upgrade set. It's got a few little bits on there, which might be all right for upgrades for Templar themed Imperial Fists, but it's nothing. That's just it. It's just a few little bits, like a, a banner and some um, heads, some shoulder pads and a few little niggly bits and bobs, but yeah shoulders maybe, yeah maybe, maybe if you got these off someone else rather than going out and specifically buying them for these parts if that, if that makes any sense chris these yeah, are I, I just, fellas, yeah they? that's the thing that they, yeah because they're all primaris guys okay. well the shoulder pads are exactly the same size heads are exactly the same size yeah but you look at the you look at the models like there's somewhere uh, there think, are cloaks over the models and stuff like that so it's gonna be difficult to Oh no, I wouldn't say the cloaks. It's the upgrade set. It's literally at the bottom. If you go scroll down to the bottom of the article. Oh, okay, right. Oh, I see. I got you. Sorry, I was I was too far yeah. ahead. It's like a, a, an upgrade sprue. All right, that sort of judgment's awesome, isn't it? Sorry, completely. Yeah. Uh, that sort yeah, of judgment. You can definitely take off the arm and plug it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would do pimp. Yeah, there's just know. little bits and bobs there. There's just little yeah. bits and bobs there, which would actually look quite cool on a Templar's themed army. That sword scabbard, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Got some purity seal type things. Um, the heads. I think there's one definite Primaris head there, but the rest are all sort of yeah, you can get away with them. The Templar brethren tend to have those. They've got their cool helmets. Yeah, but yeah, if you just wanted a Templar theme, I mean, there's a holy hand grenade in there on the just by the sort of judgment. Yeah, but they're not there yet. They're not there yet. Not there yet. But yeah, just as a, just just as a that. So yeah, moving on to Rob. So, yeah, there are, there are there are some nice bits and bobs in there. I'll I'll, I'll allow it, Mister B. Well played. <laughs> yeah. So um, Warhammer TV, uh, we have had uh, some videos that might be useful for anybody thinking about the Nuremberg 300. Uh, some Krieg videos, Battle Ready and Parade Ready. Okay. Ichi's finest. Um, they are what they are. They're nice. The parade, the parade ready one looks good. I'm just muting it as it's uh, trying to open up on my screen now. Um, you know, nice and simple. It's not too. It's only a three minute video, so it's not you know even the the most uh, most ADHD amongst us can sit through that without getting bored. Mm. Um, and yeah, it does show off the models nicely because there's not been a huge amount of um, in hand. Shots of them, if that makes sense. I haven't opened my box yet. Not that I've I've not seen a great deal of in-hand ones, so you get that idea of you know a true sensor scale of them and. Oh, they they're uh, like. they the ones that I, the shots that I have seen, they look very very close to the um to to the resin. They're um they're they're chunkier, definitely. Yeah. The uh, the resin Krieg are all quite skinny. Yeah. Um, especially so for the uh, Lasgon barrels, as uh, anybody who's ever had anything to do with Resin Creek will know. Um, you know, you're not a Creek collector until you've snapped a Lasgon and a foot. Okay. Uh, That's why you buy spares. Well, spare Lasgons. At least you should be able to. Um, but no, they're good. They're, they're good quality videos. Always worth worth a go. Nice um, sort of French take on the. Uh, on the colour scheme, that blue, blue great coat. So yeah, give it a go. Buy your ten boxes, buy your thirty boxes of them, and do the Nuremberg three hundred. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Well, actually, yeah, because I also believe that the Medusa gun carriages are back on Forge World as well, aren't they? They are, yes. So there you go. No excuses. Get them in. Nine of them. 300 nine troops. Medu- nine, nine Medusas, 18 Sentinels, 300 troops, three, um, is it three Lightnings, and you're away. There you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, as as previously alluded to, because I lost track of where we were, uh, Duncan Rose's private members area brought us a guy to paint a plasma globe. Michael got a lifetime pass as a content creator. Exactly. Uh, guy to painting plasma gun glow in different colours and a full painting guide for Heresy Sons of Horus vehicles. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, he did um, a did a Proteus Land Raider. A lot of people got very excited and go, has Duncan gotten a plastic um Spartan? Not like, too big. Oh, yeah, yeah. First yeah, of all, it's a Proteus, and and it, as Rob points out, you can see the imperfections that we all know and love from the plat from the resin yeah, on the door. Very good. And finally, bringing this section to a close, Warhammer Plus, much touted Warhammer Plus, has launched in all of its resplendent glory. Uh, with a bunch of animations, some battle reports, painting guides, all being added to the service. And right now, if you subscribe, you can win one of five, count them, five complete Citadel Color range sets. Uh, if you're not sure what that means, that's basically all of the paints, all of the brushes, all of the accessories, all of the tools, basically. Like you would that's do, I'm guessing, like a big display panel that you would get in a shop with everything on it. Just it's delivered to your house for you to to roll around in like Scrooge McDuck uh, on some of the more obscure paints that you're never going to use, which is what I seem to collect for some bizarre reason. Thinking, oh, I'm sure I'll need a, a need for that rather day glow pink. I've never used it since. So, yes, that's quite a cool prize, though. And Mr. B, because I'm assuming you've subscribed to this. Because I think oh, you said that uh, you already you already subscribed to other things, so it made financial sense to do this. Well, when I looked at it, I was already getting the um, I was already I already got the app mm-hmm. uh, for Warhammer 40k. I play Age of Sigma, and I'm going to use the app for that, yeah. uh, and that's going to be a similar price, I'm guessing, to the to the 40k app, which is 199. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm only paying a pound extra for Warhammer Plus. Why not? And then they Why gave not? us a 10 pound voucher, which I used to buy the Nurgling plushie because yes. Yeah. Um, and you get the model at the end of the, uh, well, nine months for people who subscribed, who had the uh, subscription beforehand, uh, or 12 months for everybody else. Yeah. And that's that's got to be at least a 20, 20 quid model, maybe even more. Nice. Oh, so if, if what's the content know. like yeah, before? I mean, obviously, you know, um, they, they throw okay, some well, stuff the, at you. The, the animation stuff is pretty good. I mean, they're adding about a show a week in terms of animation so it's not a lot of content yet mm-hmm. i think as an early, early adopter you're never going to get the massive amounts of content uh, that i think people are expecting they're like i think people were expecting netflix levels of content it was like right. disney plus isn't it when disney plus came out i mean yeah i mean for me personally the best parts of it have actually been the vault which is where they put all the publications like they've got all i think they've got mo- not this year's white dwarfs but they've got all of last year's and i think and they're starting to add 2018 now so i think they're adding six months of uh, white dwarfs a time and that's actually nice. really good so if it keeps going it's going to have a bunch of uh, it's going to have a lot 
of white dwarfs in a really good clear uh format that you can read easily um the uh and as i said the the, the animations not too bad the, some of them are a bit a bit a bit you know the, the i think angels of death the blood angel ones it's got that sort of uncanny valley because the mouths the mouth movements just don't match up quite right okay uh but that's sort of very common on a lot of uh a lot of cgi you know animation stuff that the mouth movements can't don't don't quite match um yeah i quite like it i really like it um because the they keep them vague so they can double them in like 25 languages without having to reanimate more them. more than likely more than likely uh you know to be honest um the painting show i really like with louis sugden the the um wet blending i tried was on that show and i was like i saw that and i was like i could try that it was the first time that wet blending actually made sort of sense to me properly but in the way it was explained which rob will be saying that's because you're just not listening right <laughs> um it's a yeah, it's a very it's a very good it, she's a very good painting teacher um i haven't watched the most recent ones she's done sort of gold armor in sort of non-metallic metal um and uh, uh black armor i think that was like a 15 minute video on just how to paint black armor um okay. uh, the faces doing faces was like a 20 minute video just on painting faces mm. and it was sort of like you've got to think about your cool areas of your face your warm areas of your face the bits that are in shadow and i'm like wait what's going on i mean how many paints are you using just to paint uh, the face yeah. a bit of skull a bit of flesh color and a <laughs> one layer on the top just basically it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a long glow yeah. i don't know we've, we've we've talked we've talked with rob about him doing a review of uh, well you know sort of a little bit of a look at those videos for the paint shack in a couple of months time so mm-hmm. um they are very good videos there's also battle reports which you know depending on what cup of tea you know what you are take with battle reports they're not too bad um i think the problem is people are like all a case of saying oh well it's not worth it because it's not filled with you know all of this yes. and it's like it, at the end of the day it, the value proposition i think is for everybody going to be very different okay cool well, at least that's my opinion you know yeah depends it, depends on what it you works, yeah, it works for me, and that's I. I to be honest, I pay the money for the vault alone. If it keeps growing at the rate it's growing, mm-hmm. I pay the money just for that because they've got the old books in there, like the old um, Sanctus Reach conflict stuff. And it's like you know, okay. I've never sat down and read that. They've taken all the rules out of it, so you can't play the old Seventh Edition rules. Ah. But they've got all of the fluff in there. Right, I'm with you. Yeah, nice. Anyway, cool. That's that. cool, cool, cool. All right, and that's it for say the union uh, yep. and on to the next section which will be chris and mr yep. b going to engine kill, engine kill. okay Okay, it's time for Engine Kill this month. We've got a couple of little bits of news. Um, so we'll uh, so so we'll just crack into that straight away before we go take a look at Legio Crucius, the warmongers. So um, should I start off with the first bit of news then, Chris? I, I think we definitely should, my friend. Yeah, the first bit is, and I love this bit, we're getting a new version of the Warmaster Titan, uh, as if that wasn't 
absolutely, ha- you know, obviously happening completely altogether because it was always going to happen, I guess. Uh, yep. Lots of weapons in the in the pack on the cards. So we've got the Iconoclast Heavy Battle Titan. I mean, perfectly honest, I think this is a little bit overkill. I mean, what's the movement on a Warmonger? Uh, sorry, a Warlord. Uh, a Warmaster, I mean. Oh, uh, not a massive amount. Six? It, it's quite a sh- short move. And this one is armed with a massive chainsword, a desolated chainsword, and a dr- siege drill or graving I- imploder. So it's basically a drill um, to crack yeah. you know, fortifications. And it's like, is that really going to get that much use? Yeah, it's it's for the close combat-y type of videos, isn't it, really? It's, yeah. My, as I said before, my, dream, my hope is that you can switch the weapons around in this and it's not... You know, you can only have this loadout with this Titan, and you can only have the other loadout with the Warbringer. I haven't gotten the um, the the the, the first oh, the Warmaster, not the Warbringer, sorry. Um, but I would imagine they're interchangeable. I believe the um, because I think the uh, what do you call it? The uh, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The um, weaponry on the top is different. Oh yeah, I I get the weapon, but I wonder. Hopefully, you can actually in game switch it if that makes sense yeah yeah that'll be that'll be nice. so this yeah. isn't so it's not like a warlord where you have a you know, an iconoclast isn't the same as a warlord yeah it's just a yeah. version of the war, um, war the war master but then again it's got a completely different carapace top as well yeah um because the this one's got a bunch of sort of like what looks like gatling cannon type things yeah and the that that's not they're not present on the the original the thing and I haven't had a look. I don't know if that fits magnetizable or what. Oh, it's got missiles, hasn't it? So maybe it is. Yeah. And then it's got missiles, shoulder sponsons, and this one's got uh, plasma blast guns, apparently. Oh yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what the little chappies yeah. on the on the shoulders are. Yeah, it's it's cool. It looks cool. I like that face. I like the new helmet. Oh, yeah, the new helmet is excellent. I I do you know I do like that grav. Uh, Grab weapon, the siege drill. Sorry, that's really cool. I really want one, but I don't know if I can justify the cost. Yeah, I mean, even if something you know, you're getting them from not GW Prime, they're still you know a fair few quid, aren't they? Yeah, for something that's that's going to be a it's basically a, a whole points worth of a legio points worth on its yeah. own. Yeah. Anyway, um, right, so should we move on to the next bit of uh, bit of news? Yeah, absolutely. So we got an article showing off the Warmaster Titan, painted by uh, some. Oh, lost you there for a second, Chris. Hello. Hello. Hello? Yeah, I've got you back now. Okay, sorry, I lost you there. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, right. that's good. Let's get over here. Give another go at that. Then. Yeah, I don't know why it's being weird. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so we got an article showing off the Warmaster Titan as painted by several members of the Warhammer Studio team. And they all look delicious. Oh, they do. I especially like Martin Cashmore uh, with his um, Titan with that beautiful 
ombre effect moving up the body of it. Oh yeah, that is lovely. That, that's an amazing blending on that one. Yeah. Uh, then again, I, I quite like the weathering on James Karch's um, uh, uh, Griffonicus Warmaster. Yeah. So that's always nice. exciting, doesn't it? Griffonicus always looks good. Yeah, and then it's squashed Warmaster under its feet as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, okay, so we got a long-awaited look at the uh, Traitor Legios book. So uh, this is a, it's a, it's a nice cover, I think, we've got there uh, with some um, uh, Tiger's Eyes, I think. That is, isn't it? Uh, uh, that talks about getting corrupted yeah. Titans at last. Um, full backgrounds and rules for the Iconoclast, which we were just talking about. So it does tell us that, that uh, the top thing is a, a Mars pattern Iconoclast Cruciator Gatling Array. It's a lot of words, isn't it? It's a lot. Of, it's not a, you know. a lot of words. Although this imagery has uh, Warhound Vol- Mega Bolter arrays in the shoulders. So there's this imagery here. So we'll see what that it comes out as in the end. Uh, so, yeah, we've got corrupted Titans. So you can get mutated Titans. Um, so that sounds quite, quite cool. Lots yeah. of more potentiality there, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Blood Hungry looks interesting. Corrupted Titan immediately moves a number of inches equal to its base speed characteristics straight forward towards the closest unit within its front arc, stopping before it collides. Yeah, I mean that's Helicorn basically, isn't it? That's that's what that is. That's the uh, yeah, yeah. We definitely got some there. there. Corn, corn, uh, corn flavor. Yeah, yeah. We got some new night houses and old night houses. Getting a, it's going to be quite a cool book, I think. Yeah, but, it's going to be good for the chaos players because there's going to be a lot of ways that they can start to mess with their titans. I kind of hope Ford will do a corrupted titan upgrade kit. Well, I think we'll have to do four of them. Well, yeah. Potentially five. For t- potentially it's five. Of, you know, just a few bits of armour or something. Yeah. Or maybe I know like there are... a tentacle instead of a, um, uh, uh, you know, the big power claw or something on the on the warlord. I'm sure there are lots of third-party options oh. available out there if you're not doing them yourself at home. Definitely, definitely. Just with, to... your, with your witchcraft. Uh, okay, cool. So, um, shall we, with that, shall we head into Legion? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Do you want to read us this little bit of fluff we've got here? Yeah, so, uh, hailing from the Forge World of Riser, that infamous of all the Forge Rods, uh, one of the most powerful and advanced realms of the Mechanicum, second only, of course, to uh, Mars. Uh, Legio Crucius uh, has a reputation for being extremely analytical and being equipped with advanced plasma weapons and is said to rival the Triad Ferrum Morgalis of Mars in size and strength. The most notable engagements that Crucius engaged in during the heresy was, of course, Molech and the defence of their homeworld, Riser. Yeah. so Which makes entire sense. It does. So going into the, the crunch that we've got for them... Uh, it's actually quite cool. I'll do the Legio traits, and then uh, if you do the the war gear, we'll yeah, go. of course. But, um, f- uh, f- the first trait is Forgeborn. So in the first and second rounds of the game, when a Titan from a Legio Crucius makes a repair roll in the damage control phase, or as a result of an emergency repair order, it can re-roll its rolls of one. Oh, that is super. I, I like that. That's yeah. so. Uh, that's really handy. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that rule. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's only under emergency repairs. So you've still got to, you know, to, to get to that point. Control phase. Oh, cool. oh, sorry, yeah, as and, or as and. Yeah. No, sorry, I read that as instead of. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's really, really yeah. handy. Really useful that. first two turns. If you can really sort of push yourself in that first two turns to do, you know, fire those heavy weapons quite a bit. Um, yeah. Then we've got Pride of Riser. So during the damage control phase or making an emergency repair, if you roll a six to vent plasma with the dice, you actually reduce the type the the reactor level by two instead of one. Yeah, right. Super awesome because it, again, it's 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 not going to happen, you know, every turn. But when it does, yeah. But if you're running a lot of, you know, items, yeah. a lot of plasma, <laughs> like I I'm going to be doing for my my uh, uh, legio, that's going to be pretty useful to you know cool things down, cool that reactor. Yeah, definitely. Sort of again, I, th- I think it gives that idea that they can they can take a few more risky decisions early yeah. on, um, which is kind of cool. So, so what about the war gear? So yeah, so we have first uh, a piece is the so any it's the God, blimey terminus override mechanisms. Uh, any legio cruises titan may be equipped with a terminus override mechanism for thirty points. The first time a Legio Crucius Titan with this piece of war gear would be required to roll a reactor o- on the reactor overload table. Instead of rolling, give the Titan the shutdown order instead. Uh, and once it's triggered in this manner, uh, it's spent, basically. So oh, that's pretty useful. It's a shutdown order. Yeah. Oh, I'll just do that again. because I didn't Instead of rolling, you give the Titan the shutdown order instead. Which book are you reading that in? The book that they're in. Molly. Defensive Riser. Oh, because in um in Loyalist Man Loyalist uh, um Legio. Ah, uh, of course. I'm, I'm I'm reading out of date. Ah, uh, the first time a Legio Crucius Titan with a terminus override mechanism would be required to roll in the reactor overlord table. Instead of rolling, nothing happens. No roll is needed. Once triggered in this manner, a terminus override mechanism has no further effect in the game. Oh, much, much more useful. None of that shutdown nonsense. Still not as... Yeah, still not great, though, but more useful than that. Uh, yeah. 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 folded power containment. Yeah, this costs 20 points, and when firing a weapon, let me just find the correct thing. Uh, costs 20 points, and when firing a weapon with the drained draining trait, you can roll d6 to mitigate the effects on a four plus. Uh, the Titan then rolls the reactor dice twice, and then chooses the result they want. However, they must, if they roll a one, sorry, they roll the reactor dice twice and choose the effect with the advance the reactor marker. Which advances the reactor marker most. If they would have the same effect, then uh, if they both have the same effect, then that would awaken the machine spirit. Yeah. So if you roll two dice and they're both like advance, essentially going to advance your uh, reactor by yeah. two, you've got to you've got to awaken the machine spirit and advance your reactor by two. Yeah. So it's it's a bit complicated. But yeah. It's good, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's, that's a top. That's a war gear, I think. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty pretty uh, damn useful. 
that, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd take that every day of the week. Um, put some laser destroyers in volcano cannons and and just have have at it. Yeah. Uh, okay. In terms of uh, legio uh, specific personal traits, we've got the collegia lord. Uh, when making a command check for the princeps signoris titan, if a nine or ten is rolled, they may issue orders to any or all of the titans in the manifold without needing to roll a command check for them. I quite like this. Yeah. I like it, but it's it's not going to go off that often, but still. Yeah, I mean, if you do... I mean, I suppose the thing is, it's that gamble, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you, you're, you're, and you, you're going to want to do your Senorus Titan first in that hope that, you know... Well, I would, because I'm, you know... Risk, I, liked, I like the, the element of risk. Yeah, it's a one in five chance, which isn't that bad, really. No, um, never to be never to be sniffed at. Handy, but what about the next one? So we have mechanic and born. Uh, once in each damage control phase, you can re-roll one of the repair dice, though you must accept the second result. So again, going in for that uh, being. And that's on the, yeah, that's on this princeps in yours, Titan, isn't it? So. Yeah, just on the Princeps in yours, Titan. So that's still quite handy. Yeah, yeah. Again, survivability is this guy, is this Legio's uh, stock and trade. Yeah, they're going to be kicking around for quite some time. Um, yeah. The last one, which is interesting, is the Black Banner. So if the Princess, Princeps Battle Group doesn't have a tertiary objective, um, it gains the Salvation of Crucius tertiary objective, and you gain five victory points if the Princess C- Princeps Signoris Titan was not destroyed or structurally compromised. So I quite like that. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, it depends. It's going to be situational. Um, but if you've not got an objective, that five points can be the difference between, you know, winning or losing. And that is, in a Legio, that's survivable. Yeah, yeah, it makes you know you 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 yeah well words that want to form today. Um, you know if you think you're going to be using the uh, Pride of Riser Legio trait, you know you're shrugging off uh, damage control. Um, yeah, I mean I, I results here, so I think it's, it makes makes everything a bit more easy. You could be cheeky as well. You can hide your uh, Princeps and Eurus out of the way. Yeah, put him in like a a, war, a Warbringer nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, okay. So, what about maniple suggestions? Now, I, I had a three ideas for this one. So, um, you know, just just tell me what you, you you think of these. But I've gone for I think Corsair would be good because those bifolded power containments. You could pop some lasers on there with the bifolded power containment, and that's going to do pretty good at you know getting those shields down and. Yeah. Yeah, and they're a nice middling weapon of the lasers, I find. Um, and Raptura, they'd also um, do very well because uh, I haven't put down the Titan that would benefit here. But you've got your um, is it Raptura? Oh, I've lost me. I've lost me notes. Um, you have yeah, you've got Raptura. That's what yeah, you've written here. That is the Rap Raptura, not Raptura. Yeah. Raptura, no. one with the Warbringer Nemesis. I've just got a book open here. Because I think if you pop on the volcano cannons and the laser blasters on there, 
where that bifolded power containment, you can keep your reactor very cool while just firing off those can those those weapons from afar with that big old um with, you know with it with it and that's i think that's going to be quite cool yeah, yeah. um uh, and you've got your reavers in there so they're going to be able to get in quite close so i think that would be quite a cool little yeah i like it yeah well, any ideas for you uh, i'm trying I'm, I'm sure there's one that helps you maybe it was a custom one yeah it's a, i'm thinking of a custom one um a custom legio thing so don't worry carry on <laughs> okay <laughs> the, the last one i thought might be interesting would be uh regia so you've got your warhound yeah. shields in the warlords and they're able to push their reactors and keep their shields up a bit longer yeah so that's about Which, what I'm yeah that's a that's a pretty good combination yeah it's just push, push those reactors use your um uh not overload yeah um yeah i like it yeah because the regia has uh has got that um you, it's the one where you basically your warhounds are there to shield so their void shields can sort of merge with the king and queen um which is quite interesting so they you're sticking them close merging the shields and getting the um getting the benefit from that at least that's the way yeah, i would I look. Yeah, no, that's that is sound, sound tactical sense. Yep. Anyway, but I thought that was a bit of a bit of a left field one myself. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was looking at, it, I was like, oh, that might work. Yeah, it would. It'd just be a case of keeping long range firing alive. Um, right. In terms of painting them, I think we've got primary colors of black and gold. Sorry, black and white panels with gold trim and bits of red. So. I was kind of thinking when thinking about how I'll paint this, I'd probably go with Corvus Black uh, with Skaven Light Dinge um, highlights, and then probably for the white, Grey Seer with um, a layer of Ulfuan Grey. Um, wash uh, in the recesses and sort of the, 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 the round of rivets and null oil, and then white scar highlights. Uh, red, probably more fist than red. It doesn't look that dark. Uh, null, null oil in the recesses and then evil sun scarlet's highlight and gold uh, this is always a difficult color to do but i'd probably go with retributor armor wash it with gollum and flesh and then liberate a gold highlight but i'm a mostly gw man so I'm, you've probably got some other ideas i'm just trying to think it's in the in the artwork that they're given it's a very blue black isn't it yeah well i thought i thought it looked a bit gray blue but yeah it's hard to I mean, maybe if you wanted to sort of start mixing in paints, you could possibly mix in black with um, oh, what's the word? What's the one I'm looking for? Night Lord's blue. Yeah. 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 But it's it's sort of yeah, bluey or grayy black. It's not black black. That's why I was thinking Corvus, which is a more of a very dark gray. Yeah. I would go with a. I'm trying to think. I would probably go with a very dark blue base, and then a, a sort of a, a black, maybe gold. a thin, a, a thin down contrast, Ooh, um, yeah. black over the top. Yeah, like um, I don't know maybe four parts contrast medium to one part black templar. Yeah, something like that. Just yeah, or three, because then at least you're carrying more of the more of the black through, and 
yeah, I find with, with with contrast, you don't actually need to thin it down an awful lot to retain colour, but carry on what's underneath. Yeah, okay, that's up. Yeah, I think that'd be quite cool. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go for that blue black, you know, that's I'm trying to think what the colour, what paints you would, uh, what you would use exactly for it, but I tell you, you paint rings furiously things. trying to go for the. Uh, Going uh, to the GW. I am bad. I mean, I suppose you've got um, uh, that leather Leviadon blue. That is. Oh yeah, that might work. That is very dark. Maybe that over black. Yeah. Just to sort of give it the. Well, the blue. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, just, that might do it. Just shift it slightly to blue. I might yeah. have a and see how that works actually that might yeah because the ultramarines one is a bit too far but that leviadon is just that little bit a little bit uh blue kind of yeah i use it on my um black i use it on my um um necromunda enforcers so yeah that's quite good okay so in summary what would you like to say about this legio i mean they're gonna stick it out aren't they that's the thing about them they are they're the guys that are gonna yeah you you can chuck stuff at them and they're gonna kind of you know not laugh it off more but they're gonna stick around those first two turns you know i would it's one of those things isn't it i suppose you don't want to you don't ignore them for the first two turns but you don't want to chuck an awful lot of firepower at them the first two turns because you can, you you know that three and four onwards, that's when you're going to start to really, you know, if they've taken the, those particular uh, choices. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I don't I don't know why you wouldn't take Forgeborn. I would. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you get Forgeborn straight up. You get the both traits, don't you? Yeah. You get both traits, so it's not like a choice. So it's a really powerful one. I I, I wasn't sure. Ex- I didn't think it would be quite this powerful when we look when I was first looking at it, and then it was like, oh, actually, yeah, this uh, this this makes sense. This is really really strong. Yeah, I like it. I think they're great. And the thing is that they're, they're one of the main legios, aren't they? They're one of you know. From rise, you know, their rise is Legio, so it does make sense that they're going to be tip top. Yep. I mean, the only disappointment I have is there's not any benefits to plasma weaponry. Yeah. That makes, but that's not strictly true because, you know, they can do the things for the reactor, um, that reactor overload, and that's the thing. Suppose that's true. Yeah, plasma well, weaponry always has an effect when you're something. moving up that moving up that table. Yeah, it'd just be nice to see something um, that uh, um, you know. Uh, yeah. Just I don't know. Just gives a little bonus to plasma. Like I don't know, they got like five point reduction on plasma weaponry or something. Yeah, I can. <sighs> Yeah, I suppose that's it's getting a bit cheeky at that point, isn't it? 
I don't know. I just like I just like I just like I just really like the fluff of riser. Although yeah. no sorry, I'm ever playing riser because it's orange and I hate painting orange. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I think that's about it for engine kill. So we'll be going into yeah. Rob's shack next. So oh. next we're gonna look at um Legio um Vulcanium. Right, so it's time to live long and prosper, is it? Uh, no, they are. Oh, what's their rules? What's their, what's their, what's their, they're, they're not. Oh, that's very they're, disappointing they're to go on over Mr. B's head. They're the Dark Lords slash Lords. Sorry, Dark Fire slash Lords of Ruin. Okay, well, they sound barrels of laughs. Yeah, they're, uh, they're the Dark. They're, 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 two Legi- they're two Legios from the same world. We're, we're going to cover this next month. Let's not let's not jump into them too soon. True, true. Okay, let's go into Rob's paint shack then. Good heavens. So join me as we have entered the inner sanctum the temple of all things paint that is rob's paint shack here he is in the corner sniffing the tamia white <laughs> uh needs that could be a very interesting euphemism for a certain other substance actually i just realized <laughs> yeah, exactly. potentially, damaging, potentially damaging that could be in a court of law uh just to say that rob doesn't sniff anything uh illegal uh so Anyway, maybe. Uh, <laughs> anyway, before we get lost in a potentially damaging lawsuit, let us talk about all things pain. So this month, um, well, actually, let me introduce my, my co-host of the section. Obviously, the, the wonderful Rob Ng, our kind of tame uh, paint guru. Hello. Uh, how have you been, mate? Uh, I've been better, but I've been worse. Okay. Um, I did a little video for um, World Mental Health Day the other day explaining that I've been better, but I've been worse. But um, the painting's been helping. So, cool. yeah, it's um, if anybody hasn't seen that, it's up on the Instagrams, on the Instagram TV. Okay. Um, Because it's me being vaguely serious for 15 minutes. So, you know, what might want to. You might want to get a drink. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, like I say, it's uh, I'm painting, and a lot of people, you know, we we've got um, models for heroes, for example. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. using this hobby as a as a means of, you know, relaxation about you know maybe taking your mind off of the the stresses and strains of, sort of the mm-hmm. general day to day. So I certainly find it quite a calming experience, unless of course it's going horribly wrong, and in which case <laughs> it really defeats the purpose. So well, yes. Um, there is nothing more frustrating, I find, than you know when you're painting a model and you're thinking, oh, is this gonna is this gonna turn out how I want it to? And then you get a bit disheartened because it's like, oh, eventually, you know, via the application of Agrax Earthshade or something, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it becomes vaguely playable in my book. But yes, it can be a very frustrating experience. I, I, maybe that's something for another episode because today we're going to look at a couple of things that have sort of crossed our bows. First of all, obviously, all the things that uh, people have been have been working on. Um, so what Rob and I have been painting. Uh, the second section, we're going to be talking about painting with Tamiya paints. So Rob is a big, uh, big fan of the Tamiya. Uh, 
I have used them for like acrylic painting and I was like not massively impressed, but I now I don't like I'm, brushes. Don't yeah, don't now brush with them. Yeah. going to go into the world of airbrushing. Uh, I, I need a little bit of advice because it's not quite the same as the other paints that I've got. And that might require a little bit of thought. Now the colors are lovely. So this has kind of been mm-hmm. brought about by my potential desire to do alpha region in the very near future. And then finally, we're going to kind of talk about weathering. Some good tips for weathering, like what works best, how to apply weathering powders is always an interesting one. And also what sorts of things you should be looking at, you know, because we see models or I see models that I think are overweathered. You know, they look like they've been in the Somme for about 80 years. Yeah, and it, they've been doing left there since 1960. Yeah. And sometimes it's, you know, less might be more. So let's have a little chat about that. And um, mm-hmm. let's so that start section with... will be about five years long. OK, I look forward to that. I'll uh, just hit record and go and have a cup of tea. But uh, <laughs> In terms of what we've been working on, so you've been putting a couple of videos up there. Your your output has increased somewhat, I noticed, as of, as of late. Yes, I'm back to home working, um, which has made a, a massive difference, mm. obviously, to the amount of time that I've got and the amount of headspace that I've got, because I'm not spending three hours a day on a bus mm. um, for the for 20 miles. It's like, like seriously, I could, I could cycle it a hell of a lot faster if it wasn't winter and starting to get close to icy um icy roads but um the uh medication i'm on now as well as sort of increasing the headspace so i've been pretty productive like um you know, right missus isn't in for an hour he's at school straight out to the workshop right i can do something i can mm. get something done like snatching little bits here and there mm-hmm. um, so um i've been bouncing around as well i've decided to take the pressure off myself of you will do this project this year you will do this project next year. Because yeah. um, I, I sometimes think that we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves um, as hobbyists. Of This is the project that I'm on at the moment. I've invested in it, quite literally. Yes. Um, which means I shouldn't be doing anything else, whereas we've all got other things in the pile of shame that we could be doing. So Interesting, yeah. I've been bouncing around from Age of Sigmar to Titanicus, a little bit on the Custodies. I've got a historical build going on at the moment that I have a, a, a cunning plan for. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I'm just doing all sorts of stuff, just whatever I feel like doing when I sit down in the workshop, depending on how long I've got. I see what you mean. So I, I kind of got up from the school of you know, I need to get this done before I can start the next thing, because otherwise I'll never finish anything. So, mm-hmm. um, but I see what you mean, is that I've, I've found this recently in what I've been painting, which is these ultramarines, is that I'm just not enjoying painting them mm-hmm. at all. And so I end up not painting anything, if you see what I mean. Which, yeah, so my advice there would be paint something else. Yeah, so I think that's that's possibly, you know, they're kind of nearly there, and I'm sort of chipping away at them, and we were talking about this on the main sort of show segment, but, mm-hmm. you know, just doing small bits at a time. So rather than me trying to paint whatever it is, 18 Marines in one kind of hit, you know, yeah. I've just been sort of chipping away at them, you know, just doing the armor and doing the edging and all the rest of it. So, but yeah, they're, they're, they're just not coming, coming right. You know what I it's mean? Clicking, I keep looking yeah. at them. Yeah. They're just like, oh, it still looks a bit ropey, but yeah, I think maybe, maybe I need to do that. I think that's why I bought some new paints to be honest with you, because I thought, yeah, this, uh, you know, I need to get get back on with the airbrush and wrestle that that beastie. So uh, maybe I should be doing that. So in terms of uh, painting with Tamiya paints, this is kind of something that you've sort of switched me on to. And also uh, we were talking about 
uh, I think Mark Howlett uh, put on the community page uh, a picture of his Alpha Legion uh, Vigilator, which looked spectacularly nice. And I've been kind of scouring, you know, various uh, groups on um, looking for Alpha Legion kind of patterns for painting. And he he's basically got a, a sort of blue and green clear Tamiya mix Mm-hmm. thin down and airbrushed and it looks really cool and then with yeah. our good friend um whatever it is burnt ochre or what's the wilson the um burnt umber burnt umber yeah so sort of around the edges and stuff so anyway it looks really really great and it's like that is that's the color for me it's not too you know day glow metallic mm-hmm. um but it, it looks kind of real um so yeah, it's not a, it's not a hot rod can it's not too hot rod candy it's not too yeah yeah, so um, it's going to be shiny, obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm using clear paints. Um, but it, it didn't look overly shiny, if that makes even the slightest yeah. amount of sense. I'm, you know, my aversion to very shiny figures. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's what it's going to do. But of course, to do that, that means, you know, knuckling down and getting some of these clear paints from Tamiya. Yeah, so, yeah, getting some alcohol based stuff going on. So, yeah, so I've got, so I bought clear blue, mm-hmm. clear green. Yep. And I also have got some more Mechanicum. And I've actually, Chris very kindly gave me a Doomlord tank. So I think he's sort of put it together back in the day. The the super heavy for, that's got the, um, it's a bit like a Typhon. Oh, the Doom Hammer. The Doom the, Hammer, yeah. The Doom, so, yeah, the, yeah, so the Manatee Hammer, Doom, yes, Blade, yeah, Bane, Blade, Storm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the fella. Uh, so anyway, I've got one of those and I thought, oh, okay, we can't really use it in the Stone Auxiliary anyway. So I'm going to spray that up. So I also bought um, from your recommendation, I think it was Flat Earth and mm-hmm. another colour that was like a lighter. Dectan. To get that, that was probably it, yes. Dectan. So, Dectan, I, I, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, as, as Henry was saying on the Christmas thing when Henry from Cutter Paint came on, Tamiya do the best range of biscuit colours you will ever see. <laughs> Nice. You know, if you, if you, if you want to re- re- replicate a digestive or or a nice or a rich tea, Tamiria brand, they've got all of them well covered. That's just what I'm looking for. So I'm going to do that. It's a big tank. I like a big tank. Um, and also I'm going to invest in a um, siege automata, you know, the old, uh, because oh, the, my, the, my, yeah. Thanatar. Thanatar, the big fella. Yeah. 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 Because, um, my army at the moment from Mechanicum has a knight in it. And knights are kind of cool. And they're not as bad as people think, well, apart from the Atropos, which is as bad as everybody thinks. Which is but, the one you've got. Yeah. No, I've got an Atropos and I've got a Gallant. And I've also got a number of others that I could throw in there if I so mm. wished. But just the, just the you know, application of a knight into a game can raise a few eyebrows. So even mm. though, actually, I think they're not as bad as the Thanatar, it seems to have less uh, of that kind of, you know, in the terms of sort of Spock, like eyebrow rays, there's like, oh, Wrath of Khan at the top and, you know, the Voyage Home are very little. So this is, a knight is probably Wrath of Khan, whereas the Thanat is probably somewhere in between. Yeah, I'd roll my eyes at an Atropos, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, an Atropos is... I mean, admittedly, my Mechanicum have got a Porphyrian and a Thanatar, so I'd best just shut up. Yeah, you really have zero, zero <laughs> room for complaint here. But anyway... Uh, so, so anyway, I'm going to do that. And again, that fortunately, I kind of just used the same color scheme for the solar as I did for the Mechanicum with sort of changing highlight colors. So that'll also work for that. So that's the plan. 
Um, but again, it's what do I do with this stuff? So obviously it needs to be thinned down quite considerably if memory yeah, serves. So, it so give doesn't us need as much as you think, but okay. it does need thinning. It's not it's not spray ready. Yeah. So um, so what do you do then? So I've bought these paints. I've also got coming some thinner, some Tamiya specific thinner. And I was like, I've got a load of thinner. Should I just use another thinner? But I bought, yeah. well, yeah, I kind of figured that was a bad idea. So uh, let's not do that. I said, yeah. and let's um, go with the, go with the plan. Yeah. Cause Tamiya ones are alcohol based. Right. So it's an alcohol based thinner, oh, um, which depressingly milliliter by milliliter is more expensive than 18 year old Glenfiddich. It's, it's, re- I mean, the five mil thing was like a five or six quid. And I'm like, five mil. That's like one, one bucket full of me on the airbrush. It's, I'm not, so I bought the big one. You know, like I get, big, how much did you pay for? Cause I only pay about seven quid for a 250 mil one. And I think I got ripped off. Did you badly. get fleeced? Oh, I think no. what I did was I was like, oh, I'll just get it from Amazon because it'll be here in a day or two. Mm. It's in Hong Kong. I, I don't know how that happened, but that's <laughs> apparently where it is. Okay. So I should have just done the sensible thing, got in the car driven to hobby you know model to, center to world, any any model Chester train Street, or is, model shop which has literally got you know a whole wall full of this stuff and bought it over the no no not me I'm too flipping idle to drive 20 minutes down the road i'll just get it delivered that was a mistake but anyway the paints turned up from like five different different vendors mm-hmm. and i'm now waiting for the thinner before i can do this so what should i be doing now something i've struggled with the airbrush mm-hmm. is Mixing colours. Now, this is this this recipe of Mark's requires me to mix, you know, like four, three, seven, or something, a ratio of these colours to make a colour. Now, do you? How would you do this? Personally, I'd mix them separately, and I'd mix a batch up. Yes. Right. Okay. So I would um, get some empty pots. Preferably, yep. gla- preferably glass if I could, just because Tamiya ones are um, oh, with been alcohol based. I, I, I don't know how they'd react with the PTFE that they use mm. in Vallejo, um, Vallejo things. Oh. Um, they, they might be fine. I've just always used, you know, empty Tamiya ones because they come in little glass jars rather they than do, plastic pots. Um, I just mix up my different ones. In Got batches, you. and then put the lids back on. It's what I did with the wolves. I had like four or five different pots that I mixed up for various armor highlights, and I just had them racked up. And it was literally right. I'll spray it with the primer. Like the base coat I used was actually a Vallejo primer. So like, okay, that's the darkest one. Next highlight, next highlight, next highlight, and it was just literally going from paint to paint to paint. Um, and because I was going up in the same range, if 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 that if you get what I mean. Yeah. You, you just just spray through. You don't need to clear out before because you're going from you just go into a slightly higher yeah. up version, and the airbrush itself creates a perfect fade as one runs out and the other one comes in. You get a perfectly smooth blend, um, nice. which is which is just saves just saves your cleaning fluid, saves your time. You just like you know if you're going from black to white through grey, don't don't clean it out in between each grey. Just put just just spray it out empty, and then put the next mm. gray you know what i mean there's no yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the time i see people who are anti-airbrush compared to me it was like you know 
king of the airbrush evangelists. It's very pro. And they're like, oh, they just go wrong. You've got to take them to bits and you spend more time cleaning than you do painting. It's like, I have and, said that to myself, by the way, Rob. I just want to be absolutely, for the record, I have said that whilst I've been cleaning the thing at the sink, saying, why am I doing this? This is taking 3,000 times longer than me just <laughs> rattle canning the hell out of it. So, you know, I sympathise with those folks. So I feel, obviously, practice does make perfect and mm-hmm. my ability to wish to be able to sort of run before I can, you know, crawl out of the ocean pretty much uh, doesn't help. Yeah, I mean, you'll find a difference with the um, Tammy Athena's coming because if you are using Tamiya's and you spray it empty... I tend to just rinse it through with a bit of neat thinner. Yeah. Just to clean it out rather than, you know, because the thinner is cheaper than the cleaning fluid. Yeah. Just yeah, rinse it, rinse it out with that. Um, I had a very good conversation with Phil Stachinskis, Forge World Tame Euro Militaire winner. Um, he's the guy who sculpted the, um, what do you call it? Uh, Malkador Infernus and the Malkador, actually. Oh, nice. Um, but he's a former Euro Militaire winner, which is, pretty much the highest military modeling um highest standard military modeling competition in the world wow it's the sort of thing where people leave leave primers to dry for six months before they start painting something um or they'll spend like 500 hours masking digital (laughs) camouflage onto some kind of um mig 29 or Mm. something um it's seriously hardcore stuff and he's won i think three or four of them Um, and I said to him the when I was ser- getting seriously into my airbrushing, maybe it's 10, 15 years ago, and I was like, well, how often do you clean it? Because I felt the same thing. I was like, it's clogging. I'm doing, yep. And he's like, yep. clean it when it stops working. Oh, curses. <laughs> it's like, all right. So it's like, what, you don't you don't take it apart and clean it between each colour? And God, no. And then I just clean it when it stops working. And if it starts spattering, stops working, take it to bits, clean it, put it back together again continue until it stops working again so i probably clean mine more than he does his but i still can't get the same results yeah that um that video that that sort of beginner's video with the with the guy transitioning between paints without having to take the thing to bits i was very useful to be fair mm-hmm. but um yeah I, I i think maybe that's where i'm you know maybe i should be sort of pre-mixing some of my paints before i'm unless it's just a you know black um, yeah, I mean, Tamiya's are more forgiving because they're they're um, pretty much they're, they're based on like a liquid pigment rather right. than your Vallejos, which are based on a as far as I, as far as I know, they're based on like a powder pigment. Gotcha. Okay. In, in suspension. Yeah. Whereas the Tamiya's are a liquid pigment in an alcohol suspension, so they're um, they will dry out if you leave the lid off, and they will sure. go, you know crusty, but. Um, they're, they're a lot. I find they're a lot smoother to nice. work with. That's why I've I've always kind of stuck with it. I'm only just dipping my toe in with your scale seventy fives and things like that. And they, even then, they're gel based. They're slightly different, um, which okay. I just find that they're a lot easier to clean because um, it's a liquid based liquid based pigment. You can rinse them out nice and easy. Water is no use whatsoever. No. You need the thinner or thinners or um, airbrush cleaner airbrush or a combination cleaner. of both. What I always do with mine is I open a brand new pot. I couple of, put a couple of tiny little ball bearings in, glass ones if you can get them, or stainless steel ones. Um, I picked up, I think it was a thousand three mil ones from Amazon for about seven quid. Right. Um, so I'll put half a dozen of them in, right. and then I'll I'll top the I'll top the jar up with thinner. 
and then I'll I'll basically I'll pre-thin the whole pot. Yeah. Um, to a certain degree, and um, one thing you'll have heard probably quite a bit with airbrushing is, oh, your paint needs to be like milk. Yeah. Yeah. That's based on the Tamiya standard. Right. Okay. So when you get your, you've got your flat white, which is uh, XF2 flat white. I think you've ordered that one. Um, which is the best white you can get for airbrushing. End mm-hmm. of story. No argument. Yep. yep. Full stop. Um, it's amazing stuff. It'll go over black in a coat and a half. Gotcha. <laughs> um, that one is a really good one to practice with because obviously your brain knows what milk looks like. Uh, yeah, good Your point. brain knows what milk looks like yeah, what, when it's running down the side of a glass. Yeah, yeah I see what you mean. The viscosity of milk is a is, is a known standard. Uh, yes, which yeah, if, yeah. and if you're working with a white fluid, your yeah. brain isn't going, well, hang on, is that blue milk? Am I in Star Wars? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's a good one to practice with, with that one, just because you're not, there's no mental gymnastics involved. Nice. Um, yeah. so. So, so, yeah, so basically what I should be doing Getting some practice with them first, obviously. You'll making making sure that you know. Well, bearing sounds like a good plan. Pre thinning, but basically mixing up a batch of this stuff. Yeah. How, do you like use a, a dropper or something to? You know? Yes, sometimes. Um, if true? I'm, I, I've it's something I've moved to recently because again I picked up a pack of like seven hundred yeah. droppers or something for about a tenner, and I thought, oh, sod it, I'll get some of them. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I do sometimes more for putting thinner in because I've got the 250 mil pots of thinner and I'm a cack handed idiot and I don't want to pour half a litre of thinner all over my no. lap. No, that's um, true. More from the fact that it costs as much as it does rather than the fact I'm bothered about getting it. Is, it is quite pricey. It is. But it, like, I've just finished one, uh, just finished one of those big 250 mil pots and I bought it when I lived in York. Crikey. And I left York in 2014. Oh, there you go. Okay. And, and since and since then, I've painted all my wolves, all my Alpha Legion, all my Solar Auxilia, all my Mechanicum. You know, th- this this stuff goes a hell of a long way. Like a sure. Tamiya pot is smaller than a GW pot, but you you can paint more. Got you. I've got to say, I'm not going to get any Games Workshop air mo- air paints again. I found them a right chew on. I know you haven't used them. I don't think. No, I haven't. And mainly because I know that they're they're um, the powder based pigment. I think it's just, as soon as I put it in the airbrush, it pretty much clogged the airbrush. I was like, seriously. And then so I thinned it down, and then like spraying it on was like a very sort of street. It was almost like a wash. Yeah. I was like, yeah, what the it's heck? the. I'm sure the. I'm sure with with the correct. Um, uh, should we say research and practice period? I'm sure you could get fantastic results with with any paint. Um, I have airbrushed GW Warplot Bronze. That's okay. a base. That's a base metallic. Yeah. But because it's a base metallic, it behaves more like a Tamiya because it's thicker. It is thick, yeah. Um, so I kind of knew how much I had to thin that one. Sure. Um, you know, I've okay. been airbrushing Tamiyas since about 2006. Got you. So like. For me, I don't have I, – I, there's no point me going, right, well, I'm going to spend years learning how a new paint range behaves when I can get what I really want sure. out of an existing one. The only problem with the Tammy is, of course, is they don't tend – it's, it's military modelling, so you yeah. aren't going to get, you know, the, the, 
lurid lurid pinks and bright colors you know even no. even things like a bright blue is they do a basic blue like a kind of sort of royal blue yeah um but you aren't going to get like your light, ultramarine yeah of, you aren't going to yeah. get your lighter blue you, you'll get a crimson fist kind of blue but you ain't going to get a high elf kind of blue okay um, yeah i'm with you even their sky color, you know, their their sky blue yeah. is a military sky blue, so it's quite grey. Yeah, for the sort of yeah. Okay. So know, I suppose scale seventy five. That's an area you you have. Yeah, scale seventy five. They they work really nicely again with their own thinners. Okay. Um, I'm still dipping my toe in them, but I'm getting the hang of it. Uh, little tip is put the thinner in first, and then okay. put the paint in, so that you're not putting thick paint straight into the wall the airbrush and I always see I was maybe that's where I was going wrong with the games workshop because I put the put the thing in first and then put the thinner in over the top and then mixed it up but yeah I can see because I did wonder whether I should be like mixing it outside of the because what I tend to be doing if I'm honest is I kind of like wax some paint in the hopper and then thump some thinner in and then give it a little stir and well, hey, it blocks off. Yeah, that's about, that's about it. Okay. That's one thing that I've noticed as well that the pipettes can come in really handy. Because yeah. if you've got everything in the in your paint cup and you've got a little pipette, you can just draw it into the pipette, squeeze it out, draw it in, squeeze it out, draw it in, squeeze it out. Mm. And that's a really good way of mixing stuff when it's in your paint cup. Ah, good tip. Good tip. I see what you mean. And it's and and, and there's there's less chance of you you know getting too carried away with swirling a brush in there. That has also happened. Chuck, you know, it's chucking it all over. over. Yeah, yeah. Chucking <laughs> it all over. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you yeah, should be so playing. Air, you should be playing airbrush bingo. You'd be like, right, have I done this? Yes. Have I done that? Yes. I've done this. Yes. Okay. Cool. So yeah. So that's so basically, I'll let you know how we get on with this. But that sounds like you know I should be expecting good results. Mix the paints beforehand. Create a batch of them try it out right and i think that seems to be the way forward once i get my delivery from the 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 far east of my yeah. <laughs> i could have got nice down the road. um they take a varnish well they take an oil oil wash well okay you know, the, there's a reason that they've been as popular as they are for as long as they are they are very very good there is some smell involved so if you're sharing a house with people and you're airbrushing in your bedroom probably not the best range to be honest no i can tell you uh, I, I, i've got the shed that my own little mini homage to the paint mm-hmm. shack um and i've got a serious you know um last of us style mask as well so i'm, I'm kind of covered i think yeah yeah so, always definitely use um a respirator with all the paints um you know tamias are alcohol based which can be interesting after mm. long paint sessions, not as interesting as cellulose ones, but um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's where we are with Tamiya paints. I'll give that a go, let, let folks know how we get on. Uh, the other thing that's come up recently is, uh, and one thing that you, you know, when I started talking about how do I put we- uh, powder, weathering powder onto my vehicles, and you have sort of a couple of bits of advice. So I thought it might be good to, I think this has come up in a conversation on one of the um various sort of facebook pages but you know weathering of vehicles we talked about this you know i i've got an aversion to really heavily caked on weathering mm-hmm. um because i think it takes away from some of the model and i guess they, they you know they did have power washers one assumes in the 30th, 30th millennium but mm-hmm. um so what obviously this is a kind of like a, a technique used borrowed from scale modeling 
yep, blatantly pinched, more like absolutely. And, and it gives a really good effect. You know, it gives an air of realism. It doesn't look like your vehicle's just rolled off the factory production line, which is a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, takes away from some of the immersion. So, so what what do you what do you recommend here? So, if I was, let's say, I've got a, I don't want to, you know, I want to do like a normal kind of mud styly. Um, so you want to do you want to do a dusty and muddy defense line that's been in place for a while. Yeah, or a tank that's you know yeah. that kind of thing. Because so, both of those things are, are highly likely to be in an army you put on. A they table. already are. So yes. <laughs> Pre-printed on the army list sheet. Totally. Um, so yeah. So what, what should I be doing here? Then I've got a number of the Forge World weathering powders from mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, I kind of well, I'll tell you what I do, and then you can tell me what I do wrong. That's probably the best thing. So putting them on is actually a bit of a chew on, and I work. I basically started to use makeup brushes, not for yep. me. Well, nothing wrong with that, of course. I'm sure I look quite fine with a nice mascara. But using those to apply weathering powder, I found kind of worked. It was a little bit yeah, messy. Well, I do. Okay. Um, that seems to work okay because, you know, normal brushes, it's going to knack them to bits. Um, whereas, you know, I've been trying to apply, you know, even using my finger to apply them in certain certain cases. Don't get them wet. That seems to make them worse. But, yeah, that sort of... Yeah. Everything's got to be bone dry. Okay, so what what would you do? So let's say we're looking for like a northern European kind of mud to mm-hmm. give it sort of scale model. What what would you do? Because you also mentioned you shouldn't just use one. Yes, um, there are places in the world where dust is basically just one colour. Um, looking at you, North Africa, um, but again, it changes from bits of North Africa to bits of North Africa. Sure. Um, but um, where was I going? Yeah, so um, I always use a few. For, for, for European mud, I would reach up onto the shelf and I would pick up my MIG pigment Europe dust, which is rather handy. It's a generic European mud kind of colour. Okay. Um, MIG are pretty good in that they've got – they do – various different ones so there's african earth which is uh, much redder there's uh, vietnam earth which is a little bit redder than the europe one there's the europe there's europe dust um just various different ones okay a lot of it is the kind of um for me is the process behind it so if we look at your tank yeah as part of your army mm-hmm. where are they fighting what's the planet like they're fighting on is, yeah. it, is it is it Europe's world, basically, and it's hashtag not Normandy honest, Gov? Something along those lines. I Something mean, I would imagine, you know, we're talking about the Iron Warriors, they generally didn't get sent to, you know, places like Bali. No, no, honest. you're talking more passionate. You know, that, was, that was the job of, you know, ultramarines, but, um, or, or, or space wolves. But, uh, and then they just wrecked it. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, they have a, uh, you know, you think about Iron Warriors, you think, you know, you gritty. Think, do you think trenches? You think trenches, yeah, dug in. Salamanders as well, you know, they have that, you know, if you look in the 30k book, there's some lovely pictures and they're very, you know, they're not the bright 40k green that you see salamanders in there and are much, no, much more darkened down, um, yeah. you know, so, sort of sustained almost, which yeah. is appropriate. Um, so I would, right, so they've they've been in a modern, what we would equate to a modern European theatre war. Yes, right? yes. So that gives you your colours because you, you, you're looking at dark, you're looking at uh, sort of greenish browns potentially um, and not 
not red. Yeah, not Mars. Mars, you know, because you see a lot yeah, of people. You've yeah, got no, you've not got any um, iron in the soil. Yeah. Because um, yeah. obviously it's all within rather than without. Iron within, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, so you got you your weathering powders. That's that's your colour palette for it. Second thing, how long have they been there? Yeah, probably some time. I mean, before they got a, you know, before they were rotated back off the front line and got, a, you know, went through the tank wash. Mm-hmm. So they get, yeah. The, the idea is that this is an army that sticks around. So yeah, I wouldn't expect. Yeah, they've to... been they've been forgotten about by the emperor for a couple of decades. Like, oh, just go and do something over there. You can build something later. Honest. Yeah. Honest. Um, so they've been there for a while. So it's not going to mm-hmm. be clean. So nope. there's going to be more of it. There's going to be build up. Yes. Uh, there I'm sure the servitors are going to have, like, you know, whatever the uh, 30k equivalent of the Karcher portable pressure wash is. I would assume uh, so. Um, but there's going to be build-up in drive wheels. There's going to be build-up, um, you know, through um, on tank tracks. There's going to be scuffing on bits and bobs where people climb in and out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it It is that whole kind of like, if this was a real thing, what would happen? So how do the guys... Um, you know, how do they climb up? What's the route they take up the side of the vehicle or into the vehicle? Now, normally with a marine tank, it's they open the door in the side. Yes. <laughs> um, but those doors have quite often got steps in them. They have, yeah. So presumably they go up and down those steps with their big metal feet, which is going to mm-hmm. take the paint off. Which admittedly on an Iron Warrior's tank isn't going to make that much difference because it's Not going to really. go from silver to Ooh, silver. silver. Yeah. Um, but you're going to get mud and dust build up in there. So that's going to come off boots and it's going to get stuck as they're driving around. So think about where the dust would, would sort of accrete. Yeah. And then just pop it in with your, with your makeup brush completely mm. dry. And then fudge it out with a, with another makeup brush. I always use a clean one to feather it out. Um, so you're not okay. spreading stuff around too much. So you'd um, like apply to the with the weather with the makeup brush and then with a clean one go back over it to sort of spread it out yeah to so sort of feather not, it yeah to yeah. sort of feather it out okay um and then once i've got it where i want it that's when i would seal it but i always do it last because you can't varnish over it because it just kills it yeah um so this is after all your painting's done all your varnish is done all your decals are done everything um then you put this on and then you can buy fancy fixers yeah, hold your pigments in place. Pigments are basically oil paints without the oil. Gotcha. That's okay. all they are. Yeah. Um, I would just do a misting over with the airbrush. Basically, I just use cheap white spirit because it's the same thing. Okay. It's the well, same thing. Like, you know, you can, I mean, again, that's white spirit. It's not odorless, but that's because I'm out in the workshop. I'm not mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Um, you know, if you are painting the house, then yeah, get some odorless stuff. Right. Um, it's not an issue for me, which is handy because obviously normal white spirit is cheap as chips. Yeah, and it honks a little bit. Yeah, you can get a litre of it for about a quid from B&Q. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and I just give it a very light from a distance, misting over, so it just gently uh, moistens it, doesn't move it, and then it just seals it in and then just leave it to dry, which, which if it's white spirit, it dries in minutes. Okay, and then that's nice. it. That's cool, it. Yeah. And then you just got to be careful, you know, not don't pick it up on the bits that you want to show that are dusty. Um, but put various different colours in there. Soot colours are always good because you can put them into the darkest bits, get some shading into the um, into the dust as well. Right. 
Got yeah. Um, so so would you? Like say, would, yeah. So would you sort of start dark and work it out light? I guess one. No, I'd start. I'd start middle. Okay. Start middle and then um, put some darker stuff into you know again like the the darker tank reset ta- darker recesses. Thirty and forty k tanks. The the running gear isn't like World War Two tanks, so you don't have like there isn't a lot of depth to them. Yeah, there's not like lots of suspension and stuff. No, you can't really get into them like you can on a Sherman or something like that. You know, they're all a bit down the uh, tiger um, design aesthetic of, oh, we've broken this wheel in the middle. Well, let's take the other 67 off so that we can get to it. Yeah, well done there, Mr. Porsche. Um, Anyway, um, so, you know, put some some variation and some dimension into it. You know, you can... um, mix up some of the GW texture stuff with maybe a little bit of static grass if something some of that's gotten caught in put that on then once it's dry pigment over the top gotcha jeepers okay um my alpha legion the all the bases on my alpha legion there is no paint on the bases on my alpha legion it is all pigment so i lathered them in is it a grill and earth that's the, the crack oh yeah yeah yeah. Lathered them in that. The thicker the thicker you put it on, the better it works. Uh lathered all the bases in that. Stuck it in the oven on forty degrees, which is the lowest my oven will go, with the door open for about ten minutes. because uh, the other thing with crackle paints as well is they work better if they get hot. Yeah. Um and the faster they dry out, the bigger cracks you get. Right. And then I covered the whole lot in like an orange um I think it was Vietnam Earth, maybe, with a bit of African Earth. So quite orange, quite red, uh, obviously because the Alpha Legion are blue, so you want the opposite to pink them. Yeah. Um, and then went in with black soot and just sort of put some variation in with that so it's a bit scorched, it's a bit dusty, and then just misted the whole army in one go with white spirit. Nice. Well, there you go. Impressive. If, you, if it's a dry theatre you're looking for, um, you know, if, if they're if they are if your model is based somewhere dusty, then pigments are the best way to go. Because gotcha. once they've dried, they they look like they are. They look like dust. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know the um, the the sort of you know your PVA you sand on and you you do your nine million dry brushes to build it up. Mm. Your texture is still often a bit too coarse. Yeah. depending on the sand that you've used and again there's dry brushing and there's dry brushing so I'm a massive fan of pigments on bases okay. um, a great one by Mig is Industrial City Dirt um, which is just a generic gunk think, uh, think Tim Burton Batman films I, I, yeah. think, I, th- I think the sets okay. for those were just drowned in this stuff right um, okay. And, and you can use it on anything, and you can use it with any colour because it's just generic, nondescript grime and mm. crap. Um, so yeah, really like that. I think um, I use pigments on bases more than I use my models now. Gotcha. Okay. Well, there you go. Fascinating. I yeah, never um, literally basically gone mm, dark brown. That'll do. And that is base. That is pretty much, if I'm honest. The extent, maybe after listening to you previously, I'll just chuck a slightly lighter brown in there as well. But, you know, to the point where we're going with industrial gunk as a name of a paint, we're slipping very, very quickly 
into that Tuscany village of artisan painters. Oh, but... you, you, weathering <laughs> is weathering and weathering materials is almost like a hobby in its own because it, there's, it, there's always something new. I feel like I've opened a, a dimension to, the, to to a completely different dimension, actually, as well, a portal into another world completely. But oh, you, you haven't seen how big the grin on my face is thinking about yeah, you get these pigments and you get that, and then you start getting some pencils like watercolor pencils are really good um, for doing streaks. So um, you know there are modeling companies that make watercolor pencils, but and you know plenty of other just artists companies make watercolor pencils. Yeah. You can draw. Um, you can draw your streaks on with the pencil, which um, with you know everybody's normally a lot more accurate with a pencil than they are with a brush. And then you can just streak them with a, a, a wet brush with water, a little bit like the oil streaks, but it's a water-based one. Um, they do metallics. You know, if, you, if you're doing chipped metal on, say, a green tank, um, don't worry about paint. Um, it's not the most hard wearing, but just use a pencil. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just rub a NHB pencil along the edges, and and what you're doing there is like, oh, that looks like real metal. It's like, yeah, it's because it is, because you you're you're coating it with a level level of graphite. graphite it doesn't look yeah, like metal. Course. It is. Wowzers. Um, um, so that's a little little tip. Um, you can get um like propelling pencil lid, uh, yeah, lead, and grind it up into a powder, and then you can just smudge that on with a finger. Uh, and it'll, and you're basically dry brushing with a finger and it'll like on your Macarius. If you, if you sort of like did that, it'll just catch all the raised edges and just put that graphite sheen on them as if that's just where the paint's just naturally worn off. Well, I fear there's a whole show just in, oh, the, in other, the, the, other techniques a... around weathering. I, I feel that I stumbled onto something uh, somewhat more complicated than I'd ever given any thought to. Oh, this is, it's, a, it's a lot more than a rabbit a hole. It's a lot more than a rabbit hole. It's a whole watership down. The right. Well, anyway, if. Including folks, the bit where your wallet's screaming at the sky with its eyes bleeding, going, oh, what are you oh, doing? Oh, that's a, such a, I mean, what a scene that was. I mean, seeing that as a 10 year old, I actually saw the cinema. It was a nice film about, oh my God, that is terrifying. Like, it, it is the most traumatic in life. God, is it, it might only be, might only be something that us Brits kind of get, but it's like, you know, what's your most traumatic childhood memory? And, you know, to get a bit grim and dark sense of humor, and it's like, hmm, was it watching my dad die or was it Warship Down? Warship Down. Warship Down. Yeah, Without a doubt. It's, it's, it's very peculiar, isn't it? I, this is a complete segue, but what the hell? Um, tangent tangent i was thinking about this uh after watching squid game so, i watched the first one we're gonna watch we're, we're watching the right it's very weird it's, it's very weird and very uh korean but i wondered if there was a parallel between the cinema of korea which is pretty bleak right mm. you know it's dystopian stuff uh and that sort of late 70s up to the fall of the Berlin Wall, UK content, which is where to segue it back in. Threads. Threads, exactly, right? 2000 AD, you know, where all of these things, which then, you know, added to and were, you know, part of the cultural reference that that 40K was built on. Mm. So I just thought, oh, that's an interesting parallel. So one for my uh, further, maybe for our... Uh, yeah, you, you know, like late 70s, early 80s Britain, and it's like, you know... If you yeah, it's pretty know, grim. What it's was coming depressing. out, like, like, Dune is never going to win. This is the happiest... No. Um, happiest book ever. 
Um, sure. But but that's like um, oh sorry, mother's trying to FaceTime. Go away, she? mother. Okay. Um, she's wanting to show off because she got to see the new Bond film last night. Okay. Um, like what was I saying? Yeah, like so Dune's like you know it's not star trek in the kind of um, utopian future kind of thing but it compared is, to what was coming out of britain in the late 70s early 80s when rogue trade was being written yeah it's heidi high it, it literally is and i think that's a, it's interesting anyway i wondered whether there was a, a parallel to be drawn obviously you know korea constantly and you know in fact still at a state of war technically with north korea there was an armistice not a not a peace agreement and i wonder whether that seeps into the psyche of a nation whereas if you I think it's at, got to when you've got a maniac on the yeah on the but, border i mean if it was a couple of years ago we could have asked any canadian listeners yeah i mean i think yeah then looking at great america where the cinema was quite bright and optimistic and the comics at the time certainly were anyway another one for our offshoot show i feel um but uh interesting anyway so let's call the because people didn't come here to listen to our thesis on comparative cinema uh let's just uh Go back and uh, sort of very quickly really advice advice on weathering. So use more than one colour. Uh, makeup brushes are a good way of doing it. Um, you can go to the nth degree really quickly and mm-hmm. get some great effects. You can or do you, too much. You can do too don't, much. So, yeah. Don't lather these things on, yeah. um, so, especially not the rust, rust-coloured pigments. I made that mistake a lot. Like, oh, yeah, I'll put some of that on. Yeah. rust you just need tiny amounts of pigment. Got there. Tiny so, amounts of pigment. So there you go. And MIG being a company that does a what sounds like a variety of very different colours of yeah, uh, weathering powers. I think they've got about 30. I mean, you wouldn't think the there range. was that many colours mud in the universe, but there you Dust, go. Yeah. Apparently there is. Um, I've got Gulf War sand, ashes white, industrial city dirt, soot, Vietnam earth, African earth, Europe dust. Uh, there's yeah, the, uh, and and numerous uh, nice. industrial city dirt, n- numerous others. I'll I'll, I'll list them and I'll, I'll pop some pictures in. For Very good reference for if people are going shopping. So on that note, let's call it call it a day uh, at the paint shack. We'll let you get back to uh, whatever you were doing, and mm-hmm. uh, just to say, uh, if you've got any questions about the content herein, or if there's anything you would like. Uh, us to elaborate on yeah and, ping and the questions discuss. through if we can if we you know if we can't answer them i'll say sorry don't know um if we can brilliant because we always kind of freewheel this there's no script there's no planning it's like we just bounce around as you can probably tell and it's better for it um so <laughs> well better for us anyway so give us a shout uh let us know if there's anything you want us to to talk about anything you're interested in uh any things that you've seen techniques that you're not sure about and we'll give you um sort of rob's very in-depth view and my please can we make that simpler for people like me view so <laughs> without with further, further ado thank you very much folks and we'll go on to the next section i couldn't tell you right now what that's going to be but it'll be flipping awesome So that brings an end to this half of this month's offerings. Fingers crossed nothing comes up and we're able to get two episodes out this month, which will be nothing short of miraculous. Um, 
please as always leave us reviews on itunes follow us on facebook twitter instagram youtube uh, all the links are in the show notes um and give our page a like too for no other reason to let us know you like what we're doing and because you know it's, it's the thing that graham wakes up for uh, if you want to get in touch with us you can post on our facebook wall or send us a direct message to the facebook uh, account or you can email us at the rush at edge of empire.co.uk if you want to help out the show we have an affiliate link with audible so you can sign up to get your horror seriously audiobooks such as warhawk um through them with a month's free trial and after that it's 7.99 a month for an audiobook and all of the black library books are on there you can also become a patron of the show and pop a couple of dollars in the tip jar for which we are always eternally grateful um, it really helps finally you can help us out by going through the advert on our website to purchase your wargaming toys through element games uh, each of us all have element game crystal element crystal codes sorry which means that you get double crystals and we cheekily get some normal crystals uh, we always put them in the show notes but our codes are as follows mine is chr one. Michael's is M-I-C-440, and Rob's is R-O-B-676. And also we have affiliate links with the outpost uh, as great. well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, he's, he, he's done it to us before. Uh, his is G-R-A. Uh, he, has, he has an extra number for some reason. Uh, G-R-A-2794. Uh, as I said, we have an affiliate link with the Outpost as well, uh, which is a great little friendly local gaming store in Sheffield. For the second part of this month's offerings, we are going to be looking at the first Legion and all of the chaos that is that particular Legion. And I choose those words uh, very pointedly because <laughs> they have a lot going on. So... Uh, that brings the end of this part and yeah we'll hopefully be back with you guys in a couple of weeks yeah thanks very much guys for listening cheers folks bye 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 bye